Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. When you've got that massive historic PFL versus Bellator card, it is a big one. It's a pay-per-view. It's PFL champs versus Bellator champs and PFL stars versus Bellator stars. Historical night. First time in MMA history that a place like this is hosting Saudi Arabia, a big MMA card. It's, in fact, the first major MMA event to take place in Saudi Arabia and the first cross-promotional event between both PFL and Bellator with former champions and current champions colliding in one epic night. The headliner, like I said earlier, is Henan La Problema Fejera going up against Ryan Bader. They go toe-to-toe in a fight that I think will determine who Francis Ngannou will fight in his PFL debut. That's the plan. And I wouldn't be surprised if they announced that that seems to be the direction. So stay tuned. Also, as we said earlier, Johnny Eblen against Impa Kasangane. They did save Patricio Pitbull. He's going to remain on the card. Aaron Pico as well. Clarissa Shields on the card. Yoel Romero. Um, Tiago Santos. Whole bunch of big names. It's all going down this Saturday, February 24th, live on ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View and DAZN. That's ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View or DAZN. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with The Mixed Martial Arts Hour is back in your life on this Monday, July 17th, 2023. Hello again, everyone. I sure hope you're doing well. It is so great to be here on a beautiful and absolute wonderful, fantastic summer day here in New York City. I mean, this is prime summertime. Summer, summer, summer time. And what a day it is. Our own GC, Connor Burke, celebrating a, what, 30th birthday yesterday or 31st? What is it? 30th. Let's not age me too much. The big 3-0. I mean, it's big a big 3-0. deal. Yeah, 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 New decade. Wow. How do you feel? How do you feel? Tell I us. feel great. feel great. Uh, a little depressing, you know, putting the 20s behind me, but... Oh, come on with this depressing. You're, 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 you're a young buck in the game. 30? So... I looked up Party City stuff, you know, try and get some some gimmicks, like some glasses that were like 30s-shaped. Somehow I came across something on Google, and it was like the significance of the 30th birthday. And it was just like, uh, it signifies uh, leaving your youth and entering oh. middle adulthood. I was like, well, great. Well, I've always said 30 to 40, fantastic decade. This is when you build your house, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then 40 to 50 is when you live in the house and then you do the landscaping and then you really try to, you know, enjoy the fruits of your labor. But this is when you do the building. This is when it begins. And uh, dare I say, I mean, this is when, you know, the serious stuff happens. Uh, I did have my first child when I just turned 30. So no pressure. But I mean, this might be time. How old was New York Rick when he had his first child? I'm going to guess a little bit older than 30, right? I was 30. <laughs> I mean, Great. 
great. Frank, how about you? Putting the I think Frank was 18. How old were you, Frank? Uh, I was 21. 21. Uh, is that true? Really, really putting the pressure on me then. 21, Frank. Yeah. Frank is the oldest kid out of everyone. What a guy. And he's the youngest of the bunch. Who would have thought? Mm-hmm. Who would have thunk it? And, uh, of course, while we're speaking about children, uh, we do have to say that a, a valued member of the team, last show before she uh, goes off and... Uh, uh, Milo, I don't know. Milo, we, have we talked about this? We've I talked mean, about it, right? I mean, we at this tore point, that off. <laughs> actually, last week someone said they really enjoyed Andy's presence on the show. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh. Now she's leaving us. I'll be back. All right. Well, we wish you the best. Let's uh, let's end on a high note. How about that? Let's uh, go out with a bang, so to speak. As always, we are presented by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They are the official sports betting partner of not only this program, but the UFC as well. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Tell them we sent you how. Use the code the MMAR. That lets them know. Please support them because they support us. Also, today's my dad's birthday, so very exciting time. That's how I, uh, I remember GC's birthday, one day before my dad. Not years-wise, but just day-wise. Um, Thanks for clarifying. (laughs) Appreciate that. And of course, we all got our uh, happy birthday wishes in uh, at the uh, at the uh, I mean at at midnight, right? As the clock clock struck struck twelve, yeah, yes, yeah. As as we were as we were all enjoying our Holly Home main event, this this is the problem with the this is the problem with the text. Who did it first? This and that. It becomes a competition. Well, that's just a Frank yeah. thing. Frank's just trying there to get all the glory. There are two people doing one thing. It's a competition. I, here's the thing. If we want to get into it, I think the people are curious. Frank first, Ariel second. But then I have to give credit to Rick for showing the dedication to wait it out until the Helwani threshold ended. And he sent it the very next minute. I, ab- I abstained. I abstained until I like that. the morning. No, it was wow. impressive. He, he actually uh, refused to say it after 12 when we were saying it. Waited till ten sixteen. Still nine hours before the happy birthday text that I got. So I mean, on the power. Well, see, rankings. I shifted. I shifted his back because there. That was midnight. Everybody was texting you ten a.m. I shifted that back. Yeah. So oh, that makes so sense. you understand. It, yeah. It shifts. I'm not in with the rest of the crowd. I don't. I don't go. I'm not trying to be first. I'm trying to be the most memorable. I'm okay. trying to make you know that I care about you and I'm thinking about you. I think uh, I even got an HBD from you. For the record. Wow. That was like um, as, no emoji. No emoji? Was, I think it was just no HBDAH. It was wow. like the least yeah. amount of characters possible. <laughs> that's with, right. With all this that's, talk. That's actually impressive. That's yeah. impressive. I actually have a confession. Oh, here we go. Here uh, we go. I've been sweating it, but for Ariel's birthday, I was actually in the shower when I remembered, and my wife was brushing her teeth, and I was like, can you send a message to Ariel? Oh, wow. Wow. You didn't even text it? I dictated, but I did wow. not. Wow. This, this, this is what is wrong with the happy birthday culture. I, I will not participate in this. This is what's wrong. Wow. I wish Honestly, I wish you didn't tell me that. Well, Something's better left I unsaid. needed to free it off of my chest. Wow. All right. There's a lot of animosity within the, the team these days. I mean, on uh, Friday, I was feeling good about myself, sharing a nice memory that I had 18 years ago visiting the Bernabeu in Madrid. And then everyone, led by GC, the birthday boy, roasting me for my very... You said we were roasting I mean, you, it was very... I actually thought about deleting the tweet... Because no, everyone was making no, fun of my no, no. cool shorts. It looked great. Which were very a, much in style. You were in fourth grade back then. You had a fantastic response. I mean, trust me. Pull them up. Can we, can we look at the shorts at least? Just, <laughs> trust me. Just the shorts were very cool back then. Look at those shorts. Those are, those are Fred Durst, Limp Bizkit, 
you know, alien engine wallets. Let's go ahead and enhance those bad boys. <laughs> and by the way, look at those. Everyone, those little push. Listen, pants. everyone <laughs> and their mom. Shout out to Action Bronson. Rocking the New Balance. Who's rocking the New Balance back in 2005? I'm rocking the New Balance. That's Kawhi not, Leonard fair, came yeah. after me. That's a it's, cool look right there. That's that's say, quintessential 2005. Just I give still, you something to break. It's quintessential Sandler. That's cool. I'll take Very that. Very Sandler-esque. I know. I, I think that's a compliment. You're a big Adam Sandler fan. Yes. I still I, wear the big shorts. Yeah. The most impressive part of them is that they're that long and you're sitting down. <laughs> so they're getting some of the pull. Oh, they were way past the knee. Way past Have the knee. I mean, we, high can see we can or? see it. They, they, it if, you, if they were just a little bit tighter, it would be like, oh, Ariel's rocking capris. I Did it say on the receipt capri? No, yeah, it wasn't capri. Sure. They were just super cool, like, board-esque shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember when it was Maybe a cargo. I don't know. I don't remember. Could have have you a... guys ever seen the TJ Ford Bucks oh, yeah. Media Day? Yeah. yeah. That's, those are those shorts. Listen, I love you that. can't retroactively shame someone for wearing something no. that was in style back then. And yeah, let me can. let me tell you what. It's going to come back in style. Now all the all oh. the, the women are wearing the baggy pants now, the mom jeans, all that. I mean, don't get me started. All right. I was I was I was ahead of my time then. I'm ahead of my time now cuz it's about to become No, I think you were you were within the time frame. And I'll be ahead of my time this time around. Wow. Pop up that picture. With the plaid. Anyway, uh, I didn't delete the tweet because I'm very proud of that picture. And I just wanted everyone to know that I was a soccer fan before it was cool to be a soccer fan. Uh, of course, we don't talk about soccer on this show. People get very mad. The patch is back, which means that my computer is back. So shout out. Uh, we have a lot to get to on today's program. Uh, busy week. A lot of things have happened since we last spoke. And, of course, we have a nice five-pack of guests. Back into the show, we'll recap the weekend that was as far as betting is concerned. Prior to that... We're going to be joined by Myra Bueno Silva. What a win for her. She has arrived. Yes, I know she was on a bit of a streak, but never fought in a UFC main event before, never against an opponent quite like Holly Holm, and she choked her in the second round. Very impressive fashion. Same way she got into the UFC back in 2018. Myra Bueno Silva of American Top Team in Coconut Creek, Florida, which of course is where Amanda Nunes uh, trained for many a year. She now says, I want to be the next Brazilian to hold that 135-pound title, and it's hard to argue against it. I suspect we'll get Raquel Pennington versus Juliana Pena in the near future, but I think there's a good shot that we get Mario Buena Silva, who's quite the personality, who is uh, you know very entertaining and colorful and fun and is getting very good on the microphone. She could be next for the winner of that fight and had a bit of a back and forth with Juliana. So we'll talk to her at 4.15. Prior to that, my old friend Quentin Rampage Jackson. Yes, Rampage himself will stop by. He is very slim these days. He's lost a lot of weight. No more fat jokes for Rampage. He is uh, considering a comeback. His son is fighting. He's involved with the United Fight League. All kinds of things. He even has his own podcast, Rampage Jackson does. So stay tuned for that conversation. Everyone loves when we talk to Rampage. Prior to that, we'll be joined by Macy Barber. You'll recall back in late June, she had the massive win over Amanda Hebus. Her fifth win in a row, her last loss was to Alexa Grasso back in February of 2021. Alexa Grasso, now the UFC Women's flyweight champion. Who knows? Uh, Grasso beats Shevchenko. Does uh, does Macy get another crack? I mean, she's on a roll. She's coming off the win over Hebus. Maybe a couple away, but uh, she is definitely coming into her own. So we'll talk to her back end of the... No, sorry. Uh, top of the 3 o'clock hour 
uh, back end of the two o'clock hour, Michael Venom Page is going to stop by and he has some things to get off his chest. Uh, I do hope you stay tuned for that one. That is going to be an interesting one. Michael Venom Page, of course, uh, the, the pride of England, uh, who's been training out of London shoot fighters for all these years, one of the most entertaining fighters in MMA, has some things to say. We'll talk to him at around 2.40. And then at 2 o'clock, one of the most talked about fighters in both MMA and boxing, Le Predateur himself, the pride of Cameroon, the pride of France, now residing, of course, in Las Vegas. Francis Nganou stopping by to talk about his massive crossover fight with Tyson Fury on October the 28th in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, the first ever time that the lineal MMA heavyweight champion will go up against the lineal boxing heavyweight champion, Mano Imano. Will it be on their pro records? It's starting to seem like it. No belt on the line. Who cares? Massive bragging rights and a lot of people counting out Francis Ngannou. Although, as uh, my friend Andrew Feldman on Twitter pointed out last week, Alexander Usyk is a bigger favorite against Daniel Dubois than Fury is a favorite against one Francis Ngannou. Dubois, you know, legit top five, top six heavyweight, respected by the community. I know he wasn't the guy that everyone thought and wanted Usyk to fight, but that does say a lot especially to all the people who are saying that this is a massive and gross mismatch. So something worth considering. Uh, so we have a lot to discuss with all those folks. Uh, first, let's, uh, let's give Myra Bueno Silva her flowers. What a performance from her on Saturday. Uh, what a win over Holly Holm, who had only been submitted once before in her MMA career, and that was at UFC 196 against Misha Tate, uh, when she was the champion and was winning that fight and ended up losing that fight in uh, one of the best cards in UFC history and certainly one of the best main co-main one-two punches. Remember, that was the one where Nathan Diaz beat Conor McGregor. And uh, she, I mean, that was an incredible fight, one of the greatest women's fights. I, I'd probably put it number two all time behind Zhang Wei Li, Yuani, and Jacek one, which ended up happening uh, four years later. Um, Holly Holm got submitted that night against Misha Tate. Now, just the second time in her career, she gets submitted by Myra Bueno Silva via ninja choke. And Silva now, uh, a winner of four in a row, uh, was great on the microphone afterwards, said that she you know, wants a title shot. And so now the big question I think is, do you leapfrog Myra Bueno Silva over Juliana Pena and or Raquel Pennington? Do you save her for the winner of that fight? Or does she fight someone before she gets to that? Is there one other fight that she must have before she gets to the title fight? What do you guys think? I don't think that they're going to leapfrog her over uh, Pennington or Pena. Rick, agree or disagree? Agree. She's it not. Just, she's not going to leapfrog. Yeah, I agree that that will not happen. It just seems like the Pennington and Pena fight is there for the for the making and, and makes a lot of sense. So yeah, I, I, I don't see it, but I could see her being next. I could see her being the one who fights the winner of that fight. What do you think, GC? Yeah, I'm actually with Rick there. I don't know if she's going to need another fight to get the title shot, but I don't think she's going to leapfrog. I mean, she was 10 prior to this That's fight. That's the thing. Can you go from 10 all the way to a title shot? Like there's a, there, there are a bunch of people. There's Vieira. I know Aldana is well, coming off an uh, ho- injury. Home is three, we should say, in yeah. the UFC ranking. So if you beat three, like you're, you're three. You yeah. Know, like... Um, but it, it just like there's no history there. Like the Pennington and uh, Pena fight just 
makes sense. And it's like, why disrupt that? You know, like it's, 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 it's one and two. Plus, Ketlin Vieira fights this weekend. If she wins in impressive fashion, you know, then she, do we do Ketlin Vieira? My that's what for, I'm thinking. Uh, for a that's title, what I'm title eliminator, winner of Pennington Pena. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because that's, that's probably, I mean, Pennington Pena isn't even announced yet. Is Pennington Pena going to be in September in Sydney? Probably not. Is it going to be in Abu Dhabi? I mean, they could put it on a fight night, of course, as well. well that's what I was going to say. Actually, like, would be a perfect conf- fight night made of Confidence in, in the bantamweight title f- happening before the end of 2023, 10 out of 10? I think it would be shocking if it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it would be like an injury situation. I could see him doing it on a on a fight night. They're doing the flyweight title on a on a fight night. I would love to see more pay-per-views. Sorry, more fight nights headlined by title fights. They used to do it a lot more often, especially in the Fox days. The reason why they don't is they need as many title fights as possible to headline these cards. This is why a BMF title all of a sudden is headlining a pay-per-view in just two weeks. But in a perfect world, this is how you try to create new stars. You put these title fights on either ESPN or ESPN Plus, or dare I say ABC. Wouldn't it be nice if there was a title fight on ABC? They haven't done but that yet. Th- this is a scenario where it makes perfect sense because, you know, look, like Pena and Pennington is not going to sell a ton of pay-per-views. Even if we insert Myra Bueno Silva into it, it might even do less, but it's not going to sell a ton of pay-per-views. Put it on a fight night. It makes sense. Headline it, showcase it, make it important, and then see what comes from it. And then maybe you can um, start pivoting back toward pay-per-view. But yeah, I think this is a perfect scenario for it. Why not? I will say there is something very fresh and fun about having like a new face in that division. And so there's a part of me that kind of just wants to see how far she can go, like put her in the title fight right now. But it seems like they've committed to Pena and Pennington. Even even her, I, I feel like her and Pena would have a very fun buildup, like some shit talking there, some back and forth on Twitter. Shout out to Julia Pena for giving us a shout out, the Parlay Boys, for uh, getting the big dub on Saturday. Yes. In one breath, she's uh, talking smack to Mario Bona Silva. In the next breath, she's shouting us out. I mean, literally that uh, five minutes between the tweets, she's she's you know taking care of business on who's going to be next for her title fight, and then she's like, oh yeah, by the way, Parlay Boys cashing one there. She has her priorities right. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So I, I suspect that uh, they're not going to leave Prague, and I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they have her fight someone beforehand. It just seems like a really long time to wait. This isn't a win over Holly Holm is a is a really big deal and I know for some reason there's like this hatred towards Holly Holm on on Twitter like I saw people celebrating no more Holly Holm main events things like that it's very weird to me like she is I called her on Friday I think you can make a very strong case that Holly Holm is the greatest female fighter combat sports fighter of all time why she's a boxing hall of famer and she is going to be a UFC hall of famer no one has ever done that no one will ever come close to that there's no one even in that conversation in her prime in boxing, maybe a little bit past, but like she was still very relevant in boxing and en route to becoming a boxing Hall of Famer. And women's boxing wasn't what it was today, but still, it was something. And she was she was someone. She comes over to the UFC and knocks out Ronda Rousey and was UFC champion, had a pretty good run. I don't understand how you cannot say that she is one of the greatest female fighters, period, combat sports, period, of all time. And yet it doesn't seem fair. like there's that appreciation for her for some bizarre reason. Mm, I, I think that's what you've said. I agree with 100%. I think it's completely fair. She's been in a lot of UFC main events. Her style is not particularly pleasing, and people are not wanting to see it in the main event. I don't yeah. think that there's an issue with that um, 
you can you can feel that way and still celebrate her accomplishments. Yes, I, I think both can be true. I agree with everything you said. She is she's a legend of the sport, but she is put into a lot of main events. Uh, I mean, non-title fights. Three of her last four fights have been main events. They've all gone to decision until this weekend. Uh, I just don't think they're pushing her too it. much. I just don't think it's the most exciting style, uh, and so people, you know, don't get as hyped up for it. Right. I mean, me me being one of them. I mean, I wasn't. Oh a a rare that. negative tweet out of you on Saturday morning. I mean, it's a, a rare negative tweet on Saturday morning, but you would have uh, thought that I had been negatively tweeting every single oh, week. Oh, don't you uh, dare. With, yeah. with some of the reactions. You got a lot of hate. Was this the most hate you've ever received in your life? Because it's usually like yes. 99.99999 positive, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, most I mean, most people agree with me, but yeah, there were some uh, yeah aggressive, aggressive tweets towards me. Over not showing excitement for the uh, for the main event. How dare you? No, it's not even the main. You just have to you just have to be appreciative of everything they give us. Doesn't matter where it happens. Doesn't matter what time. Doesn't matter who's on the card. It's all great. Honestly, this hate was like I I got the most kick out of this hate though. Like it was like the, the aggressive. So nonsensical. Yeah, the aggressiveness with which it came across. Uh, it it was honestly it made for the funniest hatred. All right. At least you can laugh it off. Sort of like me laughing it off. Uh, yesterday when I said that Leo Messi coming to America is one of the biggest sports <laughs> moments of all time. The I range had to, I had to jump in the comments for that. Just, the range just to see of, what we were seeing. The range of comments were amazing on that one. Like from nailed it to I hope you die, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I was yeah. like, wow. Yeah. Boy, this is this is as polarizing as it gets. I stand by <laughs> it, by the way, just for the record. But yeah, uh, I had a feeling that was going to uh get some interesting responses. Uh after Saturday. Your guy, Jack Della, stock up or stock down? Yeah, I don't know how you could say stock up. Uh, I mean... Is it stock down or stock at the same? I mean, is that even a thing? I guess it could be status I, quo, I, I right? Think, I think it has to be stock down with, with wow. the decisions. I mean, listen, with the decisions that he made in the fight, who he was going against, I know uh, a lot of people speak highly of, of Hafez, and he you know, is strong in the grappling department. Uh, but some of the decisions that he made and, and how he struggled on the ground... You know, it, it has to make you wonder how he would have fared against Sean Brady. Oof. But also you could say on the flip side, maybe he's not making those decisions, taking those chances sure. against the likes of Sure, Sean yeah. Brady. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm speaking in hypotheticals right now. He, he does, he, you know, he had the double weight cut. He couldn't fully prepare for, for Hafez he, the way that he could have prepared for Brady. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm now very curious to see his next fight, especially if they rebook the Sean Brady fight. Um Next fight will be in less than two months if he gets his way. Yeah. He wants to fight yeah. in Sydney. That's also, September 9th. Hazoff has the chin on that guy. I mean, oh, that was a great performance. Some of the shots he was taking. I, I'm very excited to see him get a full camp and get another fight in the UFC. Super tough guy. Was game. Took the fight on day's notice. Class. I, I, class. I, I, yes. So. Don't agree with the uh, commentary that he should have won or was robbed. I, I thought Jack won that fight. I think people got a little bit caught up in like the, the rocky moment. Uh, Rick, you shook your head there. You agree? Very clearly won rounds two and three. Like not much of a debate in my mind. Yeah. Don't, don't see the path that he won round two or three. Yeah, very strange. I saw a lot of people upset. Fighters upset. In fact, I think round three was closer to a 10-8 than he was winning, than he was close to winning round two, if I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, don't see it. Another but, thing that I didn't see brought up a lot was like two weight cuts in a week is a thing. Not not a nothing. Like that's significant. My, you know, he's stock neutral for me. Like his stock didn't go up. His stock didn't go Jack down. Jack Della? J 
Jack Della. I didn't learn like I learned that he can he can be game and be ready and fight the next week and and win. Obviously, that's not conducive. That's those circumstances are not conducive to him having his best performance. I'm willing to kind of just toss this one aside and see what we get next time. Yeah, I, I would like to see him take on another guy that's going to use the grappling, going to use the wrestling. That's why I think Sean Brady was such a good matchup. Th- this division is is for it. This is a grappling heavy division. Yeah, so I mean, he, he got controlled for seven minutes. Yeah. And- he he did struggle on the ground some, so I would I would be very curious to see. Maybe underestimate. I'm not trying to make excuses. I do think the uh, the two weight cuts in a week is a thing. Sure. But worth putting into context, he lost his first two pro fights. He has now won 15 fights in a row. He has not lost since. That was just his second decision ever. Um, and you had, like again, going back to Fez's chin, like. He had some fight-ending shots, and yeah. he just hung tough in there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm still. Yeah, don't get it twisted. I'm still on the JDM bandwagon. I'm not jumping ship. I'm very excited to see his next fight. But, but obviously, when he's winning every single fight in the first round, and then you see him get extended like that, and does show some areas of of weakness, it it obviously you know gives you some room for thought going to the next one. Uh, Francisco Prado with a uh, nice win. Uh, there were a lot of decisions on this card. Tough loss for Terrence McKinney. Uh, another Especially tough loss. That first round. Yeah. Against uh, Nazim Sadikhov. Norma Dumont. Now, quickly before we move on from sure. the, the fence grabs. Oh, yeah. Uh, of Nazim. Not, a bunch of stuff, too. Yeah, I mean, not trying to, like, take anything away from him, but it, I, to me, that, that definitely gave him some help there. He, he was able to use, use the fence, uh, you know, to his benefit. I, I just wonder when when these refs are going to start calling these like i mean you're getting fully if no one's ever going to call it then why why not do this it this is one yourself? of my biggest gripes the first the first warning should be in the locker room hey just a reminder you can't grab the fence you can't do this you can't do that you can't I mean, when, you're, when you're telling them multiple times and then you're you're taking the hand out yourself it's yes. like that has to be a point yes like that has to be a point because, because there's no not, way that doesn't help even yes, like the, the the quick second of grabbing onto it helps. Even if you're gonna grab on and then move the guy's hand, it still helps. And you get yep. nothing. But that's the type of foul though where you can change the position, right? You lose the position and now that that you don't need to take a point. If somebody grabs a fence to prevent a takedown, put them on on bottom and guard. If somebody uses it to get a takedown or some other advantage, then take the position away. I don't think we need to jump to a to a point for a fence grab, but I do think rule enforcement. There needs is to be something. Combo. It can't and just I, be knock the hand away. And I will <laughs> say in the in the Sadikov fight, I didn't think that that was truly impactful. In the Bogdasarian fight, where it's like yes. there's a foul every five seconds, that's a situation where I, I think there needs to be some kind of penalty. Like if you if you have to yell it more than twice, and like in, it feels like in some of these fights we hear him yell it like five or six times. Then something like you either need to lose the position, you need to stand them up, you need to uh, give them position on the ground, or you need to take a point. Like something needs to happen. If it stops you from getting taken down, now you're taken down. That's that's easy, right. easy fix. Or if they have to tell you more than once, then you take a point. Yeah, or or if it's a continual thing, let's let's do something. Uh, Estela Nunez with a horrific arm injury oh, man, yeah. on the prelims. We wish her the best, um, and now the UFC. Moves away from the apex and heads to the UK for another show in London. This one somewhat maligned. A lot of fans upset by the uh, 
the the lack of star power, the lack of depth. I, I do want to remind you, it, it's not like they just chose not to book these guys. I, I want to defend the UFC a little bit on this one. It's it's not like they chose not to book Darren Till. He's not in the UFC. It's not like they chose not to book Patty Pimbley. He can't fight. Um, there's just guys who are unavailable right now. Um, and if you actually look at the card, I mean, Aspinall coming back is a huge deal, almost a year exactly to the day. In fact, it might, there it is. I mean, it's literally 364 days since he tore his uh, his ACL against Curtis Blades, coming back against Marcin Tabora. That in itself, to me, is like is 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 a massive deal. And this isn't a pay per view; it's a massive deal in its own right. Molly McCann trying to get back on track, and then you just have a bunch of solid UK fighters on the card, which is going to be the case all the time. I mean, Leon Edwards isn't going to fight on one of these cards; it's not a pay per view. Uh, Nathaniel Wood, Paul Craig, Jai Herbert. Lerone Murphy, David Grant, Danny Hot Chocolate Roberts, Mark J. Casey, Muhammad, uh, no, sorry, um, uh, Chris Duncan, Shauna Bannon, who's a big uh, prospect training with Patty Hulan. So, you know, I, I, I get, I, I think the, some of the hate comes from the very, very high ticket uh, prices. And I do wish that they would go to other venues in England. But overall, I don't think it's as bad of a card. I mean, certainly better than the card we just got last week at the Apex, in my oh, opinion. No doubt. no doubt. Come on. The, um, and the energy in the arena is going to be great. Like, yeah. It's going to be great once you get there. Listen, Tom Aspinall's on the card, making his return. That's all I need. Exactly. And it's an early start. Now, you like the early start in the summertime. In the summer. Beautiful Anytime. Saturday day. Yeah. I, I, I think it's going to 12 o'clock Eastern is the first one. I'm thinking... And I don't know how you guys feel about this. I'm thinking I'm I'm going to switch it up this time, and I'm going to go a little early lunch, get some fish and chips, Whoa. Uh, rather than the English breakfast. Now, when you when you say early lunch, you mean like an eleven o'clock fish and chips? Might be early for fish and chips. No, eleven thirty. Okay, eleven thirty. Head over. You know they always have the the buffer beforehand, and right. and then have it on. Order or go I to the spot. Oh, I'll go to a spot for sure. Yeah, local. Yeah. Wow, I support. What else would it be? A do chain? It, like no, I'm saying like, do you go into the city for something like that? I'll actually be out of town this weekend, so I'm gonna have oh. to find a spot where I'll be at. Where are we going? Don't tell me back to Florida, Connecticut. Oh, okay. That's nice. Wedding. That's out of town for you, Connecticut. What is this? Is Connecticut's in town now? <laughs> no, I mean tri-state area. It's a tri-state area. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, all I'll in I'll town. Give that. I'll give you that. Um, all right. Well, good luck finding fish and chips in Connecticut. I mean, golly. I already have a place picked. Up. Oh wow! Well, I feel right. like there's, there's <laughs> actually, good places. Actually, if we, if we want to be honest, that's kind of a little bit combo that I've had the English breakfast three or four times now. But also, I don't know if I could have found an English breakfast in Connecticut. The fish and chips will be easier to find. Okay. Um. So that's this Saturday. That is. Uh, that is the uh, the next UFC card. There was KSW this past weekend. Uh, Phil DeFries, uh once again. Is it? I always is it DeFries or DeFries? No, it's DeFries. You yeah, put the, the fries. Yeah, you put the fry emoji. Um, yeah, it's spelled like fries. And uh, I'm making the big push for him versus Francis Ngannou, which everyone loves. Uh, I just think, <laughs> honestly, as far as actual, as far as actual available heavyweights right now, he's a bigger name at this point. Winner of I think ten in a row than anyone in PFL. Yes. Uh, if you're if you're saying any of the PFL heavyweights or Phil DeFries, yes, I would much he's not, much prefer Phil. He's DeFries. not the biggest name available though. Who's bigger? I mean, there's guys like JDS and Verdum that are out there. Is that of greater interest than a guy who's won ten in a row? 
Yeah. Well, how would we do it? Would we, would we be doing a co-promotion with KSW? It would be fun. Belt on the line. He gets to take the KSW. Double belts? I, I mean, mean, if I'm KSW, stuff. I'm all in. If I'm PFL, in this case, PFL becomes the UFC to KSW's PFL. You know what I mean? I wouldn't do it. No, I know. There's no chance. PFL, you wouldn't? No. No way. PFL Europe extended to Poland? What is it? What is this? Like they're invading? You're the, cha- you're so the they, chairman. They get to take over? You're the chairman of PFL Europe. You you speak so highly of it. I do love PFL Europe. Can't watch it here in the States, but I Let's hear it's a Poland, great product. do PFL Europe X KSW. Oh, it's not bad. But but now but now Francis is representing PFL Europe. He should now be. Friends, now I mean, Francis he is, he is from France. Fight back. He's under is, the PFL is, Europe is, banner in front of a thousand people at a bingo hall in Berlin. <laughs> Come on, dude. No. We just we just sold out fifty seven thousand for KSW no, no, no. too. No, I'm saying because that's where the last PFL Europe card was. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. kidding. And none I'm of us kidding. will be able to watch it. I know, I know. It's a big it. problem. Um, I just don't know if there's anyone at the moment. But by the time he fights, there could be someone else available. Uh, that, you know, who knows? Uh, there's no one really in Bellator right now that would make a lot of sense who could leave. Um, and I don't think the UFC is just going to let someone walk away. They're, they're definitely not. After all this hullabaloo over the Tyson Fury fight, if you're a heavyweight that's even eyeing this opportunity and you have a couple fights left, they're going to they're going to drag their feet on this as long as possible. Um, so that's the, why uh, I say he could be the best option. That's all. The KSW uh, Baywatch promo, so good, top notch. Really, really high level production on that. Yeah, like they didn't yeah. just whip that together. No. That was really impressive stuff. Yeah, very, very good. They continue to impress. And uh, there was also a Kingpin card on uh, Saturday. MMA fans all over. Oh, yeah. That there was a lot, you know, Kiefer Crosby, a uh, good friend, training partner of Conor McGregor. He was there as well. Conor McGregor's birthday this weekend, too, or late last week. So July stacked with them. Stacked, absolutely stacked. But the biggest news, guys, since we last spoke, of course, uh, was the massive news pertaining to the light heavyweight title. Um, in the UFC, Jamal Hill, no longer the UFC light heavyweight champion. We found out very late Thursday night that he was uh, vacating the title, relinquishing the title might be a better word. And I'll explain why and how in a moment. Uh, but uh, the uh, the word is that he uh, has suffered a ruptured Achilles tendon, which is a, I mean, a very painful injury. Uh, thankfully, I don't know from experience, but we know that it has affected a lot of athletes, um, perhaps most famously Kobe Bryant, you know, in, in the latter portion of his career. And uh, he's going to go under the knife today. May have already happened. I, I knew that it was happening on Monday, so do wish him the best. And this is the type of uh, injury slash surgery slash recovery, which could take you a full year to come back from, sometimes even more, to be honest. Um, so it's a... Uh, it's a devastating blow for Jamal Hill. I was told that he initially injured the uh, the Achilles tendon while playing in that basketball game that happened over International Fight Week, uh, that he partially tore it there, was a little bit banged up, sat off, uh, like stopped playing after he injured it. Uh, everyone told him he can't play anymore, blah, 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 then trained and then fully tore it. So I don't know if there'll be any basketball games uh, left. This reminds me, there was a thing. Um, do you guys remember there was a Pro Bowl game? There was a um, there was a, a, a beach football game, like a flag football game before one of the Pro Bowls a few years ago, and someone tore their ACL. Do you remember this? Who remembers this? Torn ACL, beach football, Pro Bowl. Robert Edwards. 
that 20 years later, holy shit, was yeah. it that long? And that was 2019. So what was this? 1999. Yeah. The outstanding rookie suffered a career-changing knee injury. Do you remember this? No, I don't remember this, no. That, yeah, so this is what it reminds me of. I mean, this guy is champion of the UFC and uh, is is just itching to fight. And he has not fought since January, wins the belt, is waiting for Yuri Prochaska. Prochaska tells me he's ready to go October, November, September, like that range. Probably not going to be September, but he told me he's ready to go, going to start his training camp. And now he has to relinquish the belt. And what I was told was that, you know, once they told the UFC about it, their first, you know, their their their, their initial response wasn't to just say, hey, we're going to give up the title. But as, as the UFC put it, like, look, you benefited from an injury happening and the title being uh, vacated. That's how you became champion. And oh, by the way, there was also a draw in between there. The only fair thing to do is to do the exact same thing that Yuri Pachaska did last December. But it's just amazing to think since since John Jones beat Dominic Reyes in February of 2020, uh, there there could be, I mean, he then vacated the title several months later. But there could end up being six champions in between this this period and uh, the upcoming period where the belt is going to be defended. And the big question is. You know, what are they going to do? How are they going to do it? And we could get into all of that and more. But first, here's a, a quick snippet of uh, Jamal Hill's announcement from his uh, his YouTube channel, because I thought it was very raw and it was heartfelt and you could just see the uh, the emotional pain that he was dealing with. Check it out. I was given an opportunity, you know. I was given a blessing, you know, um, and that came at, the, came at the misfortune of someone else, you know, um, your Prahashkal was the champion. Um, he suffered an injury, you know, as as these things happen, and and um and he and he was and he was uh he had to get he had to he gave up the title for for man. He gave up the belt and allow for others to to not hold the division up, to keep the division moving forward, to keep entertaining it, to, to make sure the people had a champion. And uh, I'll do the same. I got the support of, of, of my team and the people that are with me. Um, that's what I need. And, uh, yeah, man. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna take. On, I'm just gonna take on the challenge. I'm gonna take on the challenge. Do what I can do to come back, and uh, I'll see y'all soon. I already know I'm the real champion. I'm the true champion, and uh, I can't wait to prove it. Can't wait to. I can't wait to be back putting on the show for all of you. So uh, yeah, I will keep y'all up to date with my recovery and how things go and things of that nature. But. Uh, as for right now, I just still got some things to process and things like that. But uh, I just wanted to let y'all know, wanted to let y'all hear it from me first. You know, as always, it's always love. And uh, I can't wait to be back in front of y'all again. Close.
hard not to feel really, really bad for uh, Jamal Hill, and hopefully he's able to make a very speedy recovery. Still in his early 30s, he should be fine. But, you know, you're the champ. You work so hard. Remember that interview that we had when he uh, got the the word that he was going to fight for the belt right after the Yankalaev Bohovich uh, fight that went to a draw, and he was talking about, you know, now I get to find out. I get to find the answer. I get to find out if I'm good enough to be champ. Uh, man's been through a lot. And since John Jones gave up that title between 2011 when John Jones beat Shogun and 2020, mid-2020, there were only two people who held that light heavyweight title, John Jones and Daniel Cormier, and obviously back forth, back forth. For a very long time, it was just John Jones. And then Jan Bohovic wins it. Uh, against Dominic Reyes, and then Glover Teixeira wins it, and then Yuri Prochaska wins it, and then Jamal Hill wins it. And of course, there's the draw on Kalaya Bohovic in December, and now there's going to be another fight. And so the, the big question is, as Jamal Hill gives up the title, what does the UFC do with that light heavyweight belt? In 12 days, you have Alex Pereira versus um, Jan Bohovic at 205. Alex moving up to 205 is the former... 185-pound champion, Jan Bohovic, the former champion who just fought, of course, for the vacant title. And then you have Yuri ready to go in October or so. Initially, when I spoke about this on Friday, I said, all right, there are two options. You either make the fight at UFC 291 in Salt Lake City. You either make that for the vacant title so you can crown a champ right away, and it will be Pereira versus Bohovic. Who would argue against that? It only makes 291 a little bit better. Again, the reason why there's a BMF title fight is because they couldn't find another title fight worthy of being a headliner. I think Poirier and Gaethje are worthy on their own, but they put that title there. Great. This just kind of, for lack of a better word, just like beefs it up a little bit. It validates the card just a little bit, even though I don't think it really needs it. Uh, but you want a champion, right? You don't want a, a, a title to be vacant for too long. So you you have the benefit of that fight happening in 12 days, 15 days from when the announcement happened. No word just yet. And then the winner of that fight, whoever it may be, uh, becomes champion and then fights Yuri to figure out who is the undisputed king, at least for now. That's option one. The other option is uh, Jamal Hill, sorry, um, Jan Bachovic and, and Alex Pereira fight. Winner of that fight, number one contender. That winner fights Yuri Prochaska for the vacant title later on this year. Maybe Abu Dhabi, maybe Madison Square Garden, whenever it is. Um, there's also Magomed Ankalaev, who's in the mix, who's been very quiet since the draw back in uh, December. If they want to factor him into the, the equation, don't know how much momentum there would be behind that, but maybe it's Yuri versus Magomed. I asked Yuri uh, over over text, you know, about his status. Like I said, September, October, November, and he also said that he thought that the winner should fight him for the title, as opposed to crowning a new champion in, you know, twelve days' time, and then that person defends it against Yuri. I'm not sure it makes all that much sense in the world. And so on Friday, um, or that much difference, I should say, on Friday. Uh, I said that they should make the 291 fight between Pereira and Bohovic a vacant title fight. I have now since changed my mind only because I'm trying to anticipate what they're going to do. And I feel like while I would be very happy to see that, and while I think it would be cool to see Pereira now try to go for a second title and Jan get one more crack at the belt, I do feel like they're not going to make it happen for two reasons. Number one, the the show is already sold Everyone's in, everyone's happy. You don't need to add another title fight to the top of that pile. 
That's number one. These things are usually done very strategic. Uh, watch them prove me wrong in like two hours, but that's usually something that they don't do. Number two, if someone wins the belt on July 29th and then fights later on this year against Yuri, that's one more set of pay-per-view points that you have to give as opposed to making the fight on July 29th a number one contender fight and then the vacant title fight happens between two non-champions, right? Yuri and the winner of that fight on July 29th. And now there's no pay-per-view points that you have to give, right? So here, the show is already sold and you could delay one you know, set of pay-per-views to the next time you have to give out pay-per-view points. So why give it up now? You don't really have to. There's no one forcing you to. Everyone's okay with the pay-per-view. It's not like you have to create a title fight out of nowhere. Historically, my hunch says they don't make that fight a title fight. They just wait to make the Yuri fight a title fight and don't give out pay-per-views points for that title fight against Yuri. Does that make sense to you guys? Do you understand what I'm saying? It makes perfect sense. And that's what I think they'll do. Why, why does Jamal Hill have to vacate the title? Why does he have to give up the title? I think, well, it's the same reason why Yuri had to give up the title. Why? Because he's going to be out for a year and they need title fights. But isn't this what interim titles are for? I'm okay with it in this regard. Also, does he have to or is he choosing to? Yeah, this to? is what I don't uh, understand. Why? why I, is- think it was, I think it was said like, look, look, I would be... I, I, I asked the question and... Uh, I asked, like, was it like a like out of the kindness of his heart, like, and credit to him, he said it. But like, I think they were the ones who were like, "Look, you benefited from a vacant title situation where we essentially remember what year he said on my show, on our show, on this show. Remember what he said, he said without saying it that he was told he had to give it up. Do you remember this? I do. Yeah, I just don't understand. I, I don't get it. What do you mean? What don't you get? Why they have to? Because they have yeah. no rights. <laughs> That's why. There's nothing in their contract that says they are able to hold on to it. I mean, it feels like something where, like, you fighting can see for? how much it, fighting for it. You can see how much it means to him. Yeah, add that to the list. It just, it, none of, if, if the title is not going to be defi- um, awarded immediately, right? Like, if it isn't going to be turned around for Jan and um, Pereira. Why? Why does a champion who earned his belt have to give it up? It just doesn't make sense to me. Okay, so here I am trying to be Mr. Positive and trying to put, and, and you guys are taking me to the dark side. I kind of like this. Who, I just want... You guys. This is just Rick's thing. <laughs> I, it is my thing. Like, no, you're 100% right. With Yuri, and it doesn't make sense to me with Jamal. Like, these guys earned a title. They should be able to hold it for however long they need to. This is what inter. We have interim title fights all the time. They're completely meaningless. This is the perfect scenario for an interim title fight. Champion holds belt. Well, so then, fighters, so then Yuri shouldn't have given it up as well. I agree. I, and, and I so, asked this at the time. Why okay, so then Yuri Jamal Hill would well? never be a champion. Sure. He would have been um, an interim champion. That The the logic shouldn't be, well, because Yuri did it, now Jamal should have to do it. Now Honestly, the next that is, that is the it. logic. Like. That nobody should have <laughs> that done is it. The logic there. Yuri, that is Yuri actually should... the logic. <laughs> I, I'm not saying I'm it's saying right. I'm not saying it's right. That's bad logic. That doesn't make no, any I know. sense. There, there should be no reason. Th- this is what interim titles should be for. This is exactly what interim titles should be for. The champion should be the champion. They heal and then they fight. Like, what should there be? Why a should thing Jamal that if... Hill have to start from zero? Is what I don't understand. Why should Yuri have to start from zero? I get that they'll be in line to fight for a title soon, 
um, that they would be the next options, right? Like it makes sense, but why? They're, they were Should champions. there be a rule that if you don't book a fight or defend it within a year, then you have to give it up? Sure. Now that now it's starting to make more sense at least, but like... Okay, well then here's the thing. Jamal isn't fighting within a year of winning that belt. We're not at that. We're not at that point yet. We're not... Keely's surgery, he's not fighting by January. Okay, fine. And that's fair. And we can say that. But he can walk around with the belt and be the champion. He's right now not the champion yeah. today. No. He is not the champion. No. And and that's not, I don't know. It just feels unnecessary. It feels unnecessary. And this is not like a Jamal thing because I said the same thing for Yuri. It's more but you know just, why they do it. They just need title fights and it's cleaner to have a vacant title fight. But this, this once again, uh, proves just the power that they have. They, they and, and what it also does is prove the lack of say and lack of power that the fighters have. There is nothing, there is no association or union or anything that says, whoa, 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 we just won the belt in January. Like, hold up a second. We need to get to a point where, like, we're being forced, right? Like, mandatory and all this stuff. None of that exists. They can literally do whatever they want with it. It's a promotional toy that they can just say, whoop, we're going to take this from you. And when you come back, we'll strongly consider putting you in that spot. But there's no even guarantee of that. Even if they give, by the way, even if they give them a guarantee that they're going to give them a title shot, there's no guarantee. Something a million things can happen between but, now and then. But even that go. logic doesn't track from the perspective that like we're talking about they need titles. Make a title. Now you've got an opportunity. Make an interim title. Then you've got Jamal Hill or Yuri or however far down okay, the line. Okay, but at this go. point and then they come back and then now there's another title. Now you have two titles. You can match them. It just doesn't it, at I don't this get point it. it would be weird if Jamal Hill got injured. And they decide, you know what? The fair thing to do is to make an interim title fight, and then Yuri is fighting for the interim belt. Oh, for sure. So I, it's like the toothpaste is already out of the tube in this regard. Now they're almost I, like course correcting. Yeah, I, and now the but do you think that the logic will stay that way? Do you think that the next time, like no. let's say it was a champion that they wanted to hold onto the belt, Francis Ngannou sat out with the belt. Yes. Let's say it was a champion that they want to hold onto the belt. Now all of a sudden they're going to be like, no, you know what? Uh, we have to strip you because you're not going to fight. No, it's it's it's. There's no there's, there's no, no rhyme, or reason. rhyme or reason. Dominic to Cruz it. was champion for like three years. Hannah Brown defended yeah. the interim title. <laughs> like inter- like the once you're defending title. the interim belt, you're no longer interim champ. You're you're no the sense. champ. I feel bad you're, for Jamal. I feel bad for Yuri. It just doesn't make any sense. You're right. You're right. If 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 a very popular champion, I don't want to say names. I don't want to put that juju yes, out there. That, that's a very the popular champion gets injured today. They ain't getting stripped of the belt. No. No. I can't see it. I mean, maybe they will, but I can't see it. It just doesn't make any sense. I think in this regard, it was it was weird because he benefited from a scenario where a champion gave up the belt. Yeah. So they said. If, if, and, and by the way, like, I think it depends if, if Yuri or Jamal said, yes, I'm, I want to do this. That's a different scenario for me than if it sounds like they're being strong-armed into it, right? If somebody says, look, I don't want to hold this up. I'll come back and fight for it when I'm ready. Great. No issue. I'm not telling you to hold on to it. You do whatever you want to do, but to be strong-armed to, into it feels off to me and, and doesn't make any sense. No, I get it. I get it. But uh, they don't have a say. Yeah. So what do you guys do? If you're the UFC, what would you like for them to do, GC? Do you make July 29th a title fight? I don't think so. I think you make it a number one contender fight, and the winner of that fights Yuri Prohoshka. When, like, if he can really come back before the year is out, I think... They fight for the title, uh, November 
October, whenever. Uh, it, it, it would just feel, I know you need a champion as soon as possible, but it would, it would feel kind of weird. Alex Pereira making his debut at 205, Jan Blachowicz coming off the draw, and then the weird injury fight against Rakic, and then the loss to Glover Teixeira. I, I like it as a number one contender fight to fight Yuri Prohoshka. I wouldn't hate that fight being a title fight, to be honest, but uh, I don't I'm really... I'm saying think... I would hate it. No, I know. Saying, I'm like, just saying. My, my ideal scenario, number yeah. one contender. Then, honestly, though, you, the, the Magomed Ankalaev situation oh, yeah. is, is interesting as well. I mean, he has been dead silent since since that draw. I don't know where he's at, what he's up to. Do they... Like, say Pereira-Blahovic is a war. Like, is there any chance they just book Prohashka versus Ankalaev uh, for a championship bout in, like, October or November? I could see it. Why not? I just don't, I just think he's a little bit out of sight, out of mind at this point. But what other options are there? Who else is in this division that can fight for a title? Uh, I think the the best idea is the winner of July 29th fights here. Yes, I, I agree. I, yeah, that's my ideal scenario. No, because I, I did see people saying like, "What about Magomed?" And it's a very good question. Oh, for sure. It's a very it, good would, it wouldn't surprise me if they did just do. But if Alex, but by the way, if Alex Pereira goes out there and and beats up Jan, and even if Jan beats Alex Pereira, who just came off, yeah. you know, a title fight against Izzy. That guy's going to have way more momentum 100%. than Magomed who no. fought to no, a draw. I, I'm with you. That, that's why I like that scenario because I, if Blahovich wins, then he clears out like, oh, yeah, the draw and the, and the injury fight and the loss and everything. He's now coming off a win against a, a former champion, um, and I think the momentum is there. I would put the title on him right now. I would make him fight for the belt on July 29th. I would love that, I, but I just don't the, see it happening. Now Blahovich two straight fights goes from uh, three rounder to five rounder within For the weeks of the fight. You want to be I mean, a champ or not? I mean, listen. Of course, he's going to do it. Like, of course, that's yeah, not saying no to in, that. Yeah, that's insanity to think that they would do otherwise. But I, I like that as a number one contender fight. Could you imagine if it was a title fight? Alex Pereira would have what five fights in the UFC <laughs> and two, two, three title fights. Yeah, at two different weight classes, that would be. It would have to be the most expedited. Way, Alex Pereira UFC versus Yuri would be insane, oh, right? Sign me up. Like that, that, that is sign an incredibly up. fun light heavyweight title fight. Yeah. Especially if, if Alex Pereira is like big boy Alex now, not cutting weight. Right. With the power right. that he possesses. Oh, my gosh. I don't know about not cutting weight. That guy, that guy's still going to be cutting Well, you know, not to 185. Gonna, he's going to be 230 when he gets in the octagon. Yeah. So then, the then Alex Pereira would be a, a, a two-weight world champion in glory <laughs> and then a potential two-weight world champion in the UFC. Only difference being that in glory, he actually held them at the same time as well. But right. yeah. yeah. I'm, no, I'm, I'm not. Believe me, it's a very impressive feat. I'm just six, saying. Six fights. Six fights into his <laughs> UFC career. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, but, I mean, no denying that the interest in that fight has gone way up i was i was already excited for it but we suspected that it was going to be yuri versus jamal at some point later this year and then the winner of that fight who knows what happens to them now it just feels like i wish they would just come out and slap it if they're not going to make that a title fight slap a number one contender label on it and let's freaking go i can't remember the last time we we were told that a, a number one contender fight was happening outright when is the last time they like officially they should use that as a belt that, like that's a selling point. It feels like that's the interim belt. Yeah, yeah. If you sell it that way, the winner of this fight is the number one contender. Why can't you say that? Yeah, winner of the fight gets. They used to say it all the time. It feels like we've seen we've seen recent ones that are very obvious, but we have not. They seen don't the say label. it. Like Sean yeah. O'Malley gets in the cage. Izzy gets in the cage with Drickus. It's very clear. Yes, they do not say it ahead of time. Yes, no. yes. 
Yeah, like you could have said Drakus and Rob is a number one contender fight, and everyone would have been like, cool, we're in. Now we're even more excited, just a little more excited. Or just said Sean O'Malley is the number one contender, he's going to fight and just pop him in there. But they always, they're always waiting. They're just, I get it. I get the, uh, it's just hedging. You can pivot. You can, yeah, yeah, you can pivot if you, if you need to change plans. True or false, Jamal Hill will be UFC champion again. Right? True. Yeah? I think he's one of the guys that I think is one of the best in a division that does not have a lot of talent um, at the high end. I think think he's better than most of the guys he'd be matched up with. I think there's some tough fights for him, but I believe he will be able to be a champion again or at least get the opportunity. GC? I'll say yes. At light heavyweight, he's only 32. He's obviously incredibly skilled. I, I think he will Achilles get the belt back. Achilles a big-time injury. I wonder who, who's someone who's come back from an Achilles surgery like and, and then had like a long career afterwards. Does it happen often? What was Adrian Peterson's in, injury? Was it Achilles? Was it a knee? I think it was knee. Is Achilles in your knee? No. What? Listen, I'm not a doctor, man. Achilles is like down below over there. Like, oh, Achilles, yeah. yeah. I'm getting it mixed up with ACL. Yeah. Like I said, man, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Achilles is the heel, yeah. Demarcus changed him forever. Demarcus Cousins? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he was younger. Uh, K- KD, I guess, is doing all right. It's a good one. I think um, it's not a common MMA I was going to say, I think the sports are different, though, right? Like yeah. When you look at basketball, uh, yeah. that explosion, if you lose that, it's going to really hurt your career. I feel like for MMA, it's not going to be as impactful. Certainly, you can lose some mobility. You can lose some explosiveness, but I don't think it's as important. I'm not going to lie. I, I had a coworker uh, who I worked with at the job before I came here playing pickup basketball as well, tears Achilles, and it was a pretty gruesome road back. Wow. I mean, obviously, he doesn't have all the doctors and everything that Jamal Hill is going to have access to, but uh, still, yeah, it was it was pretty nasty uh, to get back to normal. Yeah, that is a big one. That is definitely a big one. Um, by the way, some breaking news, guys, before we get to Francis. Mm. Francis Gunny. Joining us in about five minutes' time, so stay tuned for that. Uh, big Francis, of course, October 28th. Uh, big crossover fight. Speaking of crossover fights, this just in from Jake Paul about 40 minutes ago. For all the clowns saying, quote, why don't you fight Nate Diaz in the cage, end quote. I made that offer to him from the start. $10 million to fight me in PFL after we box on August 5th. Offer is still there, Nathan. What do you guys think? Is it happening? No. No? Why not? Yeah. I think that... If... $10 million. Yeah. That's not a I bad mean, deal. That feels like a... If I'm Nate Diaz, I'm like, sign me up. By the way, if this is it. like a war and everyone's like, holy shit, this was great, $10 million to, I mean. To go fight an MMA. The question is, if, if Nate's stock is up after this fight, the UFC is going to come calling for the McGregor trilogy, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and for maybe even UFC 300. And so we'll see. Ooh. If his stock is down, it's not a bad plan B. If I am any MMA fighter and Jake Paul offers me $10 million to fight him in MMA— I take it. Nate, I, mean, I don't a, care what win, your name win, is. Is it not? Like, you have to feel like Nate would be able to win that fight. Yes. I take, I take that offer immediately. I sign that before we even get to the boxing fight. $10 million to fight Jake it's Paul It's a good fallback plan. If it's, I'm any MMA fighter, instant signature. 
By the way, it, it is tomorrow. the Francis PFL fallback plan. Mm-hmm. What What's the downside? I'm going to whoop his ass yeah. so bad. Win or lose, the offer is like, even if he wins on August 5th, he could take that fight? Yeah. It's not a bad deal. I'll believe it when I see it. I mean, it's right here. I, yes, I understand that. Oh, you believe if uh, Diaz takes it? Yeah, I'll believe I thought you meant like that. Oh, no, no, no. I, I think he's serious about it. I'm saying I'll believe the fight is going to happen when it's announced and they're walking to 10 the 10 million to fight Jake Paul, who's never fought in MMA before. <laughs> It'd be incredible. Easiest 10 million. There would be a lot of eyes on that. Is it weird? Especially because what do you think Nate Diaz would be favorite-wise in that fight? What minus, would be the more— Minus 3,000. What is the more highly anticipated fight? Them two in a boxing ring or them two in an MMA cage? In an MMA, MMA cage, in my, sure. like, no doubt Because of the novelty it. of Jake fighting MMA? Yes. Correct. And Nate Diaz being the one with the advantage. Yes. And, every- <laughs> and how many fans Nate Diaz has and the MMA community, like, banding together to cheer against Jake Paul. And the UFC would be upset about it. Are people shitting on oh, this yeah, or liking this? What's the uh, response to this? The, the MMA fight? I think a lot of... Responses are just like Nate will. You just broke <laughs> this news to me. This is my first time hearing. Oh about no, it. I saw it on the MMA fighting uh, page. Did you did you whip that together, Rick? While we're talking, that was that was the great Jose Young. Ah, uh, I see. I, I spotted thought. it, passed it off, and he he hit the alley oop. I, I threw it to him. He dunked it. Great nah, it's great. I mean, I'm all in. Uh, can we talk about August fifth or not yet? Mm, not, yet, not yet. I actually have an idea about more. August fifth. I have an idea. Some big plans regarding August fifth. Stay tuned. What are you thinking? I have an idea. I don't want to say it here. I'm yeah, yeah, not, yet, not yet. Yeah, we can talk offline. Yeah, we can talk offline. Circle back. You know, there's a very good chance that that fight happens on the same card as Francis Ngannou's PFL debut. Right. The, the Jake Paul one. Yeah. Okay, now we're talking big business for PFL. Of course, because it's the pay per view division yeah, that he's heading up. Now yeah. we're talking. Now we're talking big business. I'm talking three million pay per view buys. Let's go. That's that's a lot. Francis coming up. That's a lot. Francis here. <laughs> I would love to see that. Um, all right, so that's a new wrinkle in the discussion. Uh, let us talk to the man that we just spoke about. He uh, was the talk of the MMA and boxing world all last week. In fact, dare I say he has been the talk of the MMA and boxing world since January when he parted ways with the UFC. And for months, people were, as they say overseas, slagging him off. They were saying all kinds of things. He was uh, fumbling the bag. He was screwing up. He was uh, committing career suicide. He was making all kinds of mistakes. He was, uh, he was uh, outpricing himself, all kinds of craziness. Then in May, we find out that he signs this uh, one-of-a-kind deal with PFL, and he's going to start up PFL Africa, and he's going to debut in 2024, and everyone's like, all right, all right, great, but you still messed up. And then, bam, last Tuesday, 10 a.m. Eastern, we find out it's going down October 28th. The lineal MMA heavyweight champion of the world going up against the lineal boxing heavyweight champion of the world, one-on-one, never happened before, and it may never happen again. Over in Saudi Arabia, it's Tyson the Gypsy King Fury undefeated as a boxing heavyweight champion going up against the one and only Le Predator, the pride of Cameroon, the one and only Francis Ngannou. There he is, Francis. You did it. You did it, Francis. Yes, man. We did this. Felicitations. It's going down. Merci beaucoup. How does it feel a week later? Does this feel real? Does it feel like a real thing? Oh, it feels very re- uh, real because um, 
for for you it was is week later, but for me he was more than week later. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. So can we start there? When did this start to become like a real thing? Like when I last spoke to you was May, I think uh, the sixteenth or seventeenth, when you made the announcement of PFL, right? You didn't say anything yes. about that at that point. No, was it, it a wasn't thing? Going on yet. It wasn't. Okay, so can no, you tell us when it started? On. Well, um, he started. He really started like. Um, one one month ago, five five weeks ago. Wow! And then I received a call from um, from uh, Raiko in Saudi, and he was like, "Okay, uh, they want to do this fight. Let's meet me. Let's meet in New York." And this, and I wasn't very, you know, at that time I wasn't very excited. I was like, "Okay, let's find out what's going on." Um, anyway, I was going to be in New York, so. Get in New York. We met. He get meet meet the meet people, and we started talk. Wow! So it wasn't even that long ago. No, uh, he was this quick. Like he was like the negotiation went on and off like less than two weeks. Were you surprised? Like initially, were you like, "Man, this seems too good to be true. This is this is now happening too easily." No, I knew the people that was behind. Uh, I knew that is happening. Wow. At any point in the process, did you speak to Tyson yourself? No, I haven't speak to Tyson myself um, or either one of his team. But we don't we don't have to speak. We're going to meet at the press conference. Sure. <laughs> uh, by the way, do you know when the press conference is? Uh, right now, there is London, probably Africa, oh. and uh, Saudi. Then. We, we still don't know about the U.S. yet. Wow. You're going to go to Africa. That's the goal. Uh, which country? Cameroon? We don't know yet, but uh, we're still figuring that part out. My gosh. That is incredible. Um, so, so when it's... You know, it's been, it's, been, it's been a lot of things since the signing to figure it out, to put together, to like assign stuff. So <laughs> a lot of, a lot of work. Um, at that point, like when I'm talking to you in May and even afterwards, you still said you're going to box this year. That's the plan. What were you leaning towards? Like, was there an, was there another plan and this one came and usurped it? Was there something else, another opponent, another situation? Yes, there was something, but nothing was like really um, done. It was just like a talk, you know. Uh, as I said, we had a talk with Deontay before and then uh, it get interrupted and then after that, we were having a talk for a potential fight uh, in uh, in November, maybe in South Africa. And then this came around and became very, very true in a, in a lapse of a week. Um, would you say of all the other boxing opportunities, was the Deontay one the closest? Yes. Okay. So ultimately, why did the Deontay one fall through? No, we. Uh, I think they had some sort of like a proposal for December or something like that to fight Anthony Joshua, and then uh, they said uh, they would rather explore that one uh, as he he wanted to he wanted to go back to the title, so which makes sense. That's only the reason. So we were we stopped. We just put in pause and was going to explore that in the future. Okay. Um... At any point, did you start to lose hope? Did you start to get nervous that this boxing dream would not happen, that you would just not be able to find an opportunity? 
No, I mean, the Tyson one was was a tough one. I mean, there was a point that you're like, is this going to happen? But at the end of the day, if it doesn't happen, uh, it's not only um, it's not the only boxing fight out there, you know. And I want it's not like a one shot thing, so I can go there and make uh, make some uh, other fights. But yeah, this one was the mo the most tough one. Did you feel? I was starting to feel like the boxing community was trying to box you out a little bit. You know, they were trying to say, oh, you're outpricing yourself. Oh, you're trying to go for too big of a name. You need to work your way up. You need to know your role. That was the feeling that I was getting. Were you getting that feeling too? That doesn't matter. Whether I didn't really feel that. I know he was a, he's a tough world, but this fight is going on. And uh, whether I'm starting in the top, I'm doing it, so it's happening. Yeah. So at this point, I think the only thing to do for some people is to wrap their, wrap their mind around it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And they're starting to we, do we so. Um, yeah. Could I ask, so, what took so I remember you in the in the ring with Tyson after the Dillian White fight. That was April of 2022. Why did it take so long for him to come around to the fight? Well, that was in a fight negotiation. Uh, we were just there. And then uh, I was still in the contract at that time. So it was there wasn't a talk about uh, at that time. Okay. There wasn't a contract. But even like when you became free in January, February, March, April, why did it seem like he was trying to do other stuff and, and wasn't, you know, paying attention? I don't know, man. I think he bet, he's, he's the, the better one to answer that question. Fair enough. But uh, I've always been around for that fight. Would As it, you know, where yes, would it be fair to say that that was always your top choice? Your number one choice was Tyson. Oh, definitely, yes. I mean, hundred um, percent. When you heard was of when you heard uh, one week Dana White said you versus Anthony Joshua is a gimmick fight, and then the next week or a week later, Max he said I would love to do John Jones versus Tyson, and then the next week he's like Tyson, come, let's do the John Jones fight. What was your reaction to that when you were hearing? Dana White openly tried to get the Tyson Fury fight because I was—I would imagine at that point you're you're talking to Tyson at this point, right? Or you're you're talking about doing the fight, not to him personally, but this this thing is a real thing now, right? Yeah, but I don't follow track on what Dana says. You know, there is a lot of things that Dana says that you can follow track on him. You know, they don't line up to uh, one another, so I don't uh, worry about that. I was just doing my thing, and at the end of the day, I pull it out. It was all it was all about gimmick fight, and uh, which is the same thing that he was trying to do a gimmick fight. Next time that he has a gimmick fight, he should send it over to me. I'll handle it. Gimmick fight promotions. <laughs> yes, gimmick fight promotion. What is gimmick fight promotions? <laughs> are you trying to actually? Are you gonna like? Is this gonna be a real thing? Is a real thing. Is a real thing. <laughs> it's not going to be. He's a real thing already. It is a real thing. It's on. So you're gonna you're yeah. gonna put on events. You're gonna have fighters under the banner. Um, I'm gonna put on event for sure. Gimmick fight. <laughs> <laughs> and and gimmick fight is a part of this promotion as well, right? Yes. Amazing. The yeah, we is part of this fight. Um, did you seriously consider going with another promoter? You know, I know you spoke to Eddie Hearn, the Bob Arum's out there. 
I know uh, Dimitri Salida reached out. This, uh, like, did you ever consider teaming up? Because at this point, correct me if I'm wrong, you're, you're not with any promoter, right? This is just you and, um, and Gimmick Fight and your team. I am with a promotion. I am with Gimmick Fight promotion. I, I, what are you talking about? I get it. I get it. I mean, like one of the you know the older boxing guys. Yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. No, and I think that was like why why everybody was trying to. Um, to uh, kick this fight out because they feel like they wasn't part of it and mm. they was trying to, you know, it's a messing mess, uh, world. But um, we really didn't consider maybe work with somebody. That was our uh, our idea. But everybody is like, was like, okay, come to me. I'm like, no, I can come with you, not to you. Mm. You didn't want to. You didn't want to be like working for anyone. No, I want to be my own boss. Right, uh, and it all worked out incredibly. Um, and so, could I ask? You know, one of the big things, and I spoke to Markel about this on Wednesday. Initially, Eddie Hearn was the first one to put this out there that this was going to be an exhibition fight. And then last week in the press conference, or sorry, the press release. How did he know? How did Eddie Hearn know about this? I don't know. To know, to give all the details. I don't remember him being around uh, around the table talking to, on this fight. Do you think he was trying to, like, poo-poo it? Do you think he was trying to pour cold water on it? Well, what I can say is that he doesn't know anything about it. Hmm. And uh, all the thing that he, know, he knows is what he has heard as you and other people. I mean, that's clear. He didn't have, know anything because... He's not a. Um, he's a real fight. He's going on. He's going to, to be a fight. The only difference is that there's not a title online, but he's a real fight. He's going on our record. Okay, so that was the question. It will go on your pro record. Yeah. Okay. So there's there's nothing exhibition about this. The only thing is that his title is not on the line. The title is not on the line. Why not? The title is not. Well, that's another discussion which is going to take a lot inside the uh, WBC, all those stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, in order to make this fight happen, if we wanted to do everything, there was a lot of party involved. There would be a lot of party involved and this fight wouldn't happen. So it was like, okay, we have to get this done uh, quick and we have to get this quick and done, you know. So was about to make this fight happen at first. Okay. And, uh, I didn't, I wouldn't have any guarantee if there would be like a title and this, and then you get to get all those people, those people involved, everybody involved at that moment. From now on, we can have that discussion, you know, because the fight is on. And then uh, we can have another discussion and see if that's something to be considered. But if not, What's matter is the fight. I was going to fight. I wasn't going for the title. So as for me personally, nothing changes. Right. So if you beat him, there's a one on his, in the loss column, right? If you beat him, like this is all on the up and up. Okay. You can knock yeah. him out, everything. Yes. Amazing. Um, and so so this happens in um, October. You still have three months are you going to try to convince the WBC to get the belt on the line, or you don't even care? I don't even care, bro. Okay. I just want to fight. I want to fight. I get the fight. 
uh, I'll, I'll pull everything out there uh, on July, on um, October 28th. I'll put, take everything with me in that octagon and leave it in there. And uh, that will be my title. Uh, I I want to almost, in a way, sort of apologize for asking the question, but you know it's been such a big hot topic, and especially over the last few days as well, because of how much you made in your last UFC fight. Could you tell us how much you are making for this fight? No, but what I would tell you is that as you're compared to what I make, I was making for my UFC fight, is day and night. I mean, it's life changing. And he would have been the same thing if I was fighting PFL first, you know. Uh, what I was making, what I did made in my last fight doesn't even count. What do you mean? Because he wasn't, he wasn't, he, he's not close, anywhere right. close around. You know, he's not in the top. Are you making more for this fight than you made in your entire UFC career? Definitely, yes. Oh, 100% yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are, you, are you making more for this oh. one fight than the entire... I, mean, I didn't make in my I didn't make that much in my entire UFC career after basically after turning down all those contracts that could have made me more money. But uh, yes, if we count it, absolutely. More for this one fight than the entire last deal that they offered you the the final offer whenever that was in like uh late december january is this one fight more than all that i think that information will not will uh bring you in the wrong direction why because the reason is that so many i have heard so many of time people say oh they offer him eight million pay five they offer him this and that which is not exactly what there was a, 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 tr a trick there, and it was a bait because it, it was just in order for me to put the pen on the paper, and then there was like a one big number, and behind it there was nothing. The paper was blank, pretty much. So, I mean, it's not like I'm sure you're gonna say like three eight million times three for three fights. No, that's not what he was. Mm. That's not what he was. He wasn't like that. He was the same tactic. Just like they pull some number up and like want to impress you uh, to get you signed the, the, the contract, you know. Late last week, uh, there was a, that 8 million number came out for this fight and then Jake Paul refuted it. Um, and and I had heard the same. It's not. It's more than that, right? For this one fight. I told you that I would not release that information okay so you can keep trying I, I i i want you to slam dunk on everyone francis i want you to slam dunk <laughs> on the haters that's all hey bro the haters will always be haters and i'll always do my thing do they ever stop me of doing whatever i'm doing i mean i don't even know who they are for most the most part i don't care for them their life i don't mind they are watching me they are following me and then they are i mean I have impact in their life right. in a way. So I'm not here worrying about like what to do to them. They are part of, they are part of my journey, whether when, they like it or not. When you signed this deal though, was there a moment that you sat back and you were like, come on. And for the last six months, Francis, everyone was saying, 
uh, you were screwing up, you outpriced, fumbled, this, that. You had to sit back and laugh. I know you, the haters don't affect you, and I believe everything you're saying, but it had to have felt good, right? It all worked out perfectly. Tyson Fury fight, PFL deal, all this stuff, like, you couldn't have scripted this any better. You didn't sit back and smile and say, like, yeah, if all of you, I did it, and no one really, you know, like, no one believed in me? Of course. I mean, it's the story of my life. No one, everything that I have done, nobody had ever believed in me until it's done. And this was like one of the case. And then uh, I feel I felt pretty good about it. You know, I'm like, yes, I get it done. I mean, people might talk about like, oh, how much you're making, you're making a lot of money, which is true. But the feeling, my feeling wasn't about like what I'm going to make. It was like, I get this done one more time. You know, like uh, my capability to uh, get things done, to hang, hang on uh, tight and finally get the outcome it's, it's, it was more about that right that was the most exciting one you know i feel relieved i feel happy you know you know that was a hell of feeling yes would you say and i'm not trying to diminish the pfl deal but there was still the boxing component when you announced so now like you have the full relief maybe when you announced the pfl deal there was half relief but this is a different thing because this was the whole picture is now set right this feeling is different than back in may correct he was one. Um, he he's the same thing, you know. This one is just this one is just add, adding it a add on on top of the PFL one. Yeah. Because the PFL deal set up uh, uh, the base, and this one is coming on top, so it's an addition, you know. But both are circling together and doing the same effect. Mm-hmm. It would be boxing first, and then PFL after. Yes, it's like the last line. I know you were back home recently. Did you celebrate? No, nobody, it wasn't, you mean celebrate PFL? Or no, no, fight? this fight, because you were just back home, right? So, like, you already knew that it was a done deal. Like, did you Did you, Did you? you and your family do something? Like, did you celebrate, or? They didn't even know exactly. I mean, everybody I've heard of this fight so many times, and they didn't really know. Like, I was talking to some people, like, uh, to my brother, like, I think I'm getting this fight done. He didn't really process it <laughs> at that time. <laughs> like, you know, but I just let him cool. I'm like, when the news is going to come out, everybody's going to find out. Wow. You know, I don't need to explain everything to every single one. I just enjoy the time with them and then let the boxing uh, uh, staff uh, aside. <laughs> what was your phone like when the news came out? Did it explode? I was in the airplane. That's crazy, man. You were on the air, so you didn't get any messages when the world found out about this. You were, you were. I get messages. Okay. I get, I get, uh, I get WhatsApp. Okay. Uh, text messages. I get them after when I landed, <laughs> and uh, it was a lot of them. Like so, now I haven't re- read some of them. I'm trying to go through, but also have to do stuff. So, but all good stuff. All good stuff. Uh, yeah, is there a rematch clause? Yeah, there's a um, potential rematch clause. I don't know exactly what. Uh, I don't know exactly how to explain that language, but yes, okay, there's a rematch uh, inside it. So there's a chance if uh, you know, I, I would imagine like, if you beat him on October 28th that you would fight him again. Oh no, for that one. 
Definitely. What if he beats you? That's where, that's what I don't know. We will see how it goes. Okay. But yeah, that's why I have to win this fight. I have to put everything to get that rematch as well. Is there any chance that you do two boxing fights before your first PFL fight or would the second fight with him be after the PFL no. debut? No, the second fight will be after the PFL debut because PFL debut is somewhere uh, beginning of next year, maybe uh, February or March okay. next year. We, I was still talking with Pete Murray about it and that's still the, the, the timeline. Do you have an opponent yet? That's from the beginning. Not yet. Okay. Is there anyone, is there like a but front are, runner? But they are working, they are working on something. Oh, what what do you, what do you, what, do you, what, what could you tell us? Can you tell us anything? I just know that they are working on. I don't have so many <laughs> details about okay. it. <laughs> uh, will you get pay-per-view points for this Tyson fight? I get something. It's all good. I'm not getting out there empty-handed. Uh, can you tell us where it's going to air in, a, in America? Um, I think on ESPN. ESPN. The goal is to, to air on ESPN in the U.S. And... Um, in the UK, I don't know. He's going to air also in Africa. He's going to air everywhere. Wow. But it'll be pay-per-view, right? It's going to be pay-per-view, pay-per-view. yes. Um, and, and so uh, you, were, you were just at the PFL event not that long ago. What a scene that was mm-hmm. with John Jones. When you, after that, like, was there a part of it? I said this to Markel last week. I was like, man, these guys were in the same promotion for all these years, and we can never figure it out. And now we're getting face-offs. So it was like a bit of a tease, you know, like seeing you guys like, ah, you know. What, what was your takeaway from that whole experience, seeing John and uh, going face-to-face with him and all the hoopla? So many people were so excited about it afterwards. What was your reaction to that? Well, um, I know it's a fight that can happen if the UFC uh, decide to give that fight to the fan. It can happen. That fight is always there, and it can always happen. They just have to to compromise a little bit. But there's no you don't think they will, right? You never know. People change, bro. Yeah. So you're holding out hope. <laughs> yeah, I'm still hoping for that. I mean, I think if I have one fight left in MMA, I will hope to be to, to be John. If you have one fight. You don't have one fight left, right? You you're saying if you have No, one. I don't have one fight left. Right. I say if I have yeah. one fight left. In my career, I hope that will be John. The amazing thing is, like ESPN could help make this happen because, you know, they say, "Hey, let's get this guy. He's with PFL. We're, they're on ESPN. UFC's on ESPN. Let's do it on ESPN." Like it, it feels like a very easy thing to to get done. Well, a lot of things seems like very easy until <laughs> it gets down to get done. Yes, that's Basically true. Basically, when it's on the UFC hands, right? Like the Tyson no, Fury fight too. The, the same thing could have happened with the Fury fight because he's on he's on ESPN too with Top Rank. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he has to. Right. Oh, did we lose him? I, I think we lost. Did we lose his audio? We did. One sec. He's unmuting himself. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, very faintly, though. I can hear you. Is his audio okay? You can't hear me? He can hear you. Hold on one second. We're gonna bring him right back in. Okay. All of a sudden, uh, I lost him there. Let's uh, we'll we'll reconnect with him in a moment. Uh, October twenty eighth, Saudi Arabia, Riyadh, Francis Ngannou, Tyson Fury, the fight everyone thought would never happen. Great promo video that they posted. 
Bye bye, Miss American Pie. Uh, that was tremendous. It was on his social. It was on Tyson Fury's social. Um, it's going to be a scene. It's going to be an absolute scene. I can't wait for it. I remember Francis was in Saudi Arabia with Ronaldo. I wonder if that's where the seeds were planted. I was going to ask him that. We just have a few more minutes with him. Uh, but this is a real thing. And, uh, well, I guess he didn't fumble the bag after all. So. Ariel, I have him back for you. All right, here he is. Francis, you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, you're there. Uh, just a couple more minutes, and then we'll let you go. Thank you again for the time. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I remember you, when you left... Uh, when you left the UFC, when you parted ways, I remember you were in Saudi Arabia with Cristiano Ronaldo. You posted, is that where the relationship with Saudi Arabia started with you? Yes, the, that's where the relationship started. And also, um, yeah, it started at that moment. Okay. And uh, was this ever considered somewhere else? Like in the UK, obviously, it would make a lot of sense, like in a big soccer stadium, or was it always Saudi Arabia? Like, in, in other words, why why is it in Saudi Arabia as opposed to somewhere else? I mean, he could have... He could be everywhere else. Like when uh, at some point where we were talking, he was like to make it in Wembley Stadium. Yeah. You know, but now uh, Saudi came out and wanted to do this fight and make everything easy. So why not? We were still out there like trying to figure out this and that. And then they just came in and like, okay, we are making this like that and bring all the solutions. So why, why bother? Okay. So they just and and obviously they have a lot of money these days and uh, they're 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 bringing out the big guns. Uh, they've built stadiums like for the Jake Paul fight. They just like built a stadium and then they tear it down. Is this going to be the same thing or is this going to be like in a soccer stadium there? No, I don't think it's a stadium that they're going to tear down. Um, I think there's a lot of um, they have a lot of vision even for this fight. I was impressed to. To listen to them and see how they want to play it out i'm like hmm this might be even bigger than what uh we thought wow you know so, yes how, how many and, people uh, you think will be in attendance like how big is the venue it's not about the venue you know the venue cannot take uh, a million people but how how big this fight could be how many people can watch this fight okay that's the point is how global it's going to be you know, but um, I don't know the capacity of the uh, venue yet uh, because they have multiple uh, venue there uh, that they are building. Which one will be done or if it's not done or maybe we do on the stadium in Riyadh. We don't know yet. End of October is not uh, the summer is gone. So outside is OK. It can happen in the stadium as well. OK, which is which is the fine. Oh. And I think the studio, the, even the stadium might not be enough to host the amount of people that want to attend to that event because I have everyone in Africa say, I want to go, I want to go. I'm like, okay, <laughs> then you better figure out uh, right now because it's going to be tough. Uh, where will you train for this fight? I will start my camp in Vegas. Uh, that's where I am right now. And uh, probably... Yeah, I'll end a few couple of, uh, few couple of weeks over there, but I'm in Vegas. Like, will, will will your regular coaches for your MMA career be in your corner, or will you bring in new coaches? Uh, they will they will still be in my corner, but I'm bringing new coach. And anyone that you're able to share, like, is it a, a person that we know? Not yet. 
Not yet. Not yet. But but like a in, a, a, in maybe in two weeks. Okay, but like a a, a boxing coach. Yes. Okay, a, a well-known one. Very good one. Okay. I think that's. It's not about being known. It's about sure. being good. Okay. And yeah. uh, what do you make of the reaction by a lot of the boxing public? A lot of the boxing fans seem upset at Tyson for not defending his title in front of And they seem to... No, a lot of people aren't giving you a chance. I'm sure you've seen some of this stuff. And I know you're going to say the haters, the haters. But like, do you laugh at... How, how do you react when you see this stuff? Do you feel like you're being underestimated? Well, um, in this case, I would not say it's haters. You know, I think they are right. Uh, they have the guy on the other side that uh, is the top of the sport. And there's on the other side, they have this guy that they never really see in the boxing match. So there is a question. Some of them, uh, those boxing fans, they might never even watch my fight. So for them, it's like, okay, what's going on? Who is this guy? Which makes sense. I will be asking the same question, you know. And of course, some people in the boxing world uh, would be upset because it's the position that they wanted to get and they was expecting to be in line. And they have this guy who was just claiming on other tree and suddenly jump and get in the top of the tree that they want to get on top. And I'm like, he, he didn't even stood, stood in line. So, <laughs> of course, that would frustrate them. Right. So you understand <laughs> to a degree. I understand. I understand them. But listen. You have to chill out because it's happening. You deal with it. <laughs> and it's and it's ten rounds, right? Yes, it's ten rounds. How big are the gloves? Uh we haven't talked about it, but I think it's gonna be ten. Ten ounce. Yeah. Okay, no chance four ounce, all that craziness, the MMA stuff, none of that. No. There is a lot there is a lot of things for people to digest. Uh, uh so we don't wanna put the addition things to them to like, oh this, that, you know. Yeah. Just give them like regular boxing. Maybe it's down in the future we will figure that out. But there's a lot of things that they haven't digested yet. Right. They are still processing. So don't put them too much. So don't put too much on them. And uh just like an hour ago, Jake Paul tweeted to Nate Diaz and he said uh, I'm giving you the offer after our fight, win or lose, we'll fight in the PFL and MMA, and you get $10 million for that fight. This just happened. And so that made me think, Is there was there any talk of with you guys, because I know you're a part of like the pay-per-view division for PFL, after this one, then you do MMA with him? Yes. I mean, there, there hasn't been a talk, but I think it's quite obvious that we're going to fight on the same card. Oh, no, I mean you versus Tyson in MMA. No, I don't think Tyson would do that. You don't think he'll do it? That would be, no, that would be a suicidal. <laughs> suicide? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that would be a suicide for him. Okay. <laughs> um, by the way, before I let you go, can I ask you about, you know, there was a PFL fighter that uh, sent you a message on Twitter, Natan Schultz, and he was asking for your help. Did you see this situation where his fight got pulled and then they put in Shane Burgos and he said, because you're the fighter rep? Do you have any response to any of this? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. And uh, actually, we we talk about that. But the, the thing is that, like, in this situation, um, it's not that being a f fighter, fighter rep or advocating for fighter is not like I'm going to be all the time, just go on Twitter and do this and do that, which is not helping. When I saw that, we have a talk. Uh, I have a talk. We have a, um, I have a talk with Pete. 
which they was explaining uh, their position. And now I'm like, yes, but they have their own position. You know, their own position makes sense. But I'm still like the other fighter on the other side makes sense. At the end of the day, I mean, it was a tough situation, yeah. right? It was a tough situation. Let's be honest, because like, I really want the guy to have his his chance, but in the other, in the same time, you know, I'm like, it's it's not playing fair. Like, it's not. <laughs> I don't know. It was tough for me to 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 be in between, you know, and not to do know what to do in that case. But uh, the answer, though, is you did look into it and you did speak to them because I think he was saying, why aren't you doing anything? But the truth is you were, right? You, you did reach out to PFL and talk to them about it. You did look into it. Do, do, doing something in this case is not good. Going on Twitter and maybe say something sure. is not doing something. That will not hurt. Yeah. I thought, I, I heard about that. I didn't saw it uh, immediately, but I wake up, I was in Africa. I saw that. And then I check. I'm like, what's going on? You know, I asked and they explain, you know, because at first I'm like, yes, why do they take this guy uh, a, a, a fight? I mean, yeah. this is part. Then they kind of like explain. Then it became very hard for me to like say something, you know, that was the situation. Okay. Yeah. You were the tough one. Uh, two last things. Uh, what do you think when you, when you think about this fight? How do you see it playing out? What is, what is your vision of the fight, you versus Tyson Fury? Oh, man. <laughs> it can play out different way. But uh, I think I think it's going to try to uh, play me on the distance and maybe drag into the decision. I know a lot of people are just giving me chance if I randomly connect or something. But... Uh, I'm also working in all in case we go to decision. I mean, obviously, he I would have to break his distance because he's pretty good and on the distance to control his distance and everything. And I will constantly try to break that. That means like have to expose myself and get into. Um, but it's a tough one, and I really want to win this, even if he goes to decision. I don't want to give him a space mm. to make him feel comfortable. He's pretty good when he's comfortable, when he's there, you know, relaxing. Oh, he's pretty good. But let's see how uh, he's going to react when you apply pressure. Not just like want to land some big punch, but keep pushing. Right. So I think that's that would be my approach. By the way, how much will you weigh for this? Hmm? How much do you think you'll weigh? That's a good question because uh, me and my team, we were having a meeting like two days ago and we were talking like game plan. And we were like, okay, the real, we're going to have like two alternative. Um, it's going to be the real game plan going to come out after the uh, the weighing day because we're going to see how he weigh, uh, how much he weigh and know kind of like trying to figure out what he's trying to do. How much do you think you'll weigh? I think he'll weigh a lot. If he want to like go into a fight, I, I think he'll weigh maybe 
250 something if you want to box in the distance. And what about you? So I want to be in between, like have like uh, endurance and and strength. Okay. The so best endurance and the best strength that I can, I can have because he's the big guy too. He's a big guy. Yeah. And he likes to play. Sometimes he likes to play he does the daily boxing. Like you watch him fight Deontay Wilder the second time. He was w playing with his weight, leaning on him and get him tired. So those kind of things can be like in his game plan mm -hmm. as well. So maybe like 240, something like that. Huh? 240, something what? like for you, 240 or something like that. I can't make 240, bro. It's <laughs> so not possible. 250, 260? What do you think you'll be? I'll let you know. All right, fair enough. Uh, last thing, <laughs> what is the message to everyone who said you screwed up, you outpriced yourself, you have the ego, you have this and that, all those promoters that were so quick to, to say, oh, no, we don't want to do business. We're Everyone who counted you out for all those months, you stayed patient, you kept your mouth shut, you did the work behind the scenes. What is your final response to those people? Well, I stay patient. I keep my mouth shut because walk in silence and let the result make the noise for you. The result is making the noise. And at the end of the day, I get I get the win, mm. you know? So, and then for some people, I mean, you can control people and you, I, I will not be here like trying to answer to them. Some of them, they were just saying that because they just feel like this is too much high for their level. They didn't even step in. It's like you're walking in the gym and you see this guy sparring and you just like scare and say, oh, he hit too hard. And then you walked out. You don't want to spar with him. You never step in the octagon with him or in the uh, mat with him. So that was the most part. But my message for them, remember, I'm Francis Ngannou. I always get things done, period. Uh, you got the boxing. And please, and please watch me and upload for me. Yes, amen. And you got the boxing fight done. You got the MMA. The last thing is the movie. The movie on your life. That needs to happen. People don't realize what you've been through. That's the last one, in my opinion. Yeah, but there's, there's a lot of things that's still going to happen in my life. So if we start the movie now, we are not even halfway to the movie. We are not even halfway. The movie is going to be the, at the end. If we do a movie now, it's going to be a spoiler. I love it. I love it, Francis. <laughs> Uh, I'm so happy for you. Congratulations, my friend. Uh, well done. Good luck in training. Thank you. And thank you, as always, for the time. Felicitations. Incredible what you've done. It's really amazing. Thank you, Aaron. Merci uh, beaucoup. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. There à he la is. Prochaine, mon ami. Yes, toujours. There he is, the one and only Francis Ngannou. Wow, what a story. How could you not be happy for that man? How could you not be happy? Honestly, how could you not be happy? And what about all those people uh, who said that it was going to be an exhibition not only is he going to count per Francis on the actual uh, records of one Francis Ngannou and Tyson Fury, uh, it appears as though they may be working on a belt situation, but even so, like, who cares? Does anyone really care about the belt? We love our friends over at Factor. I've told you about our friends over at Factor. They are great people and support for today's program comes from Factor. So what exactly is Factor? Okay, let me tell you. Having trouble finding the time to eat better or maybe getting decision fatigue, picking out the right foods, Factor's ready-to-eat meals 
can make the whole thing easy by delivering pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian-approved meals right to your door. Whether you're on a keto diet, a vegan diet, or just trying to keep track of calories, Factor has over 35 different options a week to choose from, catered to your needs. Plus, their meals are ready in just two minutes. Just two freaking minutes, so you don't need to worry about cooking. In addition to ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, my favorite, extra protein, veggie sides, and a whole lot more. You can head to factormeals.com slash MMAHour50. That's factormeals.com slash MMAHour50. And use the code MMAHour50. That's MMAHour50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while subscription is active. That's code MMAR50 at factormeals.com slash MMAR50 to get, once again, 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while subscription is active. Thank you very much to our good friends over at Factor for their support. Thank you to DraftKings as well for their support. No one really cares about the belt. If that's going to, uh, you know, if that's going to get everyone's panties in a bunch, who cares? But all we wanted was the fight result to be on the record. Whether it's 1-0 for Francis, 0-1 for Francis, whether it's the 1 for Tyson Fury, that to me is what makes it interesting. I mean, that is big-time stuff. That is big-time stuff. I'm excited. Guys, I'm excited. Are you excited? Who's excited? Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Watch party? Oh, yeah, I'm down. Good idea. It's boxing. It's not MMA. Just throw that out there. I mean. What? It's worthy of a watch party. It's my daughter's birthday, October 28th. I'm busy. Um, mm. Anyway, let's move on to our next guest. Our next guest has uh, some big news of his own. He's got something to get off his chest as well. I'm very excited about this one. So we go from Francis's big news to Michael Venom Page, obviously one of the most popular fighters in Bellator, uh, has been doing huge things under uh, their banner, one of the most entertaining fighters in the sport of mixed martial arts, hailing from the United Kingdom, now kind enough to join us. Let's see what he has to say. There he is, Michael Venom Page. Hello, MVP. How are you, my friend? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Good to see you, man. Good to see you, as always. Uh, oh, look at that shirt. It's very apropos for today. OF, it's Monday. I love it. Um, I love this. Okay, so, you know, uh, I was told by, uh, just, I'm, I'm being 100% transparent here. I was told by your, your manager agent, Adi Attar, that you have some news to share. And so I feel like we shouldn't beat around the bush. Let's get to the news. And then I ask you some questions about the news. Does that sound good? Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Um, so I am currently unemployed. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm uh, officially, I think it hasn't, hasn't happened for me since like the second, after my second fight, I'm officially a free agent. Wow. Um, uh, no longer with Bellator at the moment. So just ex exploring this space currently. Okay. This is huge. Uh, let me ask you, when did you become a free agent? Um, quite recently, uh, so last like, a couple of months back, we were trying to organize, uh, get a fight going, um, and then just time had run out. 
um, contract-wise. So, uh, you know, spoke to Bellator, speaking to the management team, and I was just like, you know, I do, I, I do want to explore this space. Just to see, for me, it's more, I just want to see what, my, what, what I'm valued at. I want to see my worth. And we've we've talked about this a little bit in the past, you know, contract stuff, happiness, uh, what you're worth, all that and more. Um, would you say that this is something that you specifically wanted to do or were you convinced? Like when you had your last Bellator fight, did you say, all right, there's a chance this could be it for now and I'm going to explore? Or is this something that just kind of came up recently? No, it's something that came up because to be fair, we wasn't um... – to fair, I hadn't really been paying attention to the time I had left on on the contract, <clears throat> and I think that there obviously just been a lot of stuff happening even on Bellator side because normally they're quite sharp on that as well. Mm. Um, but then when we were talking about you know the next you know my ne- what I'm going to be doing next next couple of fights, um, obviously the, the the goal is to to go back for that belt. Um, that 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 Amasov fight looks really good, so. I was like, yeah, let's let's figure out how we're going to get there. And looking at everything, we're like, oh, snap. Well, we need to kind of renegotiate first anyway. So then we kind of sat down. I was like, it kind of puts us in a, in a different position now. So what do you want to do? And then obviously thinking about it, I was like, you know, it, it, it's, I think it's time for me to just explore what else is out there. It doesn't mean I've, um, I'm not going to go back with Bellator. Um, it just means I want to see, you know, what what other people think of MVP? What other people? How other people value MVP? And what I bring to the cage? What I bring to an arena? What I bring every time I turn up? So yeah, it's just a, it's like I said, it's an interesting time for me now. Oh yes, extremely interesting. Um, your last fight in Bellator was in March. Was this one of those contracts where they could have gotten another fight in by X amount of time, but because that time elapsed, you became a free agent? It, exactly that. So. Um, but I, I, I think I think all of us missed it. Weirdly enough, I think it's just one of those ones that we just all missed. It was an exciting, quick fight. There yeah. was a lot of, you know, I was I was actually eager to try and get to get something going again. Um, obviously, they were sorting out their own shows and and getting that in in place. Um, but nobody really looked at contracts until we actually was like, okay, um, what's the next move? And it was um, I think it was Audi or one of the guys in the team was like, oh, yeah, you're up. So, um, like I said, it just puts us in an interesting situation. So to kind of, for me to make a decision on where to go or what to do next kind of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously to the public, I, I don't think anyone knew this. I didn't see this reported anywhere. Uh, have you guys already started to tell other promotions or does no one know? We have to, we have to come to you first, come Ariel, man. On. You know <laughs> All the MMA promotions watching right now probably hitting you or Audi up as we speak. Well, this is very interesting. Freeman. Yeah, yeah. Wow. How does it feel? Definitely. Like I said, it's just a, it's a new space for me. It's not something that I've, uh, you know, I've never been in this place. It, outside of my, it was my second fight and that's when Bellator, you know, first was interested in me and I was getting interest from a few other shows at the time. Um, but since obviously signing with Bellator, I've, I've kind of never looked back and had, I've, I've had a great ride. I've enjoyed that that journey. And like I said, it doesn't mean the journey stopped here. It just means I'm just having a look. Yeah. At, at, at Everyone deserves that. Everyone deserves to know what they're worth. Uh, it's fun to yeah. test the waters. Even if you jump back into the same pool in the end, it's fun to know mm. what's out there. Um, do yeah. you think this is a product, the, the, the whole thing of like missing when the contract was going to end? 
you know, they're, they're in a bit of a transitional period now. We don't really know what's going to yeah. happen. Do you think this was a product mm. of that? There's some other stuff going on with the potential sale. Uh, yeah, because like I say, they're, they're normally a lot sharper on that. And even, you know, usually when you've still got a few fights left, they're already talking about, you know, the, what, what the progression is. So I think there's a lot going on uh, um, in the back office um, with their potential transition as well and new owners and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, I definitely feel like they, they kind of missed something there. Um, but, yeah, like it, it, I think things happen for a reason, in my opinion. I think it all happened for me to be able to have this space now and to make this decision to actually, you know, say to myself, OK, cool, let me explore the waters, uh, the, the MMA, the MMA ocean, and see see what what bites. And wouldn't you know it? In just five days' time, at the O2 in London, the UFC is in town. You know what has to happen. <laughs> Are you going to turn up over there? Are you going to be there in the front row checking I'm out? Definitely the... gonna, I'm definitely going to be there. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm a fan of definitely gonna be there <laughs> are you there as uh as a guest or are you there are you showing up on your own how's this going down yeah i'm there, I'm there as a guest uh, oh. um obviously the the paradigm guys they, you know they, they they got they got people about so um i'm just gonna i'm just gonna uh tag along with them and then in, in, enjoy the show do you usually go when the ufc is in town yeah i went to the last one um it, it just depends because sometimes i'm i'm fighting um yeah. it depends who's, who's fighting as well I'm, I'm a fan of um uh tom so i, I kind of want to see him now that he's come back um i kind of want to see him perform so yeah no if, if i if i can i will now can i be honest with you can i tell you my feelings on the matter um let's go it's been a nice run in bellator and they've treated you well <laughs> and i think you have been for a very long time one of the faces of bellator uh, I think about this potential merger with PFL. Uh, PFL, mm. if it ends up there, uh, you know, if they if Bellator and PFL come together, you know, they're doing some nice things in Europe. They have big plans, and uh, obviously, you're a very popular fighter over there. I would love to see you in the UFC. I want to see the MVP product in the UFC. I think I would speak for everyone when I say this. They have the London shows. They have a nice stable of uh, British fighters. But even this particular card, they could have used an MVP. If I'm being honest, yeah. you know, like they could. Yeah. A lot of the fans are upset with the ticket prices. There's no, you know, other than Tom, like some of the big names aren't on it. They could use an MVP, yeah. and I think everyone wants to see like just how far you can go in that UFC welterweight division. And mm-hmm. you know, not to put you on the spot, but I feel like in the back of your mind, you've always wondered that as well. Correct. You know, is uh, I'm a person of competition. If there's good competition out there, I always want to. Uh, I always see myself, you know, facing these fighters, and like I'd love to know where I'd where I'd land. You know, I've sparred some of these guys before, and people don't understand that we don't we don't kiss and tell anyway. But people don't understand that we do a lot of cross sparring, and I have sparred with many of uh, UFC athletes in multiple different divisions, um, and I kind of know to myself what level I can get to. So. Um, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely something that is going to be in the back of my mind, and it has been obviously from when I first even jumped into the sport. Uh, UFC was the main brand; it did, they, there wasn't really anything else uh, about. So that's always you know that was always the goal initially. Obviously, times change; loads of different shows now. Um, but yeah, now there's some fights over there that would uh, that would be great to to have. Like what? Can you tell us like top four, <laughs> top three? Like what, what what comes to mind? Um, uh, what comes to mind? There's there's so many fighters out there. I think 
uh, I'll leave it to the fans Come and see on. what what would they like to see because I'm 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 interested in it all. Oh my god! Now I'm starting to think about. It. I'm starting to salivate a little bit. Just something fresh, you know. Um, oh man, look at that welterweight division. They could really use some new blood. I mean, we could even like the obvious is like a Wonder Boy Thompson. Uh, but I know you're both yeah. paradigm guys, so they may not want that, or maybe they would. I don't know. That's a great fight, it's obviously because both of our styles so similar. He's an amazing athlete, um, and we've I've always been pegged, you know, uh, alongside him, even though we've been in two different shows, uh, just because of our styles. Yeah, so, yeah it's, 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 it's a great fight. He's a lovely guy, uh, absolutely amazing person. You versus um, Michelle sure Pereira. You versus Jack oh, Della yeah. Maddalena. You versus Ian Gary. Just as a like as an intro, right? I mean, those are big time fights. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, I think uh, you know a fight like that in the UK um, would. Yeah, I think the the fans would definitely appreciate that one. Was so there, yeah, you know, there's there's options. Were you looking at what happened to Michael Chandler? The way his star has grown since coming over, and you're like, hmm, I wonder if if this could happen to me too. Because you guys were like lifers for Bellator for so long. Like, did you look at that and part of you say, yeah. like, man, look how much more popular and bigger he got since jumping over over there? Uh, not really. Um, I think he's what he's got is he's because of his work and how how talented he, how talented he is as a fighter. So, um, yeah, obviously, again, the, the, they are a marketing machine. They are a beast when it comes to you know the MMA world. They've dominated it for so long. So yes, naturally, having that association is gonna exacerbate your brand it's going to really lift uh lift anybody that kind of joins but you know i've, I've managed to create a lot of noise and not even be a part of it so i already I've, I've already known for a long time if i had you know if i was to have partnered or i am to have partnered with the ufc i know it it, it creates it, it reverberates around the world so um and then especially once i, I get into that cage people are going to realize uh the, the level of mvp you know, it's a crazy thing. Last May, uh, I remember speaking to you right afterwards. We all watched it when you fought Logan Storley. And I thought you won that fight. Um, if you mm. just actually watched it, like a, a naked eye would say, oh, he's taking you down. But if you looked at damage, I actually thought you won that fight. If you actually get the nod in that fight, you're still champion. Maybe you can't test the waters, right? Because of the champion's clause. Exactly. Isn't that a crazy thing? Exactly. And that's what I say things happen for a reason. And I don't, I don't like to spend too much time being upset about anything that happens you know we all have emotions so i think it's important to you know uh acknowledge those emotions so i could be frustrated with that win but acknowledge it for a specific amount of time and then get straight back to work it was supposed to happen that way and as you say this wouldn't it definitely wouldn't have happened if um if you know had i won that fight wow that is unbelievable now uh obviously you've talked about boxing as well you you have a great affinity uh is this something you're going to explore too maybe maybe mma isn't the next step but that's, and that's and that's the cool thing about the position that I'm in at the moment because I've done so much. I have a lot of options on the table. Um, the the boxing guys have been screaming since this whole YouTube thing has kicked off. They've been screaming for me to kind of come back and do boxing and bring my style and entertainment to the boxing world. So uh, I got offers over there. Um, my home is always going to be MMA. So mm -hmm. it, regardless, you know, if I'm able to do MMA and then tap in and out to, to different things, then I, w I will. But it's definitely MMA for me. Have you have you talked to your friend uh, KSI? He's got uh, potentially a big fight coming up in October against Tommy Fury. Any chance you yeah. would consider fighting on that card? That would be a big deal, right? Yeah, again, um, I work quite closely with KSI and his team. So, yeah, I, there's always... 
uh, you know, we can try and match you up with this and we can, yeah, you know, try yeah, and do yeah. this, this, that the option, that options are, I think is always going to be available uh, for me. So, and they're, they're very uh, excited for me to be able to, you know, make an appearance there, but uh, nothing in stone yet. No. Okay. Uh, and uh, are you leaning in one direction, like in a particular direction or one sport over the other? Like, are you leaning in any sort of way at the moment? Um, weirdly enough, at first I was like I, trying to play out everything and almost stressing myself out because I'm like, I feel like this is, you know, I don't want to make the wrong decision if that even. Yeah, even... yeah. And then I was like, I'm in such a great position uh, because of what I've established for myself and the brand that I've created for myself. I'm in a good position with loads of offers on the table. I just need to, whatever resonates with me, the people that I, you know, the next few conversations and meetings that I'm going to be having, whoever resonates with me and the, the, I go with my energy. If I feel like it's, it's the right thing to do, I'm just going to go with that. And I just think um, I'm, in, I'm in a position where I've got, uh, you know, a few good options on my left and I've got a few good options on my right. So it's a great position to be in. Hmm. Um, uh, there's also, you know, big Francis who we just spoke to. He's got that big event coming yeah. up as well. I mean, there's, uh, yeah. there's a lot of interesting spots for you. I would say at the moment. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. There's a lot, there's a lot, uh, happening in the, in the, in the combat world at the moment. So, uh, I'm in a good space. Is there an, an exclusive nego- or like, is there any of that stuff going on? Exclusive matching period? Or are you like free? Like, could you sign with someone today? With someone outside of Bellator today? No, they, still, they, they still have um, a right to match. Okay. Um, uh, for a little while longer. I'm not sure that I'll leave it to the guys to, to yeah. sort the specifics, but they have, a, they have a right to match period. But like that, even that stuff doesn't really, but I don't think they're going to, if, if I you know wanted to leave, I don't think, uh, I've got a good enough relationship with Bellator and the guys. I don't think they're going to, play that uh that that card or that game they'll probably be like yeah that's cool you know shake hands we've, we've done so much great work together um they've allowed me to uh they, they've just magnified my being magnified who i am uh on their stage and we've, we've had a great relationship we've had a couple rocky things um in the past but it's it's been rectified quite quickly and i'm just i'm, I'm very appreciative of them um if this is the end of your Bellator run, if favorite moment. Oh, favorite moment. It's, it's, it's between two. I think the most memorable moment, weirdly enough, was yesterday was its seven year anniversary of the cyborg knee. Oh, wow. That's uh, crazy. Seven yeah. years. Holy smokes. Yeah. Jeez. yeah. <laughs> so that yesterday, so that's definitely going to have to be up there with one of my, one of my highest and biggest moments, but also, um, Weirdly enough, I think it was more just the, the whole occasion, the people that were like present there um, was uh, um, the, my fight when I had the Infinity Stones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had um, Chris Pratt randomly turn up, 50 Cent was there. We had so much, so I, the, the, the place was just echoing, so much noise in that place, so much like uh, UK faces and celebrities that were around and I just felt I felt amazing that day and I think my performance showed obviously I didn't get the spectacular knockout but at the same time I'm up against the uh, caveman Rickles that is one of the like, a stupidly tough guy and I made him quit so it also made a statement at the same time so it was a yeah that was a magical moment for me as well by the way are you and 50 Cent still friends I saw you together with him recently you guys are still yeah, boys yeah yeah 
Yeah, 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 yeah. From yeah. from that, He's, like from him sponsoring the tournament and all yeah. that, you stayed friends. Yeah, yeah. So when when he when he came over to Bellator, obviously my character uh, was shining, and he you know he wanted to meet me. We spoke. We've spoken quite a few times since. I'm, ho- I'm hoping to do some some work 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 with him as well in future. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And Still w- cool, man. And what's up with you in DC? I saw you take a picture with him at the gym. Are you, is he teaching you some wrestling? What's happening over there? To be fair, I, I'm, I'm 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 definitely looking to go back and 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 spend some time with him and the the, the guys at the at the gym there. But um, that time, just because I had my fight coming up, I wasn't able to actually get in the class and actually train. But uh, my teammate Norbert Naveni did, and he was doing some wrestling with the guys, and it was uh, it was good to kind of just be around it and and finally meet. And I've been in the game so long, and I've never actually met him, so that was the oh, first wow. time we actually met. I love seeing you with Izzy and stuff, like when you guys were in Florida, uh, celebrating yeah, with all the guys. What a scene that was! Yeah. With, I think like Chuck and Tito, oh, all those dudes were there. That's crazy, that, right? It was, it was. It was. That was a movie. That was <laughs> seriously it was a movie. Like the the event, him, you know, his performance. Going out with him afterwards, spending time with everybody that like everybody was there. The picture that I took that everybody just went crazy about would be like all of us in it. Um, and then went to his house to chill afterwards. It was just it was just a, an amazing time. Amazing time. Would you ever and consider training a, with him? Oh, 100 percent We've already spoken about yeah, going uh, me going over that side and doing some work with the guys over there. So yeah, 100 percent that's gonna happen. Oh man. So many options for you. Sky's the limit yeah. now. <laughs> When when yeah, would you like when would you like to make a decision by? Is there a time frame in your mind? Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not in a position where I feel like I need to rush uh, or make any kind of rash decisions. Um, I've got a good team around me, and I like to always like to you know sit down and speak with them about things and play out different scenarios because I'm, I'm a very visual person. So, uh, like I said, I, I'm in a good I'm, a, I'm in a very good place to just hear options and then sit with it for a little while and then make a decision. Uh, would you like to fight again this year? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But that's the thing. Even though the focus is obviously the MMA, remember, I can still fight in boxing. So, um, or bare knuckle again, oh, you know? Okay. <laughs> I've, I've got options. I've got options. So, in terms of performing, I'm 100% going to be performing again. Whether it be in MMA, I'm not sure. You want to do that bare knuckle thing again? I, I I don't like losing, so I, I may it may happen again. Oh, you're gonna <laughs> run it back with Mike? I, yeah, he'd want to run it back, and I definitely want to run it back. So, um, it, I think again, I'm I'm just making stuff up here. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I I'll definitely I definitely be up for it. Any talks yet? Like, have they reached out? No. Well, yeah. Obviously, I've I've, I've spoken to uh, Dave a, a while a little while back. It's been so busy, and and he, they've been putting on some great shows as well. So it's been busy for him. Um, so I haven't, like I said, I haven't actually made any decisions. I'm literally just freestyling right now. But yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, I like that. My my family would hate me because like they don't want me to do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it was. It, I, I had fun. You never have any damage on your face after a fight, so it was like a little bit shocking to see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different. He, he no, I think he, you know, he's had a couple of interviews recently. He's definitely found his place. Yeah. Uh, bare knuckle. Um, but at the same time, I don't feel like I lost that. So definitely want to run that back. What's fun about this particular scenario with you is that you're you're now a free agent, but like you can go three different routes. MMA, yeah, boxing, yeah. bare knuckle. When usually it's either yeah. like one or the other or maybe two out of the three. So 
this is going to be a very interesting story uh, to follow. You, are you going to are you going to meet with the UFC brass on Saturday? And do you need me there? I could fly, I could jump on a jet or something. Do you need me there for the meetings, or are you good? <laughs> um, I think uh, I think Audi's you know Audi's the main man. Okay, all right. I'm not trying to step on his toes. I just didn't know if he needed you know backup. Come and chill, though. You can definitely come and chill. <laughs> I can fire up. You know, you know, it's the song of the the summer. I was I was just in London not that long ago, and one guy came up to me because he knows that you know he knows I'm down, and he's like, "The song of the summer is Sprinter by C- you know the, uh, Dave. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. a song! I can't stop singing that song. Yeah, I play. It. Weirdly enough, that was actually playing not too long ago. Is it true? <laughs> is it the song of the sun t- of the summer? It's, it's popping, but at the same time, there's a guy called, I don't know if you know, there's a guy called Jay Huss who has just dropped his album, and his album is fire. Really? Like, it is. Is it yeah, UK yeah, hip-hop? I like UK right hip-hop better UK, than American yeah, hip-hop UK. now. UK. How do, you, how do you spell his last name? So, the H-U-S, Jay Huss. Okay. J-A-Y? Just J. Just J. Just J. Just J. And Huss. It's better than yeah, Sprinter? This, Sprinter is fire. I'm putting you on right now. I'm, trust me. Okay, I'm okay. putting you on. Right yeah. after the show, I'm downloading it. Jay Huss. <laughs> okay, I'll let you know. I'll give you my full review. Uh, this is very exciting. Please. Frank, we need breaking news music. Oh, yeah. We should have done that at the beginning. I, we're a little bit late yeah. with the breaking news. 25 <laughs> minutes later. But uh, nevertheless, exciting news. Thank you for coming Definitely. on and sharing it with the world. Uh, on this program that means a lot to us really really appreciate it good luck this is fun enjoy all of this this is fun when all the suitors come out and you get to see take your time don't listen to anyone uh who doesn't really truly care for you you don't need you know me to tell you all this but uh you're in a good spot and i can't and by the way just make us a promise even if you you know sign with someone who may not be a fan when you make the announcement come back on and tell us about it all right don't just give us the first announcement you got to get the full you you already know man i'm i've got so much respect for you man i love for you so it, it, Same it, here. I'll be back. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it very much. Uh, congrats and uh, good luck to you, my friend. Can't wait. And I, I, if they show you on TV on Saturday, sitting in the front, oh look who it is! It's MMA superstar. <laughs> then we know something is up. So I'll be waiting for that, my friend. Enjoy the show on Saturday. Take care, man. See you. There he is, the great MVP with some breaking news. Oh, this is exciting. If they show him on Saturday, sitting in the front row, look who it is! It's MMA superstar Michael Venom Page. You know something is up, right? I mean, that was like, uh, they did it with Ben Askren back in the day. Uh, Who did they do it with? Um, Did they do it with, uh, they did it with Jake Shields. Remember that? Oh my gosh. Michael Venom Page. When you've got that massive historic PFL versus Bellator card, it is a big one. It's a pay-per-view. It's PFL champs versus Bellator champs and PFL stars versus Bellator stars. Historical night. First time in MMA history that a place like this is hosting Saudi Arabia, a big MMA card. It's, in fact, the first major MMA event to take place in Saudi Arabia and the first cross-promotional event between both PFL and Bellator with former champions and current champions colliding in one epic night. The headliner, like I said earlier, is Henan La Problema Fejera going up against Ryan Bader. They go toe-to-toe in a fight that I think will determine who Francis Ngannou will fight in his PFL debut. That's the plan. And I wouldn't be surprised if they announced that. That seems to be the direction. So stay tuned. Also, as we said earlier, Johnny Evelyn against Impa Kasangane. They did save Patricia Pitbull. He's going to remain on the card. Aaron Pico as well. Clarissa Shields on the card. Yoel Romero. Um, Tiago Santos. Whole bunch of big names. It's all going down. 
this Saturday, February 24th, live on ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View and DAZN. That's ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View or DAZN. I am currently unemployed. No one's ever been happier saying that line than uh, MVP, right? I mean, he's always happy. He's always smiling. Uh, But that is interesting stuff. Do you guys agree with me? It would be fun to see him in the UFC. Could you imagine him versus Wonderboy, him versus Ian Gary, him versus Jeff Neal, him versus Michel Pereira? Like those, like just to to jump in, right? Like the, 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 the 9 to 15 range. That would be fun, right? Sign me up. Yeah, I like it. I you know, Michael Chandler is a, an example of somebody. You just throw him right in the deep end, and let's see where he's at. I, I love that idea. Man. MVP in the UFC. It's always been something that we've wanted to see. And what a run he had in uh, Bellator. Not necessarily saying that it's done, um, but his third... <laughs> Bless you. Was that a, what is that, a sneeze? Thank you, yeah. Uh, oh, he yeah. tried to get his far away from the mic. As no, well. it's all good. It's all good. Rick his, left his on, you know. No, listen. These things happen. Uh, his fourth pro fight was in Bellator. Then he fought one more for Super Fight League. But since then, it's been uh, it's been all Bellator since you know his 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 Bellator debut was in March of 2013. Unbelievable run. Ten years. Wow. And you know what's crazy about his run? So he had the uh, the title fight which he lost. He he, he fourteen and one. He, he, okay, he gets the 14 and 0, the big Paul Daly fight. He loses to Douglas Lima, and that was by far the worst loss of his career. Then he wins, 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 all the way to the Logan Storley fight, which I thought he won. And uh, that's his only other loss. I mean, it's a, gr- it's a tremendous record. Lost fair and square to Douglas Lima. I thought the, uh, the Lima fight was, uh, excuse me, the Storley fight was, was, he beat Lima, by the way, uh, via split decision later on in 2021. But uh, that is an amazing run. And then remember the Goichi Yamauchi fight back in March with the horrific yeah. leg break. It'd be amazing to see him in the UFC. It'd be awesome. I think it would be big business. Do you guys think he goes there? If I was PFL, I'd try and get him. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that would be a good one for PFL. That would be a good one for PFL. All right, let's see. Also, it would make total sense for the uh, the KSI you know boxing world too, right? He's boxed before. He's friends with KSI. They've got a big show supposedly in October if this Tommy Fury fight happens. All right. uh, We can talk more about that later on. But for now, let us move along to our next guest. We last saw her in action on the 24th of June. Uh, She won her fifth fight in a row. And uh, I thought it was by far her best fight ever in the UFC. And she's had some solid ones and some very impressive performances. But this TKO win over Amanda Hebus, a very fun fight and a very fun finish as well. She's one of the top fighters at 125 pounds. She's the great Macy Barber. It's been a while. There she is. Hello, Macy. How are you? I'm great. How are you? It has been so long. Why have you been so hard to book? You've been elusive. What is going on? I have not. I've literally been... (laughs) This has been something that we tried to get on together, and it was just like the timing for you, the timing for me didn't work out, so... um... Glad we're finally doing it. Yes. A month later. I'm sorry. Yes, I've, I've reached out a couple of you. You were flying, this, that, but uh, I, I, I really wanted to have you on. So thank you for the time. We appreciate it. By the way, do you agree with that statement? Was that your best fight in the UFC? I think it was one of my best fights. Yeah, I feel like I've finally like shown like the whole evolution of me as a fighter and me as a person. And I think that, you know, I'm finally coming into like the old dominance that I had and the new like, like the new like uh, skills and the wisdom and all of that from like, you know, the experiences. So yeah, I definitely would agree. 
is it is it just a time thing? Is it just like life? You mature, you evolve, or are there other things at play here that are making you fight like this? I think it's everything. I mean, I think it's uh, for one. I mean, it's frustration of however many decisions I've gone to in the last few fights. You know, that's not the kind of fighter that I want to be, and that's not the kind of per- performer that I want to be. Um, and then also, I mean, the team. You know, I've finally settled into a, a camp and a team that I'm very happy with, and I'm very confident in the coaches and and just the environment. You know, to be on a five fight win streak with them together, and also like all my wins have come from there, you know, and, and it's, um, it's, I think it's, I think it's everything as a collection. I wonder, um, and I don't know if you feel the same, but like the the whole thing with you at the beginning about being the youngest champion in UFC history, that was just pressure that you were putting on your shoulders. No one was really putting that on your shoulders. You wanted it. You were very vocal about it in retrospect. Was, was any of that a mistake? I don't think so because I feel like that got me a lot of um, attention. It got me a lot of eyes and, and yeah, of course, I mean, was it a goal that like was an easy to attain goal and was it probably a little bit like with my head in the clouds? Sure. But at the same time, like who doesn't want to either root for someone or tear someone down who's trying to go for something big, you know? And I think that for me, like, if I just set my goal on like, Oh, I just want to win this next fight. Well, then it's like, all right, cool. I did that. And it's not as, it's not as like fulfilling, you know? And if I'm like, all right, well, I want to be the youngest UFC champion. It wasn't completely out of the question. Was it a hard goal to reach? Yeah. Did I make it? No, I didn't. But I feel like it gave people something to jump onto and either love it or hate it. Um, and for me, it was something that, you know, it taught me a lot of lessons. I put a lot of pressure on myself and, um, I learned a lot. Are you disappointed that you didn't reach that goal? No, no, because it was not like the only goal that I had in my life. You know, it was just a goal that I was like, all right, here's a milestone that I could try and reach. You know, here's a record that I could try and break. And it doesn't matter whether I'm the youngest champion or, or, or not the youngest champion, I'm going to be the champion. And that's all that matters to me at the end of the day. Um, So for me, it's like, it would have been cool, but at the same time, it's like, I'm going to be the champion no matter what. Uh, how how far do you think you are from that discussion at this point? Five in a row. Your last loss was to the current champ. Very impressive last win. At this juncture, how far do you think you actually are? You know, I really think it's all timing. I think, you know, if fights play out how they're going to play out or or how we think they might play out, then who knows? You know, maybe they'll give me a shot against Alexa. Um, if not, I'll probably be like maybe one or two. Okay. You think that you could fight? If- I, I could foresee that. Uh, which one? Uh, option A or B? Both. Okay. <laughs> I think it really just depends, you know, because I, I have said it time and time again. I want to fight Alexa whether she has the belt or not. Um, and that's something because I want as a fighter and as my evolution, again, to show that evolution, I want to fight her whether I have the belt or not. And so, um, or whether she has the belt or not. Um, so if she loses the fight to Valentina, then sure, I'll take the fight. But if she wins a fight to Valentina and they want to give me a title shot, sure, why not? You know, either way, I want to fight a rematch. Um, however, you never know how things are going to play out, injuries and all of that, and just timing and matchups. So, I mean, if I'm offered a matchup that I love, then why not take another fight and then go fight for the belt? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Is it strictly because she is your last loss or is there another reason why you want that fight so badly? Um, I think it's one is because it was one of my losses, obviously, you know, um, and then the other is I know that how I felt in the third round, I know what I'm capable of and I know the camp that I had to prepare for that fight. Um, 
not taking away from my performance. I was ready to fight when I walked into the cage. I knew, you know, I believe that I could win. Um, but I feel like I'm a completely different fighter today than I was in that fight. And that's why I want that fight back. What, what was wrong with that camp? Um, it just wasn't something that, you know, I was <laughs> proud of. I came off of a very strong injury. I, mentally, I was not prepared for that fight at all. You know, it was probably one of the only camps that I just didn't want to fight that day. You know, I woke up and I was just like, I don't want to be here. Oh. And I've never done that in my entire life. It just like from a mental side, I just wasn't, I just wasn't in it. Wow. Even in the arena and the locker room, all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's not something that I like to admit, but the day of the fight, I was, I literally like cried. <laughs> I was like, I just didn't want to be there. Um, and at the same time, again, it takes nothing away from Alexa. Alexa is an amazing fighter and she, she won it with skill and with technique and with everything she needed to win it with. But for me, it was just like, I gave it my all and, and my all was not in it, you know, and, and that's not the fighter that I am. I'm a fighter that goes out and is like excited to fight and ready to fight and, and wants it, you know, and, and on that day, like I just, I wasn't confident in the preparation that I had, if mm. that makes sense. Is that why you were crying or was it because of something else? I'm so terrible. Is that why you're crying? No, I mean, like, no, I guess it was. It was like, it was just like a, it was an emotional time. Uh, you know, I, again, COVID had also put a thing where we had, um, like the, the quarantine and you couldn't have the people there. And I want, I really like, I feed off of knowing that, like, I have my people with me. And, um, I had a lot of things, you know, in, in camp. I just, I, that I don't really want to share necessarily, but like, between family and coaching and just everything, like it didn't come together. And in that entire camp, I was just like, I just, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel right at all. And it just wasn't ready for it. I just wasn't ready for it. Understood. And just curious, did you consider not fighting that day? Um, I mean, I, I remember hearing something about the coaches talking about not fighting. Um, oh, wow. And that is probably what made me the most upset was, feeling like there was people that didn't have the confidence in me in that preparation, you know, and, um, and by coaches, there was one coach in specific and I was like, I love him to death, but to feel that like lack of confidence in me was like, Oh damn, am I, am I ready for this? You know? And I don't ever want to question that walking into a fight, you know, it's like, no, we're going to go in we're going to mess some stuff up, you know, and, and we're going to, we're going to go out and beat this girl up. Um, and I just didn't feel that going into this fight. You know, I felt like, I was vulnerable and it didn't feel right, you know? Um, yeah, it just really messed with my head. <laughs> did, did you switch teams after that fight? I did. Wow. Yeah, after that fight. I mean, to be honest, though, I came out of that fight and she had given me a, a pretty good concussion. Um, and uh, that's after after that, I, I took time off and then I made the decision to switch. And it was in that camp that I was like, all right, I need a complete fresh start and I need to to change it up again. And I tried to go back to Rufus Fort. Um, and that didn't all, that also didn't work, you know, between time, having time, um, with all the quarantines, it was like, Duke was like, Hey, I'm going to be out for like 20 days. And that wouldn't work going back into a camp. So I decided to make things, um, change things up and move to a different team and called Uriah, called Danny. And that's how I ended up at team alpha male. And it was like, the best decision I've made so far. Have you ever felt that way again? I know obviously the winning streak is, is, is not like it's, it's happened since that fight, but has that feeling ever popped up again? You know, I don't know. It hasn't. Um, 
I guess for me, it's just like, it's more frustration that I went through that. But at the same time, like I learned how important your mental state really is when you walk into a fight. Like, and I know fighters talk about it all the time, like how important your mentality is because it's just as much as the physical, you know, it's, it's almost like if you can have all the physical skills in the world, but if you're not mentally checked in and ready to go, it's like, right. you're just, you can't put it together, you know? Um, so for me, I think that switching the camps and also working so hard on that mental preparation and, and with that also just comes the team and the, the belief around you, you know? And for me, I think that that's, that's what it is. What makes Danny such a good coach? Danny Castillo, I'm talking about. Last call, former WC and UFC fighter. It seems like he's really found his groove as a coach. What makes him so good? You know what I think it is? It is his past career. I think it's him learning from what he wanted to do, what he did, what he could have done, what he did, and and just taking that and applying it and taking his career lessons. And, and as a fighter, I think that fighters that become coaches are just – probably some of the best coaches you'll ever see and I mean that's a lot of coaches have been previous fighters but um he is he has the ability to take not just the good things that he did in his career but also the bad things that he did in his career and the choices that he probably wishes he could have made differently I I see them where he's like look you know you could be I've done this so you should do this or you know, he just takes all the lessons and he applies them everywhere and he's humble enough to do that and to to give that that um insight into a career you know and and to admit where he feels like he fell short and um really capitalize on what he did really well and i think him applying that and then also the belief in the fighters um is what makes him a great coach and and on top of that i mean he's very selective he doesn't just work with everybody you know like there's there's coaches that will work with you know just about anybody and and that's great but at the same time like for fighters that are selfish and want to become the champ like coaches can't have time for everyone. They have to have time for the ones that really rise to the top. And um, I feel like he is, he knows that and he shows that when he works with the certain athletes that he works with. Do you think Alexa wins on September 16th? I feel like it's a toss up because it's really hard to, to answer that question. I mean, it's, it's not like she went out and just completely dominated Valentina, you know, Valentina made a mistake and Alexa was ready to capitalize on it. And I feel like with this fight, it's like you see you see the two. They're both highly skilled fighters. They both have very few holes, but they're all both able to capitalize on the little holes that each other exposes. So I think it's whoever gives the hole first, you know? It's whoever exposes themselves first that's going to get capitalized on. Um, because neither one of them is like, oh, it's just a guarantee that this one's going to win. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, not just like, oh, Valentina's got this. Because Alexa's good enough to capitalize on those holes that um, Valentina shows. And then at the same time, I mean, Valentina has showed it where she was such a dominant champion for so long. The second someone gives a mistake, she's going to capitalize and she's going she's gonna to tear you up and win. Um, so it, it's really hard because who, who, who do you pick? Right. <laughs> you know, it, it really is a 50-50. Uh, what about 125 though? For the longest time, it was like Valentina and just a bunch of other fighters. Now, in my opinion, like there's no denying it's the best women's weight class in in the UFC and maybe the sport in general. Like the killers that are in that weight class, uh, including yourself and Manuel Fiora. And how about Rose Namajunas uh, now in the weight class as well? Like it's to me, it's it's really come a long way. Who had other than Alexa, who's obviously the champ, and Valentina, who has impressed you the most at 125? Who's on your radar? 
You know, um, I do agree with you that the 125 division has gotten huge and it has gotten way deeper at, at the time. I, like I previously thought that the 115 division was the stack division because there were so many girls at 115. But now we see girls that can't make the weight or the move up because it's easier to make 125. Um, and they're finding success, you know. Um, and as far as the skill and the girls at 125, I mean, I really thought that Tyler Santos was was a, right. a, a someone that stood out to me, you know, especially when she fought Valentina. I feel like she was um, winning that fight with Valentina. And had she not gotten that giant egg on her head, um, I think that that fight would have gone a little bit differently, you know. Um, it'll be an interesting matchup with her and Aaron Blanchfield. I know that they're fighting, they're scheduled. Um, that'll be interesting because Aaron is undeniably has an amazing skill set in the grappling game. Um, and she's came through, like, I didn't like a year ago. I'm like, who? I had no idea who that was, you know, and now she's, she's bust on the scene and she's done really well for herself. Um, so that's an interesting matchup that I feel like is, you know, something that we'll get to see. Um, and then man, and she, of course she's, she's also a, a really good fighter in that division. Um, so honestly, I mean, there's so many girls that are like, it's, it's a stacked division. It's not just one where you're going to see just one champ and just dominate anyway. And like forever, you know, because now that I feel like Valentina is kind of giving up some more, um, she's making a few more mistakes and, and the girls, we're all getting better and we're going to be able to, you know, continue to capitalize on those mistakes. And it's not just going to, I don't think it's going to be a Ronda Rousey situation where it's just like. Oh, she's just beating every girl up, beating every girl up, and she's just staying forever. Um, I think that we're going to see the belt change hands several times. Mm. Uh, do you think Rose is going to do well? The Rose situation. Um, <laughs> I the Rose situation. I, Why do you call it that? Situation. What does that even mean? Because I I said that because I don't know if she's going to do well. I think Rose, from a technical standpoint, phenomenal. Like I think she's incredible fighter. I just think she's really small and I think that she's small for the division. And I remember when I previously trained with her, like she's not, she's not like some physical uh, girl. She's a technical fighter and she's, she's highly skilled, but I feel like the girls at 125, there are several girls in that division that have the power and have that, like, I'm just going to break, you know? And they have the power that she doesn't possess. And I feel like Rose is one of those fighters where if she's on mentally, she's on. But if she breaks, she breaks and she she can get beat. Um, and I feel like that power in the 125 division could break her. Wow. So you think, it, do you, would, you, would you go as far as say it's a mistake for her to be going up? No, I don't think anything's a mistake. I think that everything you can learn something from. And I think why not try it? You know what? Down to try anything sure, once, you sure. know? Let her try it. Let her see how she feels. I mean, I could be completely wrong. You know, she could have in the time. I don't know how much time she's had off, but in the, that time, I think she could have, you know, maybe she could put on some muscle. Maybe she could put on some mass and, and completely prove me wrong. Um, that was just kind of the first initial reaction when I heard that she was fighting at 125 and fighting men in at that. I was just like, I don't know tough. how that fight's going to go. Yeah, it's a tough fight. Uh, by the way, speaking of former champions, when I say the name Juliana Pena, what is your response? Everyone keeps asking me what? that because I've been very vocal about how much. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely one to talk shit and say what I think. But at the same time, I just think that that was just like, bro, what in the world are you doing, man? Like, she's uh, good for her. Like, she's got some hype behind her because she's talking shit about Amanda Nunes. But oh, my gosh. 
it was interesting and then uh the last fight, um, the girls that just fought the other night, I think that she thinks she's just going to walk through these girls. And I don't, I mean, Juliana, again, she's tough. She's one of those girls that can take a punch and keep walking forward. But I mean, I don't think she's like by any means like a, like a dominant female in the, in the division. It's interesting. A lot more people talk about her and you could say have a, have a reaction or have thoughts good or bad towards her. Do you, in this day and age, do you have to talk shit? In order to get to that point, do you believe that you have to talk shit or no? I think that if you have to, I think if you have to do it and it's fake, I think you don't have to do it. Like if that's not who you are, like if you're just trying to say it just to start something and to start some drama and get things going, like if it doesn't come naturally, it just comes out cringy, you know? Mm. But if you're Mm. like, oh, I'm just going to say what I think. And that's just like, if you truly believe it, I say go for it. You know, like I could tell you, you know, I don't think that Aaron Blanchfield striking looks very good. That's how I feel. But at the same time, she's successful with it. I just don't think it looks, she doesn't look like she can strike. You know, she does it well, but that's just something where like, I could tell you that and, and just like, cause that's sure. what I believe. Um, but if I'm like, oh, uh, she's terrible. She's this, she's that. And it just doesn't make any sense. And it's just like, I don't, I don't know why you're talking. Is Aaron Blanchfield overhyped? Um, I think that she fought, um, that's a yes and no answer to me because I think that's that a her sitting on the face. That's a sitting on the fence response. <laughs> this is on the fence. Okay. Okay. Fine. Do I think that she has good grappling? Yes, I do. Do I think that she's beautiful? Absolutely. Do I think that I would win against her? I do. Um, at the same time, uh, she fought Miranda Maverick after I exposed that she doesn't have grappling. Obviously I was too late to capitalize on that. She fought JJ Aldrich who I, who hasn't been the same fighter after I fought her. JJ Aldridge has not been the same fighter since since I finished her. Um, then she fought uh, Jessica Andrade, who I don't know what is up with her, but she has fought. She fought her on four days' notice, and Andrade has not looked like the same fighter at all. And she moved back down to one fifteen. So I feel like she has taken fights that have you know really set her up for success, which is great, good for her. Um, so I think that this will be a good test with her and Tyler Santos. Okay, are you a coffee expert? Am I a coffee expert? Yes. No, I wouldn't call myself a coffee expert. I love coffee, though. Yeah, so do I. And last week on the show, we were talking about my new coffee machine, and the guys in the back were making fun of the way in which I was using it. They said that you have to put your beans in some sort of, like, vacuum, air vacuum sealed container and all this other stuff. I have one of these fancy schmancy machines where you put the beans and it grinds it for you. You don't have to get them pre-grinded or anything like that. It's big time. Isn't yeah. that fun? Isn't that fun? What do you do it with your beans? Yeah. What do you do with the beans, though? I use I leave them I leave them in the bag in an airtight yes. container, and then when I'm ready to make the coffee, I put the amount of beans in that I'm going to grind. How do you know how many beans you need? I'm studying. Okay, I was told that you're supposed to measure them by gram. Oh, well, I don't even do that. I haven't started measuring. I just kind of eyeball it. Sometimes I mess it up, but it's fine. Um, but I do know that like doesn't. Don't the beans like absorb the flavor of like if you leave them exposed? Sure, yeah. That's what I was But you, you leave know? it in the bag. You don't do this uh this container nonsense. 
No, I leave it in the bag. Yeah. What about freezer? Are you a freezer person? Do you put the beans in the freezer? My beans are right next to my coffee machine. Okay. I got to keep it easy. Got to keep it accessible. Yeah, I agree <laughs> with that. And uh, okay, so you have to measure. Interesting. And what is your go-to? Like, what's, I, I'm a big, I'm very into coffee. My dream is to open up my own coffee shop. This is my new dream. Let's open one. Let's together? Do it together. We're, we're going into business together? I mean, I hardly really know you. Yeah. I don't know what kind of a business person That's you okay. are. Havesies? We're going havesies? Havesies. Why not? All right, I had, I, um, I used to own a coffee shop, actually. You did? With my family. We had one. Yeah. I bought one. When I moved to Wisconsin and uh, to train in Wisconsin, and my mom and I bought a coffee shop. We sold it um, after having it for like two years. And my sister has a coffee shop. Wow. She's had one. Why'd you sell it? Um, well, we sold it because we flipped it. And oh. um, we, I mean, I didn't have time to put into the coffee coffee shop and my family ran it for a while and yeah we had one it was called black canyon coffee in wisconsin wow and uh, uh was it fun like yeah. were you involved or not really i was yeah it was at the time that um i actually was coming off of one of my fights and i had had like a partial tear in my knee so i had time to go and help out and it was when i had moved so um we got it up and running I and mean, it was already running um we took it over from someone else and yeah did you make yeah, money? Yeah, I had some time. I was a barista for a while. Oh, my gosh. So I walk up there asking for my uh, almond cappuccino, and you're the one doing it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was. Well, what, is, what is your go-to drink? Uh, mine is just a latte. I just make an almond milk latte every morning. But it has to Pretty be almond milk, right? Almond milk, though. It has to be almond milk, yeah. yeah. Um, or I'll do, like, macadamia nut milk sometimes. Macadamia nut milk? I never even heard of macadamia Yeah. Really? It's real thick. Oh, now it's yeah, getting it's crazy. Like, I think the brand is like Milkadamia or something like that. That's pretty good. What? Do, how do you feel about oat milk? Um, It's okay. You rolled it's your eyes like at the oat milk. No, it's just not my go-to. Okay. It's but not bad. Would you go, would you go, oat, like would you go oat over like cow's milk? Yeah. Cow's yeah, milk is just gross. I just don't like dairy. Yeah. Yeah. The only time I yeah. I drink dairy is if, if it's ice cream. Interesting. So. You ever try? Not you ever try almond milk ice cream? I have, but usually it's too icy. You know what I've been doing is there's this new like trend going on with the, like the Ninja Creamy, hmm. and you make protein ice cream. So you take almond milk, and then you take a scoop of your favorite protein powder. Ah, and then you put uh, I think they put like sugar free pudding mix in it, like a scoop of it, and then you just freeze it. You use the the Ninja thing, and it's ice cream. With almond milk. Interesting. Okay. Uh, have you tried the Grimace yeah. shake? The what? The Grimace shake? No. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Look it up. It's it's big. <laughs> what is that? It's big on no, TikTok. It's big on TikTok. <laughs> well, I just learned about it last week. Uh, you know Grimace I from tried? McDonald's? The purple guy? No. Yes. Yes. There's a shake, a Grimace shake in, in honor of his birthday, and everyone was making videos it's purple, and they would drink it, and then they would die on TikTok. It's a whole thing. Just It's it's a whole – I learned about it. I'm not that hip. But you're like 25, so I figured that you would know about the Grimace shake. I'm not on TikTok like that. I try. I'm, I'm trying to be on TikTok, but I don't scroll through TikTok. Okay. Fair enough. Post and leave. I post and walk. Yeah. Post and walk away. Yep. Um, sort of like your fight, your last one. You know, you yep. hit and you yep. walk away. Uh, congratulations great to have you on thanks for squeezing us into your very busy schedule for carving some time out appreciate it and uh, we'll talk offline about the coffee shop perfect all right I look forward to it thanks Macy talk to you soon there she is Macy Barber we're about to be business partners guys this is going to be great
Frank, it you're not allowed. It was a popular thing at home. What? It's eh, no longer. It's, it's still popular. It's still a thing, all right? All, you know, all that, uh, all that food talk. In the past, I would have made a joke about our next guest, but he's not into all that anymore. Now he's felt. Now he's like 185 pounds. It's unbelievable. Oh, my God. What a great pleasure and honor it is to be joined once again. You know, every single day where I meet people, especially kids, they say, you know what my favorite interviews are? Your interviews with Rampage Jackson. I'm like, you were in your father's nutsack when I was interviewing Rampage Jackson back in 2009. You weren't even born. You weren't even alive. You weren't even a thing. You were a twinkle in your father's eye. Maybe your mother's eye as well. But they have lived and they have thrived, and they have prospered on. And so here we are to add a new chapter to the book. Quentin Rampage Jackson, he's here. What's happening, my man? Long time. What's up, What's up man? How you doing? Oh, my gosh. I was going to say, this is a fantastic-looking room that you're coming to us from. And then I saw you move ever so slightly, and I realized yeah, it's Fugazi. It's Fugazi, man. I don't want y'all seeing my room. I don't, I don't need y'all seeing all that where I, where I dwell. You know, I, I just would love to know what goes into the thought of you picking this particular room at. Like, it, why did you choose this particular one? Because um, it looks like I'm in Paris. It does. <laughs> I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the little, uh, like, balcony over there, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I, I thought it was really nice, you know what I'm saying? It looked really nice and clean. I like it. I like it, too. Why Paris, though? Does Paris have a special place in your heart? Because uh, Kanye made that song "Niggas in Paris," so you know. <laughs> you can, what? You can't. That what is that? Um, wow, that's weird. When you drink, like your shirt goes away. Does it? I get topless. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is I amazing. Get topless. It's so nice. Oh look at that! Wow, that is weird. I, dis- I disappear. What is that drink? Is this a sponsor of yours? Is this your drink? Everyone has a drink now. Well, yeah, that's a um, new healthy energy drink F three. Okay. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sponsored, I guess you can say that. Okay, look at you. Well, you're doing a lot of big things. There's a lot that I want to talk to you about, Rampage. It's been a while. I've been following your your journey on Instagram. You're one of my favorite follows. By the way, are you posting all that stuff yourself? I mean, some of the stuff is a little too snazzy, I feel like, for you. Like, what do you mean, too snazzy? I mean, Explain. there's there's graphics, there's pictures, there's there's word. You, you're not sitting there editing that stuff. No, no, I don't know how to, I don't know how to edit it, but I, I got people to help me out with stuff like that. Well, it's nice. I like it. Kudos to them. But what I really like, these workout videos that you're posting, you've lost a lot of weight. Yeah, I lost a lot of weight, man. How much so far? Uh, close to like 30, 30 pounds, 35 pounds maybe. What's been the secret? Well, uh, I've been on this journey for a while, and I guess I was doing everything wrong. But I teamed up with one of my my uh, longtime friends. You know, I've always noticed he. He was in good shape. I was like, man, let me go and train with this guy. And um, this my friend, um, Sean Rez, he's um, he's on Instagram. Um, He's he the one I just, that's in the videos with me. This guy is an animal, the most disciplined guy I've ever met. So he got me fasting for 24 hours, except for on the weekends, I do uh, 48 hours. So I don't eat on Sundays. What? And then um, I work, work out six times a, 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 a week and no sugar and no carbs. Wait a second. You're fat. You're 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 not eating on Sunday. How long are you fasting during the week? Uh, just twenty four hours. So I eat once a day. It, I you know I have to, I eat then I eat again the next twenty four hours. Come on. What what time do you eat? Normally when I get done working out, so around about six thirty seven p.m. So you're not eating anything 
from the morning, the, the moment you wake up all the way till 6.37, you're working out on an empty stomach? Yeah, I haven't eaten anything since uh, Saturday night at uh, 5 o'clock. Come on. Are you starving Jeez. right now? Uh, I was starving last night before I went to bed, but, you know, I've been, I drink my BCAAs, and this um, this F3 actually keeps me energized, and it, and it you know, makes me feel good. It fills me up. And and the meal that you're having, what kind of meal is it? The one meal. Every, every day I eat the same shit. It's <laughs> on, I feel like a dog right now. I eat the same exact thing every goddamn day. What is it? Steak, eggs, and sweet potatoes. And I drink my vegetables most of the time. Wow. And and who's making your steak? Uh, I have a friend here that, that cooks for me. Must be nice. You got a guy who cooks for yeah. you? Yeah. Because I can't cook. I don't know how to cook. He comes to your house? No, he, he stays here with me. He cooks for me uh, every meal. Wow. He lives with he you? Has, he, yeah. He lives downstairs and he cooks everything for me. Wow. Well, just one meal a day. It's not a bad gig. Well, before it was, I used to eat three meals a day, but now yes, yeah, one meal a day, and it's it's a pretty big meal. It's so so. There's some talk online. You know, you and I we're actually kindred spirits. We're actually a lot more alike. Oh, oh, oh. Well, what do you mean, kindred? What are you trying to say? I'm straight, but no, I don't know. I don't no, no, no. We're actually cut from the same cloth because I noticed, and and you're alpha like me. Like I like my steak. I like my steak well done, and I think you like yeah. your steak well done too. Yeah. Yeah, I like my steak, but I know I noticed when I when I posted that a lot of people was making fun of me. I was like, "Come on, man! That's I can't eat no I can't eat no 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 steak like this. Only one thing I eat: pink." <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, bubble gum or something. But... I know, I know. I'm, I'm sure you don't know what I'm talking about. I'm sure of it. Listen, hey, but I did see you. But I did see you flirting with your last guest, man. What's up? Ain't, what? ain't you married? No, what you talking yeah, about? I saw it. I saw it, man. I saw it, bro. Yo. Talking about uh, coffee shop and everything. She was very, she was very good looking. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I'm like halfway proud of you, but but no, ain't you ain't you married, bro? I am married, happily married. Uh, hey, you know, since you broke up my happy relationship with that stripper years ago, I'm, I think I need to come and cock block on you somewhere. I got to pay you back. Listen, I could teach you a thing or two about Riz. They don't call me Ariel Rizwani for nothing. Man, you know what? I believe you. I, I believe you do got a lot of chicks that that like you because I bet you they just be daydreaming about sitting on your nose. I knew you were going there. I could have predicted that. I saw it coming a mile <laughs> away. By the way, you ne- you just actually revealed something to us. Uh, what that girl was a stripper? You never told me that. Oh damn! I thought <laughs> I thought, <laughs> I thought she was the one. If she was a stri- she wasn't. She wasn't the one. I did you a favor. No, no, no. She was the one because we used to have a lot of fun. That's what I cared about. I, I married a girl like that. A girl that a girl that lets me, you know, enjoy myself with other girls and don't trip and do it. Man, that's 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 wifey material right there. That is, yeah, I guess for some. But for alpha, you know, you gotta be alpha to to be the type of man that likes a company of more than one woman. Sure, sure. And what so, about now? <laughs> How are things in that regard? Uh yeah, now I'm good. I'm, I'm you know, I'm happy. I'm doing my thing. What does that mean? I mean, it, you know, I I don't got time. I, listen, listen. I'm I'm working with the UFL. We trying to come up and trying to be like one of the the um you know the we're the first organization that you know giving fighters benefits and I F three. I got to push. I'm really busy with my work now. I'm CEO of a, a women's pro wrestling league UWW. Man, I'm working. I'm working. I'm working a lot. I don't I don't got time to be like chasing a bunch of women and stuff like that. I'm 
I'm chasing dreams. I'm trying to build something for for um, you know, the MMA community. You're single. Yeah. I don't believe this for a second. I'm single. I'm single like a like the last Pringle. <laughs> <laughs> You're single, not mingling. No, nah, no. Nah, I, hey, I do my thing, but I don't got no girl. You know. What okay. I'm saying? I, all got, right. I don't got, I don't got not, nobody to call my own. You know. Well, if you need help in that regard, I'm happy to help you. I'll put you in touch. What was up with the last girl you just interviewed? What's uh, her name? Uh, that's Macy Barber. She's a UFC star, nah. five in a row. Oh, oh, she a UFC star? Yeah. Oh, okay. What she got going on? What's up with her? <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, she might be too young for me. She yeah, she's twenty-five. What are you? You're like forty-eight oh, at this oh, point. Oh, I, I, I don't go. I don't go no, no further than twenty-one. Oh, okay. Twenty-one, my cutoff. Perfect. Um, actually, uh, I want to mention uh, the UFL. This is very interesting. What you're doing with these guys? Uh, this is what I've been told. Tell me if this is right. Uh, okay. All fighters under multi-fight contracts get health care get life insurance, and get shares in the company. Is that accurate? Correct. That's what I've been told. That's correct, Amundo. And um, that's that's the reason why uh, Harrison Rogers started, um, you know, the F3 energy drink and protein cookie and, and other ventures so they get more shares so the fighters will get more, you know, more money down the road. Um, he, he really wants to take care of the fighters, and that's why I decided to join forces with this guy, man. He's, he's one of the best. Um, I really look up to him. And he's teaching me a lot uh, about business, and um, I'm just I'm just really honored to even know a person like this who's really looking out for the fighters. And so I've been told that their next show is August 12th, UFL three. Um, it's live on Rumble. It's in Arizona, and they're currently running a Grand Prix tournament across four weight classes: bantamweight, featherweight, welterweight, and middleweight in the men's division and in the bantamweight division for the women. Uh, they will culminate in the crowning of five UFL world champions on December 16th this year. By the way, I feel like I'm promoting this better than you. I mean, I feel like I need to get a cut. I mean, come bro, on. <laughs> bro, you are a, I would actually love for you to um, be involved somehow. Oh. Is there anything, is there anything you, you have in the room where you can come, come and help us out? Cause, uh, I think, I think, um, you and, and UFL have the same journey to look out for the, um, you know, MMA fighters. So, and wow. it is, it is, yeah, if this sport, if this if this league grows, you know, a lot more MMA fighters would be uh, more successful. And he's trying to make everybody millionaires. You know, his slogan is, "I do know it. I do know it. I do know it. It's 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 fight with us, not for us." <laughs> is that not it? Well, that I think that's one of them. But the one he 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 says personally, like I don't know if he says it on camera. I guess not. It's okay. Everybody eats. That's the one I, I like. Everybody eats. And my son is making his pro debut on August twelfth. That's right. By the way, everyone eats except for you, apparently, these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't eat that often. Hey, but come on, man. You saw my last fight, man. I needed uh, a drastic change. And, you know what I'm saying? It was, I was just getting tired of being fat. And I, I want to say something to everybody that's out there listening. Bring back fat shaming. Like, America, we we, we got so soft. Like, a lot of MMA fans were come in on my, on my post and, and you know you know talking shit like they thought I guess they thought I was going to you know get butter or nothing but no they, they gave me a drive to get off of my ass and 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 do something about it wow so it's I mean so you're saying be mean to each other make fun of each other because yeah. in the end it'll lead to yeah. good things yes because you remember back in the day when when we was in school in elementary school and junior high school high school you know you know, people made people made fun of you. You had to get thick skin. We didn't go, you know what I'm saying, cry about it. Now bullying is somebody, you know what I'm saying, talk about you. Back in my day, bullying was somebody 
hit you or, or beat you up or something like that. So, you know, I don't I don't consider it bullying what people were saying to me online. It was um it was motivation for me and uh I did something about it and and God bless uh my coach Sean Rez. He works really hard and he and he's um he's very passionate uh about getting me back in shape. But I figured out one reason why, because this guy walks around at five percent body fat. Wow. He's met all his goals, you know what I'm saying? So he, so it's like now I'm I'm like his new goal to get me back in shape. And by the way, like the 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 lifestyle that you're living right now in terms of just eating once a day, is that forever? Or at some point can you start to introduce more? Uh it's honestly it's not it probably won't be uh forever because really it's really hard to keep up, especially with you know, having a social life and friends. But um, I, I've learned that there's a lot of benefits in, in fasting. Like a lot of my close friends and family members said, uh, I look younger and um, I looked it up and stuff like that. And uh, uh, when you fast, your body uh, is scientific. Like your body get rid of the um, bad cells and it create um, new cells. And and um, the longer you fast, the um, better benefits you have. It create uh, more um, growth hormone and and um, boost your testosterone. And I can be honest and say that uh, I have taken TRT before. I've never taken steroids or any other like um, sport and hasn't, but I have taken tests and now I'm not on anything. Wow. I just take supplements. How many supplements? Man, I got a whole box full of stuff over there that I I take, yeah. Um, By the way, going back to your previous comment, Maybe the nicest thing you've ever said to me, so thank you. Just saying that, you know, like I look out for the fighters and that you'd, you'd want me involved with UFL, so thank you. Um, but as a wise man named Quinton Jackson once told me, the cheddar makes it better. So how much you want to pay? How much you want to pay for my services? You hey, know what I'm saying? Hey, you know what? I'm, you know what? I'm going to talk to my business partner, Harrison Rogers, as soon as I get out of this with you, and then I will... I will um, text you with a with a nice deal. We, wow, we really we we, uh, we would really be uh, interested in, in working with someone like the likes of you. You know, even though I don't like you that much, you are very respected in in the sport of MMA, and and I see that you have nothing but you know saying good thoughts for MMA. You know, I've noticed that about you because uh, I've noticed it when I when I been, when I've been seeing you going at Dana White. What's up with that? You. Was it, you know what I'm saying? No, uh, before we get to that, I uh, just want to let you know before you make that phone call, they don't call me eight figures Helwani for nothing. So I just want you to have that in your mind. I'm just saying, I just don't want you to waste your time. And, uh, you know, we've come a long way, I must say, from the great relationship. One of the great regrets of my life, of my career, we had such a great relationship. And then there was a period where you wouldn't talk to me. I remember we were in Montreal, UFC 186. You wouldn't talk to me. And they had to bring in another person to interview you. What a mistake that was. I mean, we could have added that to the – I mean, you were in my hometown. I could have taken you around my hometown. You took me around in Japan. We never got to go to Memphis yet. We, we could. We, I could have showed you around Montreal. You know, Montreal is Las Vegas of the north, right? Like, they, they don't – Montreal is – and you didn't talk to me. I remember you walked by me backstage. Yeah. Do you remember when you walked by me backstage? My heart broke. It was I was so yeah, sad. Yeah. I I was really upset with you. I was really mad. I was really mad at you because uh it was a time in history when you hated on me. No. And I I don't know why. It's not yeah. true. It's Come not on. true. We don't need to When I went to Bellator, when I when I left UFC and I went to Bellator, you you hated on me. It's not it. true. It was it was love. It is true. You're, I remember I remember clear as day. You're the one saying fat shaming is okay. I was just talking about love. I was no, I was no, looking no. out you, for you. you. I was fashion, the only fashion, okay, but you know, I, I made a career change. I was not happy with you know some things that happened at the UFC, and I went to Bellator, and you and you was like real negative, like nobody cares. Who gives a fuck about Bellator? You was you was. I never said that. You, I'm the guy. Not, not, by no, the way, not in those words. 
I'm the guy who always roots for the competition. I want competition. I think for the fighters, right? So you have different places that you can go leverage. How many how many Bellator fighters do you have on your show? The MMA Hour. How many? How many? I mean, we Bellator just had Michael fighters? Page. He, he was Bellator Mike MVP, but he just announced free agency, yeah. so I guess he doesn't count. Um, but I mean, we don't. We have Francis. He's not a UFC fighter. We we have uh, you. No, have, no, 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 no. I didn't ask you. I didn't ask you that. I said how many Bellator fighters. We have Bellator. Fight. We our last show. We had Kat Zingano. She's Bellator. Just our last show on Wednesday. Okay. Are you are you cool with the UFC these days? I don't got. I don't have no ill will against the UFC because I'm telling you, this is how I look at it. I see that that it's business. You know what I'm saying? I I, don't, I didn't take anything personal. I, I wasn't happy with the way the UFC handled my Reebok contract and and how all of a sudden they're sponsored by Reebok and I'm not. You know, I I didn't I didn't like it. And there's a couple other things that happened in the UFC that I didn't like, but. I don't take I don't take stuff like that personal. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's whatever. What about now? Like, do you feel like you're welcome if you go to an event? You can get tickets. You be in the front row. Like, do you feel like they treat you like one of the legends? No, no I don't. I don't. I don't feel like that. I don't. I don't really ask for uh, for tickets and stuff like that. So I, I don't know. I don't. I don't see any offers for me to come there and sit front row and stuff like that. But I, I've never asked. So yeah, I, I don't feel welcome like that. You know, they probably think that I, I, I feel some type of way towards the UFC, but honestly, I don't. I, I think that um, Dana White has done a good job of putting uh, the sport I love on the map, and you got to respect him for that. Then I mean, I have to agree with, you know, every decision that he made and everything that he's, you know, done to me in my career. That bums me out. I feel like like people like you who have done what you've done, you, you, you should be front row anytime you want to be front row. You should be in the Hall of Fame already. You, you know, 30th anniversary year of the UFC, you should be celebrated. Your your colleagues, your fellow fight, like that's the one thing that I think the UFC, the, you can't deny the UFC is the the behemoth. They are the, the major leagues. They're the NFL. They're everything times a thousand. But the one thing, you know, in, in terms of forward facing that I don't like that they do is that I feel like they don't honor the history of the UFC, the forefathers, the founding fathers, the ones who put the sport on the map well enough. And I would like to see more of that. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't mind being in the Hall of Fame if it came with something like a pension or something, but it don't. Like, what, you know, this is something that people really haven't grasped about me and why I fight. I never fought to be in a Hall of, Hall of Fame. I never fought to be famous, you know? So, you know, I don't, I don't, not, not disrespecting the UFC, but I can care less about a Hall of Fame in, in any organization. Now, even if Pride had a Hall of Fame, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be it. You know, what's the word? You know, I wouldn't, you know, I would accept it, but it's not like something that I'm going like, hey, put me in the Hall of Fame, put me in the Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Can I tell you one of my dreams? Honestly, before my my time covering the sport, being involved in the sport is done, I would love to see, and honestly, I wouldn't even mind helping if, if, if that's what it needs. I would love to see an independent MMA Hall of Fame, just like there is in boxing, just like there is in football, just like there's a, like an independent MMA Hall of Fame, just the Mixed Martial Arts Hall of Fame. You could put it in Denver where UFC 1 happened, put it in Las Vegas, put it anywhere. But I would love that. Where people like you and Fedor and, and, and Chuck Liddell and Tito, doesn't matter who you fought for, the best of the best, that's where they go. Why you had to bring up somebody who beat me Nah, that, fight. that one didn't count. Why you had to do that? That one didn't but, count. But, but, but why you, you keep, you know, listen, I know how smart you are. You know what I'm saying? You keep taking something, you be twisting nah. it. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. That but one, anyway, yeah. I think, huh? No, I would say that I one didn't that, count. That wasn't a real fight. I mean, that was. Uh, but I think I think uh, somebody like you, since you eight figure Kawani, yeah, <laughs> you you, could, you know what I'm saying you can make it happen. You can get um, some sponsors and stuff and get it done. You I, think so? You know? I I really think so. You would you want to be in that Hall of Fame? Would that mean something to you? That would mean something to to me because it's something that you're doing for the whole sport of of uh, MMA. I think I would like to be a part of that one. Oh man, that that's actually Do the second get- nicest thing you've ever said to me. Yeah, do we get a uh, the MMA hour belt like the one sitting on your desk? That's a sweet belt, mm-hmm. right? Look at that. That's a sweet belt. Is that real? Of course it's real. That's 12 pounds of gold for the undisputed wow. king of MMA media. Wow. That's good. Oh, now put those arms down, buddy. Put those on. I've been back. working out too. I wish you could feel this right now. <laughs> Look at the neck. Look at my neck. It's not scrawny anymore. You see that? Uh, Look, your, your neck's still scrawny, buddy. I even have, I even have pecs now. See that? What, what what have you been doing? What have you been doing? I've been You've working been, out um, two to three times a week. I've been doing some boxing. Oh, that's good. that's good. How old are you now? 41. Just turned 41. Thanks for not texting. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Happy belated. <laughs> 41. Isn't that crazy? I first met you. I was 29. Wow. Time flies. Time flies. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're in the gym. Yeah. Work on that neck. Do some neck ups. You do that? No, I don't do it. Look at that. Look how big my my neck is naturally big. Look yeah. at that. Yeah, you do look good. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh are you coming back? I saw one post. You said you're considering a comeback. So this is what this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm thinking. Um I really want to um uh, promote the UFL. And so I would like to do like a warm-up fight there. I do a, a warm-up fight in the UFL and then and see where that goes, and I and I still want to do a boxing match before I get too old. I'm 45 now, and you know I don't I, I want to get the boxing match out of the way before I get too old. What happened to the whole thing with Shannon Briggs? I don't know, man. He's still he's still trying to put it together, but I low key think he's scared at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? For real? He, you really think that? Yeah, because he. I really think that because because uh. You know what I'm saying? He know there's a chance that he could get knocked out. And that could be embarrassing for a boxer to get knocked out by an MMA guy who never had a boxing match. Mm. But I saw he walked up to Vladimir Klitschko. No, or was it Vitaly Klitschko? You saw this clip where he just like walked right up to him while he was eating? I think it was Vladimir. Yeah, that was that was years ago. Oh, was it? Then oh, okay. he got his, yeah, that was years ago. And then he got his ass kicked by him. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was recent. No, no, that was years ago. Yeah, look at his beard. He he had a, like a black beard back oh, then. Okay. Now he all great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's so, old now. So, will you fight this year for UFL? Yeah, I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking I might fight around by by December or something in the UFL against like Frank. Mina? I haven't fought in three years. No one never fight Frank. Man, he's my friend. Man. Okay. I wouldn't fight. Him. I know he's involved too, yeah, right? I'm, yeah, Frank's involved. Frank is the one who actually introduced me to uh, Harrison. Okay. Uh, do you have yeah. an opponent in mind, like a dream opponent? My dream opponent would be. Um, Dara Shonow from Stop from, it. Um, the, what? Still with that? All these years later? Yeah, I, I don't let stuff like that die. He he tried to punk me, but um, uh, Brendan Schwab said that um, he don't think um, t- I mean um, Daryl would um, be down to fight. You versus Brendan would be a fun fight. He would never fight. I I I love that guy. I, I don't want to. My next fight, I don't want to fight nobody that I like at all because I, I have to destroy them, whoever it is. Michael Bisping? Who you got? My, Michael Bisping is not a heavyweight. 
And, and me and Michael Bisping, we go way back. We okay. still like brothers, even though we don't, talk, we don't talk that much, but we still like brothers. Heavyweight. Who, who else you got? Yeah, who you got at heavyweight? Man, that's a doozy. What about no warm up fight? It has to be a warm up. So I was gonna say like a JDS or Verdum, these guys, and you want them to be heavyweight, not light heavyweight. Yeah, heavyweight because I, I still be heavyweight. I still be like two. I still be like two thirty, two twenty five. You're not gonna go to two o five. I don't think so. I don't know if I. I don't know. I don't know if I ever get back down to two o five. I don't know about that one. Mm. I have to think about it. You're putting me on the spot. There's not a lot of options. Yeah, yeah. It's not a lot of options, huh? Mm. Overeem. You know, I haven't fought in three years. Overeem, he's 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 not even heavyweight no more. He's like, he, he's like 185. He lost a lot of weight, yeah. Yeah, what, is he vegan now? Yeah, that's what he said. I would think about becoming a vegetarian, but, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what are you doing for this women's wrestling thing? What is that? Oh, I'm the, I'm the CEO. What does that mean? It means I run the shit. What? I, I bought into it. I own that shit. You own it? Is it is it, is it pro wrestling? It's pro wrestling, yeah. Wow. And it's a women's only pro wrestling promotion. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something about this show. I didn't know what to expect, and it was very exciting from the first match to the last. You guys should check it out next time. I think that next show will be September 15th, if I'm not mistaken. You how, guys should really tune in. How can I watch it? I love pro wrestling. Uh, I will get you the information. I don't know exactly uh, where they're going to be, what platform I'm going to be streaming it on there, but it's it's still a new organization, so I'm still working on all the kinks. I'm trying to get it um, big enough so we can put it on TV. Okay. Are you a character on it? Well, I'm 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 CEO. Like some some I found out today that some of the girls were really not happy with me, and because I'm new and. Some you know how some women they don't they don't want to spec my authority, so I'm gonna have to put the law down and you know some of these girls they think they tough, they think I'm old and I can't fight. So uh so I heard some of them don't like me and, and if if I tell you one thing, if one of these girls attack me, I'm gonna pull out some of my power bomb moves on. Wow. On the women? I wouldn't advise that. I hey, I protect myself. Right. Equal, hey, equal rights, equal fights, and equal lefts. Okay. <laughs> So we got UFL. We've got this uh, energy drink that is sponsoring you. You got the wrestling. Uh, the acting is still going strong. Mojab yeah. Desert or Diamonds? What you what you what you say? <laughs> what you say? Is it called Mojab? Mojo. <laughs> I thought you. I thought you said something. It's called Mojave uh, Diamonds. You see, uh, Cowboy and uh, Chael Sonnen's in there. Man, I saw the one clip with Chael. We're showing a poster right now with you three on it. Chell's dropping mm. F-bombs in that thing. It was unbelievable. Yeah, man, Chell got in a fight on that. I was like, that was kind of awkward because we we fought in real life. That was that was the most awkward thing I've done in in, in fight. Uh, actually, that wasn't. One time I did this movie called Midnight Meat Train, and what? they needed to, yeah, with Bradley Cooper. It was a horror movie, not a porno. Get your dirty mind out of the gutter. But they was, they was plastering my whole body, right, because it was like they were going to hang my body up on a meat hook. And the people that do, the, you know, that do the like the CG, whatever you call that stuff, the plastering and stuff, they told me to to wear a, a thong. And I was like, no, I don't wear no thongs. I'm an alpha. I'm going to my grave saying I never wore, wore a thong in my life. And they go like, you're going to wish you wore a thong. And I didn't listen to them, so I wore a jock strap. Oh. And they had to put me put me in this bucket. And they put the, you know how they put the plaster all over you? Yeah. And, and, and um, I wish I would have wore a thong because they plastered my whole 
my whole body, my butt crack, dude. I almost got in a fight one dude. Dude slapped me on my ass while he was putting it, that fucking plastic stuff on me. I almost got in a fight behind the scenes on the set. Now I was I was pissed. Then they they passed me when they pulled it all off. You see the you know they they get everything. You can see the whole indent of everything, even my asshole. I was so embarrassed, man. What? This is a real movie. This is a real movie, bro. With Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper was in there, and that's the most awkward thing I did ever did in the movie. But Fighting Chael Sonnen was number two. That's the number two most awkward thing. Now, Fighting Chael Sonnen in the movie or in real life? In the movie. Okay. Why was that awkward? After we had already fought. Because I, it was somebody I fought in real life. And do you not like Chael, or is it just because you liked them and that made it awkward? Um, I usually did not like Chael, but after getting to know him and stuff like that, I can I can deal with him. Okay. How is the movie career going? Uh, it's going it's going really well. I just signed up with a new um, manager, and he's um, he's really great, and uh, he, he he got some some um, big roles for me and stuff coming out. But you know, it's a strike right now. I think um, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Hollywood's having a hard time with AI and stuff. So all actors might be out of a job here pretty soon. No, hopefully not. Yeah, yeah they will get an AI with, to do your job. No, they'll never do that. I mean, I'm one of a kind. I'm one in a million. Actually, yeah, but the AI I'm one in eight million. Like yeah. Uh, uh, he can look just like you, though. They can get the AI, get the same voice, and look just like you. Yeah, but he can't interview like me. Well, you know. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. Uh, the A-team, It's still one of the great stories, you getting the A-team role. And I sort of feel, yeah. you know, I, I sort of feel like that. I don't know. What? Eh, there were other factors. That, you know, we don't have to rehash all that, but uh, you know, like uh, you, yeah. you, you know what I mean. Why well, are you hating on me again? That, no, I was, was so I was so proud of you. I was proud of you. I felt oh. like I felt like people they 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 curbed your your your, your progression in Hollywood after that because that should have led to other big movies in Hollywood, in my opinion. Yeah, it it should have, but I don't want to. Um, I I don't want to say anything that could probably get me sued. Okay, but what I can say. But what I can say is, for the people who's really intelligent, I can say this. Uh, I had a dumbass manager at the time, and he thought it was a good idea to be represented by the same agency that, that represents the UFC. Mm. And the UFC didn't want me doing movies, so y'all do the math on that. Mm. Why I didn't get any more movies. I get you. Um, okay. You, you mentioned, uh, by the way, the warm-up fight, and then someone on my team here, New York Rick, said, how about next year after the warm-up fight, you versus Francis in the PFL? Francis Ngannou. Yes. <laughs> what do you that think? Would of- be, that, would, yeah, that, would be, that would be a huge fight. Francis is, is, a, is a, a tough guy, man, but to risk getting knocked out by that guy, they got to they gotta drop that paper, you know what I'm saying? That's right. I, you know, I, ain't never back, I ain't never back down from a fight, so they had to drop the paper, though. You think he beats Tyson Fury? No, I don't think he beats Tyson Fury. I I, I think he has a puncher's chance, but um, I think Tyson Fury is just too skilled in, in boxing. I think uh, if they got in a street fight, there was no referees, I think um, um, Nganu would mop the floor with him, and I just hurt his feelings but in a boxing ring where there's a referee and there's boxing rules i think um it'd be hard for anyone to beat tyson fury if you still want to box and it's not shannon briggs who would it be uh i I wouldn't care like like i said like my first boxing match 
I would like to fight somebody close to my skill range, but other than that, I, I don't care. I wouldn't care who it is, what name. I'll fight, I'll fight Floyd Mayweather. No, that would be, I mean, a bit of a weight discrepancy. <laughs> and uh, I know, I'm you also have a new podcast. Oh, yeah, I do. I forgot about that. Yes. I got to do that today. Uh, wh- yeah. What is it called? It's called Fade on Sight. What does that mean? Yeah, you 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 uh, kind of out of touch with uh, street lingo. I see. I would it's ask like, that um, question. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like um, you know, catch a fade, like a fight. You know what I'm saying? But it's like when I see you, it's like it's on site. It's fade awesome. on site. That I means I'm gonna kick your ass as soon as I see you. I thought you meant like a like a skin fade or like a taper. You know what I mean? Like you cut my hair real quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, you thought it was like a barbershop show? Yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty sweet. You guys sitting around in a barbershop just talking, you know, fighting and stuff. Is it an MMA show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that that's been done. Okay, so Fade on, on site is, um, right now, we, we're interviewing MMA people, but we don't want to box just into MMA. But um, if I'm going to be 100% honest, you know I'm not new to, I mean, you know I'm new to doing all this stuff. Interview. I've never really done something like that. So I want to get used to it. So hopefully one day I, I could be half as good as you and I can branch out wow. outside of MMA and just, and just start talking about, you know what I'm saying? Anything life in general. But right now I just want to meet, uh, talk with MMA guys and just talk about other things, not only MMA, you know, I want to just get to know them better. Man, you are so, you're so soft and nice and cuddly in this, uh, ripe old age. That's the third nicest thing you've said to me. Half as good as me. It's, it's, I'm swimming in compliments now. This is amazing. Would you ever want to have me on on your show? Yeah, I would love to. Have Sorry, you on I'm busy. The show. I'm busy. I can't. I mean, I only go on like top tier shows. I can't go. <laughs> you know what? Then you know you set me up. So all the nice <laughs> stuff I said about you, you know, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. Uh, what, 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 is it just you, or do you have a co-host? Yeah, I have a co-host, my friend Bear. Okay. And do you do you yeah. like lead the chart? Are you like is he like the host guy, and then you come in on the side? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm. It's my show. I, I asked him to, um, I asked him to come on it and and okay. co-host and everything. Yeah, he, I, I, I run it. Is everything? It's all me and stuff like that. But he, he adds a, a, a lot uh, to the show and stuff like that. He's a really, he's a really good dude, and he's been looking out for a lot of MMA fighters and stuff in the past, you know, because he's um, the owner of uh, Jackson um, Jewelry and stuff like that. So they sponsor the show. So he, he, you know, we make a great team. And your son, as you mentioned, um, and by the way, regarding the podcast, where is it now? Like people get it on uh, Apple, YouTube? Right now? Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube right now. It's uh, Jackson, J-A-X-X-O-N podcast on YouTube. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, that, that the clips are good from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you the one where you told on, the story about Vanderlei Silva and all that recently. And I, I, I yeah, said, yeah. Man, yeah. you're killing it. Oh, thank you. You're just like the little engine that could. Just a guy trying to make it in this MMA world. That's just, that's what I do. That's what I do. And and your son also trying to make it. He's four and zero. Yeah. He's four and zero as an amateur. Okay. And he's making his pro debut. Yeah, August twelfth. Oh, he's on that card. He's on that card in Arizona. And he comes he out with the chain too. Yeah, he has a gold chain. Oh, uh, I like it. A little evolution. Does yeah, he yeah. does he howl as well? Yeah, I think he tries to do a little baby howl. <laughs> and what is his name? His name is Roger. Roger Jackson. Does yeah. he have a nickname? Roger. Um, the clone. I love that. And and how old? We're showing some highlights of him right now, by the way. He looks fantastic. Uh, uh, he's twenty three. Twenty three, and how do you and you corner him? 
Yeah, I cornered him, me and his coach, and, and um, and one of my other friends. How do you feel when you're cornering him? It's nerve wracking. Um, you know, it's um, it makes I'd be more nervous for his fight than mine. You know, my son, he he didn't grow up like me, right? My son, you know, he he's uh, he's been my son. He he's not as hungry as me, so I'm always wondering. Um, you know, is he doing this for the right reason? Because he chose to fight. You know, I didn't ask him to fight, nothing like that. This is what he wants to do. And but sometimes I look at him like I don't know if he's he has the hunger that I that I had at his age. And so, so I'm always wondering like how he's going to do in this fight. You feel me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you still wonder that? I still wonder. I still wonder because you know he's he he chose to fight at 155 because uh, he 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 should fight at 170, but he'll be a small 70 pounder, right? So, so he chose to fight at 155, but then sometimes I feel like he don't live the type of life that he need to live to, to, you know, be a 155 pounder. He should, he should, you know, diet more and, and, you know what I'm saying? Keep his weight lower than what he walks around at if he want to be uh, a 155. And sometimes I feel like he don't really take my advice. Okay. I, I try to get him, I try to get him advice, something that's going to help him along the way. And I just feel like he's like, oh, you know, you're not teen, you got, you got, any of your kids teenagers yet? No, but they're close. Okay, when they get teenagers, they they become know it alls, and ever since he become a teenager and stuff like that, they know it all. They they know everything, and they just want to do the opposite of what their parents tell them. So I'm like, okay, sometimes I throw my hand up. Do you coach him? No, I don't coach him. He he, co- uh, his coach is Antonio McKee. Oh, and why yeah, Watson? Yeah, wow. Did, will Antonio corner him August twelfth? I'm not sure because um. At, Antonio, he might because that's his first uh, pro fight. I would love for Antonio to corner him, but you know, Antonio McKee, his son's fighting. He and he um, has a lot of other fighters, so you know, it would be a big honor if Antonio uh, came to 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 corner him. So he trains at the Body Shop. Yeah, he oh. trains at the Body Shop with AJ McKee and all those guys over there. Well, that is exciting. So we got another uh, Jackson in the MMA world. Uh, so just to recap, you got the podcast, you got UFL. You've got uh, Ultimate Women of Wrestling. Uh, you're potentially fighting again. Your son is fighting. Uh, you've got all types of stuff in terms of sponsorships and people that you're working with. Acting is still a thing. I mean, yeah. you're freaking killing it. I'm, hey, and you're losing you know, all this weight. And I'm losing all this weight. It's, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot on my plate, and I'm I'm enjoying life, man. I'm 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 living life, and I'm enjoying myself. You know, that's what you got to do. You got to keep going. I can't fight for the rest of my life. So I got to, you know, keep myself busy doing other things. And, you know, another thing that I, that I started was, um, I started my own GTA server, um, my uh, RP server, and it's like an MMA based world. So that's, that's one thing that I'm really excited about, but I don't, don't even tell know what that, is. Project that I'm super excited about that. You don't know what GTA is? Grand Theft Auto? Yeah, but I it? got a server where it's role, role play. So you, it's like, it's like acting. It's like improv acting while you're playing video games. What? And, yeah, it's and, fun, bro. And you dress up and stuff? Well, no, no. It's in the video game. It's the video game. Wow. And But you play as yourself? I play as myself because it's the MMA world. We we made an arena. We made a whole arena, and we got fighters. We got managers. And we need we need more people to come. We need referees. We need managers. We need more fighters. We need police officers. We need judges, <laughs> lawyers, everything. Yeah. This, are there real people in it, like people that I would know, or it's, it's all yeah, fake? It's no, it's real people. You play against real people, and they act, and they act out a certain character. You and who are you acting as? It's Rampage Jackson. Wow! So I could be myself. 
you can be yourself. You can come and interview the fighters. You can do whatever. It's wow. like it's like a it's like a real world, but it's in GTA, and it's re- I'm really excited about that. I stream it on Twitch, and I, and I'm start streaming on, on on Kick. How well, how do how do I join? If you wanted to join, well, you probably have to join the Discord. But I'm just telling you what I'm not trying to promote that. Right, I'm just telling you. Oh, I'm well, sorry. I was interested. I guess yeah, I'm not invited. Yeah, I'm I mean, yeah. Because you do you play video games? No, but I think this is kind of cool. It it is cool, but it, you know, if you join my my um my Discord, then I guess you can come in and you have a join, Discord. On, yeah, I got I got a, uh, the Discord for that for that. Um, yeah, I have two Discords, one for person and one for that role playing. Yeah, I never knew you were so hip. Man, I'm a gamer, bro. You didn't know I was a gamer. Yeah, Discord, this, that. I mean, I didn't know you were down like that. I know a bunch of nerds. Yeah, not me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not nerdy enough because you, you you didn't even know what. In GTA the end, in the end, I think what we've learned here is that you're the nerd and I'm the cool guy. I ain't got no Discord in GTA. I'm out there, you know, cashing checks. Hey, in what world <laughs> would I be the fucking nerd and you'd be the fucking cool guy? <laughs> what world is that? Maybe. Is it, what is this today? <laughs> You look like the big ass, look at them ugly ass glasses on your motherfucking face. And you call me the nerd and you the cool guy. Can I say something in closing? (laughs) I love you. I love you, Rampage. You have meant a lot to me. And you know what? It's amazing to me how many kids come up to me and, and first thing they say is, Love your interviews with Rampage. And these are high school kids. I'm like, how the hell do you even know about these interviews? But they've taken on a life of their own. They've like been recycled and recycled. So I don't know if I've ever said this. I appreciate everything that you've done for me. Even when you didn't talk to me in Montreal, you've been a huge part of my career. And I will always value this friendship and relationship that we have. All right. I appreciate that. Thank you for the respect. And um, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, fuck you. (laughs) Hurry up, Juanita. Thanks, Rampage. Talk to you later. Good luck. Peace. There he is, Rampage Jackson. <laughs> uh, I love that guy. He is the man. What's not to love? A lot going on in his life. Sheesh. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Oh. You right there? Uh... uh... Oh, okay. Good thing. Good. Good thing I didn't see these. Uh... Oh. Oh wow! The anticipation's overwhelming. No, it's a. It's a good thing I didn't. Uh, I didn't read my text earlier because at four oh six I got a text saying that Myra Buena Silva is stuck on a flight. But then I got a text at four oh eight saying that she's good to go. Yeah, in fact, she's here right now. <laughs> Serious? Yes. Wow, what a range of emotions that was. But where is she? Is she on a... She's on Zoom. Uh, no, but I mean, like, is she on a plane right now? No. Maybe an airport. Looks like an office. Okay, wow. Um. All right. Do I go to her or do I wait a minute? <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, introduce her. Oh, she's ready to go, just like yeah, that? Yeah. Well, I didn't know. Check okay. your phone again. Yeah, she's ready to go. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, well, let me give her a proper introduction. What a win on Saturday for Myra Buenasilva, who uh, had an incredible performance against Holly Holm, just Holly Holm's second submission loss in her pro career. The first was to Misha Tate back at UFC 196. You can now add Myra Buenosilva to the list as well. Her name is Shitara. I can't wait to find out why. She's the newest contender at 135. In fact, she may even fight for the belt next. Here she is, the one and only Myra Buenosilva. Hello, how are you? Hello, guys. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, Parabéns. <laughs> Thank you so much. Was this stressful? Because I got a text from your, I think, someone who works with you saying that you were stuck on a plane and that you might not be able to come, but all's good. You're here. Yeah, sorry, my file's delayed, but I'm here. I'm very happy for talking with you today. Okay, it's our pleasure. By the way, wh- why is your uh, nickname? Can you explain what Shitara means? Shitara is the Thundercats. Do you know uh, Thundercats, the cartoon? Oh, yeah, 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 I do know it. Yeah. Shitara is a cat because uh, it's a fast cat. And then when I, I, I started training, my coach told me, hey, you're very fast. You look like Shitara. <laughs> and so it's stuck all these years. Yes. Uh, okay, so here we are less than two days after your win over Holly Holm. How does it feel? Are you, you were so happy. You were so excited. Do you still feel like you're, uh, you're glowing because of this big win? One of the best women's fighters ever. You choked her out in the second round. It's unbelievable. I feel like the chosen one, man. Uh, I feel grateful for, for this opportunity. Holly Holm is, is, is the best in the world. Yeah, I'm finishing. And then I'm so happy. When you were thinking about the fight, preparing for the fight, did you think that you would be able to submit her? Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, it's unbelievable. I trained hard. My coach, Anderson, did Holly Home for three months. Wow. Three months, my coach was Holly Home. And then he did everything Holly Home did, did. Everything, everything. But submission is, submission is unbelievable. Yeah. Did you know that she had only been submitted once before your fight against Misha Tate? Did you know that? Yes, yes. Oh, look, look, Holly is the best in the world. Misha Tate is the best in the world. Now I'm the best in the world, yes, too. Yes, <laughs> I love it. And and uh, that was the same choke, the ninja choke, the same one that you did in the Contender Series to get into the UFC. Is this one of your favorite chokes? Uh, yes, of course. This is uh, my favorite choke. Uh, together, arm lock. Arm uh, lock. Okay. Arm bar. Sorry, arm bar. Is arm lock. Yes, arm yes, bar. yes. Uh, uh, this is my my two positions, the best two positions. Okay, could I? I know this might be a little bit hard, but I I love the way you transitioned into the choke, the way you you caught her with the choke. Are you able to explain what you saw and how you were able to do that against her? Because it's a very hard one to do standing up like that. It's very impressive. Are you able to explain how you were able to do that on Saturday? When she put pressure me in the cage, uh, I little space. I, I did a little space, enter my arms. When she looks my arms in, it's normal. Everybody go to the, the, the double leg. Ah. Everybody go to the double leg. When she go to the double leg, it's better for me because I changed and choke here. Everybody thought this is wrong. Everybody. Wow. 
And and when you when you were able to lock it in before she tapped, did did you know I you had her? Did you know she was done? Yes. Well, when I lock it, I know if she don't no tap, she she's lit. She's lit. Well, but Holly Holm never tap. And then I okay, she's lit. She's lit. She's lit. She's lit. And then she tap. Wow. Because she no tap with 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 uh, Misha with Misha Tate. Yeah. With uh, Kathleen Vieira. And then oh, she don't tap, but okay, she's lit. She's lit. She's lit. But she tap. Wow. Wow. What did that feel like when you felt the tap? Uh, I me feel the chosen one. I me feel the champion. Nobody stopped me more. Nobody. Wow. And uh, would you say that was the best day of your career so far? Of course. Of course. This is Holly Home, main event, and Chita Chuck. <laughs> Crazy. Best day of your life? Uh, no, the best life in my life was when I married. When you got married, wow, that's beautiful. Oh, yeah. When did you get married? Uh, no, uh, last year in no, no, November. November, okay. And uh, you you mentioned uh, after the fight that uh, your wife, who's a former uh, UFC fighter, Gloria De Paula, she helped you a lot. Could you explain how she helped you? Like why why was she so important to your life? I had depression, and then Gloria. It was everything for help me, and she opened. Uh, she she give up everything for help me. She don't train for our fights. She care me every day, and then now she knows stay more UFC because she care me for one year. Wow, and uh, could I ask why were you so depressed? Uh, I I had five five surgeries, and then I think so for this for this reason. You had five surgeries. Yes. Different injuries. Yes. And uh, when you were going through that, like something like this, beating someone like Holly Holm, probably seemed impossible to you, right? Yes. Uh, of course, of course. I fight one girl like Holly Holm, man of your own. And then, <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It's the, the worst fight in my life. <laughs> right. You can laugh about it now. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> it's, it's, what? Yeah, it's, looks, looks, look, look at me now. Yeah. Look at me now. It's unbelievable. I, I'm very, I'm, I'm submission Holly Holm. And then, okay, everything is uh, happening for more reason. Yeah, and that was only two years ago. Even after that fight against uh, Manofior, less than two years ago, did you think that, like, after that performance, did you think that something like this would be impossible? Of course, of course. After that fight, I, I think about uh, uh, no fight more. Wow. After Retired. Because I'm depression. I'm depression. I'm bad. I'm I'm one more surge. No, but okay. I told you, okay, I don't want a more fight. Wow. And uh, how long were you depressed for? Two years. Two years. Two years. Two years. Which years? Uh I think 
2020, como é que fala? 2021, I think so. Okay. And was it, to, like, did you stop training? Did you not leave your house? Yes, I'm stopped training. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I look for my family, stay with my family, <laughs> and then my mother-in-law, my father-in-law. Uh, that 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 guys helped me too much. And what did what did you do to pass the time? Like, uh, how would you occupy yourself? Cry, cry every day, every day. This is scary, man. This is scary. But now I'm so happy. I'm very good. I'm grateful. Yeah, I can help other people. Yeah, uh, this is the most important for me. Help other people. Is that why you mentioned it in the cage after the fight? Exactly, exactly. Uh, I believe I am blessed. I believe I I born for a mission. And could I ask, how did you start to get out of the depression? Like, what did you do to to start to get better? Gloria helped me. Uh, I talk to everybody. I feel everybody. Crazy things I I talk with my my uh, my family, and then uh, I drink I drink drugs. I take drugs, and step by step, step by step. But the most important things that you believe in God, believe you can, you can do this. You can life. You can smile. To, smile to, uh, again. Wow. That, and and does it ever come back again, or has it not since you, you know, fully like got back? Like, do, do you ever have days where you feel like you're down and then need to get back up? No, no, I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm 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 better. I'm better. That's great. I'm happy to hear that. So, uh, you you get this win over Holly. And afterwards, you and Juliana Pena, I saw back and forth, she wrote about you. Did you see her message about you? Juliana talked too much bullshit. <laughs> no, hey, guy, you watched, I watched one good fight, the Juliana. You watch how many good fights, Juliana? Uh, a couple of fights. She had a, she's had a few. I mean, she beat Amanda Nunes. One fight? Yes, well, she's had a few over the time. Okay, so you say she she she's only had one good moment and she talks too much. Uh, she talks too much, but she's a good fighter. She is. She's a good fight. But mm, look my fight. You look her fight. What what fights you like? You you, you 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 it's more exciting. Both equal. Both great fights. No, no, no. You, think, you think about you think okay, Shitara, your fight is more exciting. I don't you think this. But she has fought top like top level competition for a long time. You're you're just getting into that right now, right? You're you're newer to the sport. She won Ultimate Fighter 2013, I think it was. I am a new face. Uh, I'm I'm now I I think Juliana is good fighter, but she don't win. No, she don't win. I can't, I can't knock out her, knock out her. I can submit to her. Uh, I think she don't win. Wow. So, do you think that you did enough to get a title shot with this win, or do you think that they're going to do Juliana and Raquel, and maybe you fight the winner of that fight? Yes, of course, because no any girl's submission like me, 
any girls uh, have a good fright like me. And any girls have any no girls have um, performance of the night like me. I deserve this chance. So you want it now? You don't want to wait? Yes, of course. I want to know. Against, I'm the next. Against Juliana? I think so because we've said give me Raquel Pennington, but Raquel don't want. Oh, really? When? Yeah, when, 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 uh, when Misha injury. Oh, wow. And she said no. She said no. Mm. Okay. And then Holly accept. Okay. So did you or your team talk to the UFC after this fight? Do you have a sense what they're going to do? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. But Juliana, Juliana helped me about this. <laughs> I think she's afraid of me. Why? Because of finishing my fight. She sent messages. Hey, I smashed you and Raquel Penton. I understand. She's afraid of. Why? But she said Who she... Who is me? Who is Mara Bueno? Right, 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 right. For Juliana to think about me. Right, right, right. So you think that mm -hmm. her talking smack helped you? Uh, no, help me when I fight. Okay. And and if she uh, if she fights Raquel first, who do you think wins that fight? Nobody wins. Nobody? Because nobody want to watch this fight. <laughs> what do you mean nobody want to watch this fight? Why not? Oh man! <laughs> you watch fight Raquel fights and Juliana fight. Juliana have one good fight. No, okay, two, because Amanda is a great fighter, and then Juliana have two two good fighters with Amanda. Right, and that's it. But no, because Juliana, because Amanda. How many good fights Raquel has had? Uh, in the past, a lot of fights, but now I respect I, I respect both. Understand? But Raquel in the past had a lot of great great fights, but now she stopped the fight. Juliana, true fight with Amanda. Yeah. Only. If you fought, look, if look you... my fight. Look my fight. No, incredible. A lot of finishes. If you fought Juliana, how would it go? How do you think it ends? I smash her for five hours because I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't want to tap. Why? Because she talks too much. <laughs> I smash her for five hours. Is is there a part of you that wants to beat her because uh, do you feel she's been disrespectful towards your your countrywoman Amanda Nunes? She's talked a lot about Amanda Nunes. Uh, do you want to beat her for that reason or a different reason? Of course, Amanda is a big star in my country. You know? Yeah. And then when you talk about my 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 country, when you talk about my my people, this is person. Right. Do you do you have a relationship with Amanda? Do you know Amanda? Uh I, I don't know, but I talk one, two times, but I don't know. But she's Brazilian. <laughs> so it's all one people. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Do you want to fight again this year? Yes. And if it's not a title shot, is there anyone else that interests you? 
No, for Tata Shot. Oh, just Tata Shot. All right. Okay. Yes. And by the way, I saw a photo of you with a Lamborghini uh, in Las Vegas. <laughs> Was that yours? No, it's funny. It's no, no, no. It's funny because one guy sent me a message. Hey, do you want a Lamborghini for your fight week? I told you. Yes, of course. <laughs> and then she okay. I I rent you one Lamborghini for your fight week. What? But no, it's mine. It's not mine. Wait, some guy, some random guy, just reached out to you about this? Yes, yeah, a renter. For free? Free? <laughs> and he showed up and gave you the Lamborghini. <laughs> yes. Was he a nice guy or a creepy guy? No, it's a nice guy. It's a nice guy. The friend is a friend. Okay, so he and he wanted nothing for it, just to be nice. Unbelievable. Who knew? And yeah. Did you drive it? Yes, of course. I'm the chosen one, man. Everything happens with me. <laughs> Good things happen with me because I'm the chosen one. Okay. Uh, was it stick shift or was it automatic? Was it like... Automatic. Oh, it was automatic. Interesting. Okay. Because yeah. sometimes those are stick. It's tough to drive, you know? Uh, uh, I don't know too much about cars. Yeah, but it's a great car. <laughs> it looked good. Yeah, the picture was cool. You look. It looked like it was your car. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and uh, you're from uh, uh, Uberlandia, Minas Gerais. Uber, Uberlandia, Minas Gerais. Uh, was it? Uh, was it? Was your upbringing? Was it a tough upbringing? Like wh where you grew up? Yes, I'm. I'm like uh, favela. It's very hard. Okay. And uh, when did you move to the U.S.? Uh, last year, 10 months ago. Okay, that's it. And is your family, you have a lot of family still there? We stay in Brazil, in the same place. Same favela? Yes, the same favela. How many people? Uh, uh, 100. 100 people, wow. But how many in your family? Yeah. Yes, everything. My mom, okay. my, my brother. So part of the motivation to be champion, you want to maybe try to help them? Of course. Okay. Of course. But for, uh, for me, I want to be champion because I want to do the, the, the plan, the project, the social project in my favela. What kind of project? Uh, I want to put the, the, the kids for training, for study, for do anything, for not stay in the, in the street. Okay, you want to help? Were you in the street a lot as a kid? Yeah, too much. But that that times is different time now. Okay. Now it's more dangerous. Now it's more okay. Did you would you get in trouble as a kid or were you a good kid? No, I'm no good kid. <laughs> Fights? I give a lot. Yes, too much fights, too much talking, too much everything. <laughs> but now you're going to be a good role model for those kids. Exactly, exactly. All right. Well, I show you you, you have uh, a lot of opportunity for, in the life. It's it's a it's a beautiful thing, and uh, I'm very happy for you. Congratulations on the win, parabéns, uh, obrigado. To come on the show, thank you. After you 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 landed in uh, Florida, I appreciate you coming on so soon. You must be tired, and uh, good luck getting the title fight. Thank you, 
That would be a lot of fun. You and Juliana would make would make a big show, as they say. It would be fun. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. Yes. I think I think Russia deserves this. The fans Russia deserve this. Uh, I think Juliana and me is a great fight. It's a big fight. Yeah. By the way, if Amanda was still champion, would you fight her? Uh, no, she killed me. She... <laughs> I'm on the She's the best in the world. She oh. killed me. All right, well. Of course. Respect. You're you're modest. Yeah, no, no, she's the best. Okay. She's a good. All right, fine. <laughs> well, Juliana, maybe it will be a different thing. Um, so we'll see if that happens. Uh, Myra, thank you so much. And by the way, is it Myra? Is your last name Bueno Silva or is it Myra Bueno and then your last name is Silva? It's Mara Bueno Silva. Mara, okay, so so last name is Bueno Silva. Exactly. Okay, I want to get it right because I feel like we're going to be talking about you for a long time. So I want to get it right. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Hey, God bless you. God bless you. There she is, Mara Bueno Silva. How great is that? What a story. Uh, very open with her trials and tribulations. You got to love a story like that. A star is born and a new player. At 135 pounds, uh, let's be honest, a division that needs a new player or two, uh, Juliana Pena and Raquel Pennington still, you know, we, we presume are next, but I got to say, a, uh, a Pena-Bueno Silva fight would be a lot of fun, I must say. I just realized that my thing was plugged in this whole time, but never actually plugged in. So I was wondering why. Why would you do that? I don't know. Uh, but golly, 135 needs needs some some fresh blood and here she is straight from uberlandia i always felt like uberlandia sounded like some sort of like fantasy world in brazil it sounds like you know like like a you know what i mean like it, it, it sounds like uh like an amusement park picking up what you're laying down uberlandia it's like something about yeah. uber and land uberland you notice this very uh classy water that i have today yeah i almost took that off your desk earlier mm. I actually thought it was a balls at first. No, no. You couldn't handle that. It's very Then Frank definitely would have taken it off your desk. I mean, we have the LaCroix. You have the fancy No, this is... I didn't have time. It was a busy day. I had a family function this morning and uh, came in from a different part of town. Actually made a wrong turn, ended up in Brooklyn. It was a mess of a situation, so we didn't have enough time to really gather ourselves. Didn't even eat lunch, by the way. Maybe I should do the Rampage Jackson. I should uh, fast. Yeah. Fat, one meal a day. Do you think we could pull that off? Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's different kinds of in, intermittent fasting. Some people do, do like, you know, a certain number of hours a day. Some people do alternating days fasting, things like that. So, yeah. You in? You want to do that? I mean, I you, fast already, but I do. You fast already? I do hours. I only eat between 12 and 8. That's it? Yeah. You will not touch anything past 8. Or before twelve, yeah. I don't. What about I drinks? Don't eat or dr water or or green tea. Oh. What about coffee? Coffee's okay. Black coffee. <sighs> no cappuccino. I no. like that. I like that, Rick. Rick, uh, Rick, you've lost a lot of weight. I must say, congratulations. Trying to be healthy, bro. Look at your, your skin face. looks healthy. I mean, he looks great. Trying it to be healthy. Great. You've mentioned no, this a couple times. Full shot to me with bright <laughs> lights. I mean, yeah, I mean, oh. you're like freaking. You're like 135, soaking wet over there, Mister Marathon. But uh, Rick, how much have we lost? Don't know. 
What do you mean don't know? I don't weigh myself. 10, 15, 20? What are we talking? Couldn't tell you. You're on that action Bronson diet. A significant amount, but I don't know. 170? Challenge for the welterweight belt? You versus... uh, I'm ready. Put me in. How much you weigh, Connor? Uh, 175. You're 175. Are you over six feet? Yes. Six one? You. Is that it? Six one, yeah. Nailed it. Is that it? No, 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 no. I I was like, did I nail it? Did I nail it? I was just checking. Uh, According to, uh, you know, the darts picture, though, five, six. That's right. That's right. Um, Okay. I'm trying to bulk, though. No fasting for me. You're trying to bulk? Yeah, trying to move up to 185. Fasting can still work. What are you trying to do? No, I'm just trying to get bigger. Put you're, on muscle. You're trying to lift some weights. You're doing GSP, the... big. No, I have been. I have been hitting the weights. Uh, protein. Oh yeah, protein. A little bit of creatine. You're doing the creatine thing. Yeah, a little bit of creatine. Is it working? Hmm. Yeah, I got derailed from the uh, gorgonzola steak. Fucking hell. Yeah, right. derailed me back. Who would have thought? Was, you probably lost was... a lot of weight after that. Yeah, leaned oh, out. Shit. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Boy, We're getting back to it though. Yeah. Birthday's behind us. Oh. Didn't you make a promise last year's birthday you would not drink for a year? Yeah, I made it. Yeah, and did you uh, did you keep it going? I had a glass of champagne on wow. the uh, on the B day. On the B day wow. yesterday. Uh, no, so technically we we did three sixty four because I, I went mm. to dinner at the World Trade Center the night before. Sick figured, invite. You know. How was that? Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, great meal. Hundred two floors up. Oh my gosh! Very glass exclusive. Of, glass of champagne to to end it. I feel like I feel like I'd get lightheaded that high up. Yeah, it was a little uh, dizzying. You definitely the ears pop as you're in the. Oh man! But I've been up there before. What's the restaurant? It's like an It's like one place. Yeah, you yeah give like Chili's, one, one World Dine or something. Good Dining food at One World. Oh yeah, great food. Great steak? food. Uh, they do have steak. Yeah, I did not get that. Do you think you'll ever have steak again? Uh. <laughs> We actually were talking about that. So, yeah, I'm a little uh, worried of the steak after the food poisoning. Uh, but I have a wedding to go to this weekend, and you had to choose your meal beforehand. And oh. I chose steak, so I'm going to have to go face-to-face with my biggest no, fear. I wouldn't do it, bro. On Saturday. Now I'm going to have to do it. Just uh, go for I the also, fish. I can't remember if I chose medium or medium rare. If it's oh. medium rare, I'm really going to – I'm just going to have to fight my demons. But uh, Look at Rampage. Yeah, well done. I mean, and he owns up to it also. Yeah. Respect. I'd go with the fish. I guess. I, I can't. What do, you, what do you want me to do? Call him up? Be like, hey, can hey. I change the fish? Or swap with somebody. By the way. I think they would understand. The girl, girl, girlfriend also chose steak as well. So, uh, yeah. I mean, Seems I'm, I'm a little kinda... soon if you're asking me. It, the truth is, when the person comes around with the dish, just be like, hey, man. Sorry, there was a mistake. Like, are they really going to yeah, argue like, with you? I ordered the fish. No, just be like, oh, actually, sorry. I think there was a mistake. Uh, she ordered the steak. I ordered the fish. Do you mind just swapping that? What's some dude who's don't, don't do it? Yeah, they'll annul the marriage. No, he's gonna he's gonna be like, what What's your name again? I'm gonna be like, uh, no one goes Connor. back and, and he's gonna be like, Ariel, yeah, you, you chose the steak. <laughs> no, this is the perfect scenario because otherwise you're not gonna choose to do it. Now you're you're forced into like the situation. It. Confront confront it. Get it down. No, it's a whole other thing if they're just like. Uh, tonight's special is a uh, gorgonzola encrusted steak. Then, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, that might be. I'm rough. leaving the entire wedding, not just eating dinner. I'm if you get the whole sick wedding. from eating steak again, would you just give up on steak completely? I would. probably. I, I, I would probably. I'd have a tough time. I'd have a tough time after that. I think it's going to be good though. It's going to be great. Don't don't put the bad juju out. No bad vibes. It's going to be fantastic. No, I'm just it's saying. It's a little soon. I mean, what was it? July Fourth weekend. Yeah, it's like three weeks ago. Yeah, we're getting right back. Plenty in. of time. 
We're getting right back in there. Stakes are high. Nice. That's a good point. Wait, so does that mean you can't watch uh, UFC London? No, I can. It's not a day uh, wedding. Yeah, wedding starts at 5, so uh, yeah, I'll probably be streaming old Tommy yeah, Aspinall yeah. from the yeah. crowd, but fights will be watched, I can guarantee you that. Big one. All right, let's recap the weekend, shall we? Before we do so, shout out to Game Time, shout out to NetSuite, shout out to DraftKings. We appreciate their support very, very much. And shout out to the Parlay boys for getting back on track. We are back, right? Big dubs. Yep. Huge dub. Big time. And we got the shout out. By the way, doesn't get much better. Who would have thought that's that, really why I do it? Who would have thought that Jack Della would have been the uh, the most nerve wracking one yeah, of the bunch? <laughs> honestly, everything else was was fairly easy. Easy breezy. Yeah, I mean, uh, nice little four and zero action here. Uh, Take us through it. Back to uh, almost in range of uh, of getting back to even. We could smell uh, it. Minus minus one point six five units. Uh, still not looking great for your five hundred prospect. That's going to be uh, tough to get to. But I yeah, agree. I mean Frank Frank kicked us off, and then two easy unders, and then Jack Della finished the uh, finished the sandwich, and uh, there we go. Winning week for the Parlay Palace. Can we keep it going into London? I think that's, so. That's the question. We're gonna roll, baby. Okay. And then the big winner, you know, the pain to shout out. Oh, yeah. Shout That's out. just beautiful. Just five minutes after her uh, calling out Meyer Buena Silva. Uh, can we just discuss, is it really Julian opinion? It really us? is. Uh, some of us don't think so. Some of us oh, think so. We're going to need a video next time. Some of you got invited I, to the I need no. Trade. I don't need any evidence. I will take her at her word and accept Queen Juliana. Uh, supporting the Parlay Boys. Wait a second, Frank, you were at the World Trade Dinner? Oh, no, I wasn't invited. Oh, okay. Wow. Frank didn't make the cut. No, there's, a, there's an A team and a B team. And Was Connor's anyone else here now? invited? No. Yeah, how come not, not a None of you were on yeah. the A team. I kind of feel like exactly. Frank would have been good enough for like all of us. Like I feel yeah, like so, that. So you know what he does to make it up for me? He's like, meet me at this place at 730. Message him at 740. What's your ETA? <sighs> He's like, I lost track of time, man. We're wow. on our way. I'm actually shocked. Frank's Frank's deciding to open open this can. <laughs> got, there <laughs> got there at eight thirty. Got there at eight thirty. Because uh, can we go back to the night before? Frank? Not to talk about Shall that. we do that? Should we do that? Uh, me and Frank had dinner plans for Friday evening, seven o'clock. Uh, ask him. I'll let you know on Friday whether I can do it. I hit him up in the in the morning time. We on for dinner? We're on for dinner. I'll be there seven o'clock. I'm like, okay, great. Shower up, put on something nice. Just as I'm getting ready to head out the door, uh, I'll give you one guess of what happened here for our uh, for our dinner oh plans. Oh my god, Frank! Last time he played like GameCube or something, so I'm assuming that. That's- yeah, hey man, so sorry, not gonna be able to uh, gonna be able to make it. Uh, was this just a one on one dinner? Uh, it was a four person dinner, and Frank was carrying half of that load. Mm-hmm. So it's him pretty, and his wife. Heavy ask. Right. Yeah. So and now it's now it's me and my roommate left stranded, uh, and we have to obviously. I mean, we got an audible at that point. We can't go what? to the city. I mean, what are we going to do? Go, we're going to go all the way into Manhattan just oh, to, uh, just all to have dinner, me and him. Yeah. No. You so now we're all dressed up with nowhere to go. We go back uh, home. Shout out to Frank. I mean, what are we going to do? So we we go and get dinner in Jersey City. All right. But it was, it was delicious. What was the excuse? That's, that's yeah. What, what was the excuse? Nah, it's busy. 
No, seriously. You 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 just two minutes ago were giving him crap. I mean, I don't know why he wanted to open this up. I, I wasn't going to discuss I'm it. I'm also confused about I the idea. I was like in the narrative where we skipped Friday. Let's also, let's also lastly get into the brief explanation behind the World Trade Center dinner. Uh, you know, it's not the biggest restaurant on earth as it's uh, in the very top floor of the World Trade Center. Limited to seven people for a reservation. Wow. Um, so I made the seven-person reservation, threw out feelers to people, threw it in a couple group messages, you know, and I was like, yeah, you know, we'll probably get a 50% hit rate or so, maybe four or five, and then then I'll, you know, work my way through to get to the to the proper seven. Everyone said yes, and I was like, oh, all right, we're at seven. I kindly explained that to Frank. No worries. No worries, man. No worries. Whatever you guys do after, just let me know, uh, and we'd be happy to be there. And so that's what we did. I was happy and, and, to sit at the bar for an hour. And di- wait, wait a second. Did you actually see him? Yes. Uh, yeah, like, we, hung, we hung out for like three or four hours. This is hogwash, Frank. Frank Frank led with like, he this is, made it up to me, even though it's your birthday. Frank, you want to be honest, man? Wait, what? Being well, an hour later, bailing completely. Yeah, I mean, Frank, this is one of the great, I mean, talk about. What a blunder. Yeah, what this a is. I wanted to, listen, I wanted to leave this in the closet. Everything was all good. <laughs> Frank got me a, a fantastic gift for my birthday. We were my all, presents. you know. Wait, did he get you the Switch? No, 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 no. But he did give me some Switch games, which was amazing. Wait, he knew about the Switch? He was conspiring with my girlfriend who got me the Switch, yeah. yeah well, I was actually completely wasn't on the caught initial off guard. Seven feeler invite was. How come we how come we didn't get in on any of this? I mean, yeah, I feel like a little bit Look, boxed a out here. here. Yeah, I Sorry, mean, clearly guys. she On what? On the Switch stuff? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this was all behind my back. Yeah, I had no idea we about could have contributed to I mean, I would have wanted to jump in there. I mean, I could have given something. He would this have been was, like, is this what he really wants? Frank, oh, Frank, uh, you could have reached out. Hey, we're getting uh, Connor some Switch games or something. I mean, honestly, I wasn't sure if you were actually serious about the present or not. (laughs) Me? Yeah. I thought you were kidding. Dude, I I woke up yesterday morning (laughs) and... Uh, my roommate brings out a box of popcorn and a box of wheat thins, and he's like, "Here's your gifts from Frank." And I'm like, "What is this from Frank?" Uh, yes, I love how from Frank, Frank gets the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and then I opened the boxes, and there was a Switch game in each of them, uh, both the Zelda games. I was like, "What is this?" I was like, "I don't have a Switch." Get the call from the girlfriend, you know, over in London, and she's wow. just like, "Oh, go into your room, hidden." Under your bed in like a hidden compartment, I pull it out, present, card. I'm like, this is unbelievable. What's going on right now? I'm I'm in complete shock. Uh, open the, the present. It is a Nintendo Switch. Going crazy. Made my morning. It was fantastic. Wow. That yeah, I was, is I was like totally production after you talked It really about was a, a production. Like she she hid this. I mean, this Switch has been sitting under my bed for three weeks and I had no idea. Sketch. What, what if you what if you would have uh, stumbled upon it two weeks ago? It was wrapped, and there was a big card that said "Happy Birthday, Connor." So I probably wouldn't have is opened it, it. Is it not possible that the roommate deposited it? That's what I thought. Her. That's. Oh, I thought he might have put it the night before. Why take the risk? Uh, sh- judging from the fact he gave my gift first, he wasn't really connecting all the dots. Yeah, he also he also did <laughs> say he had no idea about it. Wait, he thought he thought that he was giving you wheat thins for for your birthday. <laughs> No, he he had no idea about the switch. Well, then switch. he thought he was just giving you games. I don't think he knew what he was in the, the box. No. Frank was like, "Don't open the boxes." Oh, Frank, you delivered the box. 
I put the games in the boxes of food. Wow, this is all so thoughtful. Jeez. Uh, yes, that's what I that's said. That's why I mean, I'm a little upset. I texted to know this they were multiple fruit. times. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Frank is upset that like I did open the games first. I kind of think that's cool. You open the thing, and you're like, I don't have a switch, and then it's like, oh, go here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty great. I can't lie. Because for a second, he's like, man, Frank's such an idiot. You bought me these games. I don't have a system. I yeah, guess I think that's out. cool. But Frank, when did you deliver the box? Of- Saturday night when we met up after they had their yeah. nice dinner that I didn't get invited to. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like you guys backdoored your way into a really heartwarming story. Like, there's all this, like... There's layers. I mean, geez, Louise. There's I was invited. I showed up late. I bailed. And meanwhile, you're delivering, like, one of the all-time great presents. Oh, it was all-time. And I, I, mean, I most, actually thought most... your po- your post about the thing I thought was a joke. No, it was 100 percent serious. Oh. And like, it is literally probably the most excited I've been for a birthday present since <laughs> I got a PSP in 2005. I thought that was all a joke. What are we just a joke? Today? Why? Am I, am I'm I just not a liar? Under- oh, because I didn't yeah. know. I didn't. This is gonna come off bad, and I don't want it to come off bad. I was just. Oh, wow, here we go. <laughs> I just no Please. no. I just continue. I just didn't know a thirty-year-old would get excited about a switch. Oh, wow. <laughs> what is that? Is that mean? I mean, yeah, yeah. what am I supposed to get excited about? Can we get Rampage back on the phone <laughs> yeah. to explain why video games are great? Like, is this this is this is not, ridiculous? Uh, you want to you want to know how <laughs> unfitting this is? I finish. I'm reading the Harry Potter series right oh, now my. as well. First time going through them. Just finished the fifth one. Watched that the night before. Get a switch. So yeah. It almost feels like I'm. I thought you were going to say that like someone 30. got you uh, uh, like a pass to you know wherever he lives, Uberlandia <laughs> or some shit. Mm. Where does he live? To Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Oh, I'm going on a trip he to Hogwarts. Lives in London. We're all dressing up. <laughs> is is Harry Potter too nerdy for you? Yeah. No, no, no. Not too nerdy. No, no. You got the wrong guy. It's just. You know, I go home, watch Billy Madison for the 98th time. That's a, and uh, that's a, that's a night right you there. You blew it. That's a, yeah. Wait, was that you, Frank, who just did yeah. that with the echo? Well, that's because their mics are open. Oh, and wow. you have us talk to you from a control It room. actually sounded like you did that with a with an effect. Oh. Neat, 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 neat. Uh, anyway, no, I'm very happy. I, that, that is now, great. Honestly, I was hoping the show wasn't going to run long today so I could just go home and play my no video listen video. i was ready i was just trying to wrap this up but no this is all great i just wanted to know basically like why we weren't in on the present stuff but i guess you guys have your own thing that's cool that's for you frank think it's all a joke. that's for frank to answer would have been like i'm gonna get him some video games you're like that's not what he wants that's not true he wants a bill from the irs because he's 30 and he's all old now a bill from the irs what he's referencing by the way is after the thing we're having a little thing and i was like oh that's the i, I thought maybe you know i thought he wanted something else that's all I was surprised by the suggestion. Okay, now we're that, getting in, now we're opening an we entire break new another can four of balls? worms. <laughs> now, he, he, now we're breaking an yes. entire new can of worms open. Uh, the references to Jersey Mike's after the but, show. Yeah, I didn't want to mention. That. Okay, I mean, so now, like, what I I'm getting this this reputation that like Jersey Mike's is my favorite place on earth when <laughs> it's it's passable. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I'm so getting, I'm right. Oh, I'm I was right. Jersey Mike's. I like Jersey Mike's, but like, I mean, we're, is it is it even making my top three favorite sub shops of all oh. time? I mean, probably not. I feel like, so much gonna, better now. Am I am gonna am I gonna enjoy the sandwich? Yes, of course. I, I, I need your angle on this now, Hawani. Okay, Same I feel more. so much Same more. The simpler, the better, is my opinion in these. In okay, these I, what I thought you were just about to say was that I was being all like, 
you know, bourgeois. Because when I, when Frank, Frank said, if we're really going to break this whole thing down, totally. Well, we might as well. We right. might as well. I mean, let's, let's not waste time. Let's not beat around the bush. Okay. Let's get into it. Okay. Let's totally get into it. When it was Frank's birthday, I said, we should do something for Frank's birthday. Uh, what ended up happening was cake and pizza, which was fine. I thought maybe like a little field trip, you know, the crew gets to go out, okay. which was now, fine. A side note. But it ended while, up being while great. We're on, while we're on Frank's subject, you suggested doing something for Frank's birthday weeks beforehand. Weeks passed. Nothing was planned. Oh, no. I just said, do, uh, we my suggestion now, we was really, you guys take the ball and run with it. Exactly. I was, was not going to So we took anything. the ball and run with it, and you were like. And that was it. No, it was Man. great. It was his birthday. That's what he wanted. It was nice. It was, a nice. it was a nice afternoon. It was on a Wednesday, so Rick wasn't there. Fine. <sighs> then, uh, you know, your birthday comes around, and we're like, okay, let's do something. You know, we don't have to talk about my birthday being in between. I was going to say, this is, a, this is a Berksell Wani combo. No, no. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. But uh, so, so that's. That's fine. And then he says, Frank says, we're going to do cake. And then he says, and then he's like, do you want to do something more? I was like, yeah, let's go out for dinner. Uh, or let's, let's have, like, we don't want to just have cake. So he said, fine, comes back to me with Jersey Mike's. <laughs> he comes back. And I was like, this is what he wants? Jersey Mike's? Like, I was, you know, maybe we, you know, I don't know, something a little bit more, you know. And he's like, well, for whatever it's worth, he was really, really, I tried to steer him in a different direction. And finally, Frank was like, for whatever it's worth, he was really, really excited at the Jersey Mike's. And I was like, fine. Who am I? It's not for me. I'm going to. Wait. Yeah. Now, now we have to. No, we have to step in here. That's, what he, that's what he said to me. If, can, can I just say I'm something? Up the damn I, feel like there's, I feel like there's multiple things happening. Was Frank here. talking out of both sides of his mouth? One of them is the overrating of Connor's love of Jersey Mike's is clearly happening. Like that's oh my that's God. not a real there, thing. I wouldn't even say it's love of Jersey Mike's. I mean, it's a it's a good sandwich. I'll eat the sandwich. Number two, he said that you were over the moon at your suggestion. Number two, uh, never, number eight club that. sub. That's over the moon. <laughs> <laughs> number two, you Helwani are trying to do this thing where you go, oh, I'm fine with it. But then you're not fine with right. it, and that you can't do that. Wait, wait, you're what? the guy. You're, you're the, the guy, guy that's down for whatever. That's not actually not down, down for, for whatever. whatever. No, that is speaking of actually. I'm, I'm actually literally they the, offended they got the by this. Pizza. And then you're like, you are, well, it's I'm glad pizza, you are because, but I'm okay with it. You're doing a thing. No, and now Rick, it's like the Jersey Mike's. But uh, you know, Rick is maybe, the actual. No, I'm down for whatever, and he's down for whatever. I'm down for whatever. Always. So that is so mean. That is weird. Is that Frank was just like Rick? What do you want from Jersey Mike's? And he was just like this sandwich. No questions asked. Yeah. His diet on his fasting. What are you trying he said, to say? He said, if it's between 12 and 8, that works. Listen, <laughs> I'm actually the one who's down for whatever. I said, let's go somewhere. Let's go to the place next door. Let's do this. Let's do that. But you don't want to plan it. And when they choose of something, I don't want to plan you have it. a problem with it. No, of course I don't want to plan mm, it. But right. I'm saying. The only mm, thing I asked for my birthday was, I don't want to plan it. So I don't care what we do. Yeah, I don't want to plan it. No, but I'm. let it be known that I planted the seed first. Oh, so you're the, if, you're the think tank. I get the I get the I get credit for the thought. If you don't want to plan it, if you don't want to plan it, then you don't get to complain about what the uh, result of it is. I do enough planning around here, right? Anyone else can plan it. Let someone else you're, book so that. Now you're I, now you're choosing something. You're, you're no, taking a different path. I think that's path so mean what you guys are doing. You. What you guys are doing is so mean right now. This is hurt, um, this is actually hurtful. I'm I'm hurt right now. I just want to. I'm not you able know. to produce a Jersey Mike sandwich for you tonight. Oh, wonderful. But we got you a salmon bento box from across the street. Oh, is that true? <laughs> it's, it's true. true. Oh, well, that's great. <laughs> so now Wait. you can have your cake and eat it too. Wait, did I get did I get my own? 
You yes. got a separate thing. Yeah. Wow. We all good your stripes. Yeah. 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 Exactly what we're describing yes. here. He that that place closes at five, thing. so we can no longer go there after the show. I'm if so you keep it going, happy right now for this bento box. Now where's it been? Were you under the impression all day? It just got picked. No up lunch right either. No no lunch either. Were you under the impression you were going to have a bowl from Jersey Mike's this entire <laughs> day no for yes. dinner? No yes. Idea. That's a depressing thought. By the way, by the way, <laughs> just, the worst company And just for the record, I was so, I've been looking at the clock this whole time. I'm so hungry right now. I still have this peanut butter cup that I'm trying oh, to. Gosh. And you were going to have a bowl of I'm trying to lick the peanut butter cup in between Andy changing cameras over there. I saw it. Not right now. Go to the other one. No, not that one. No, 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 definitely not that. When you go to them, I do the, the peanut butter. I'm just, I'm just joking. Yes, I know. You're messing with me. Uh, the point is, uh, I was very excited about the... Um, I'm a man of the people. I'm a, I'm a lunch pail, hard hat guy. I was very excited about the... Uh, mm-hmm. Sounded like it. The What's bowl the the from Jersey please? Mike's. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I just thought that your palate was a little more mature. That's all. <laughs> <you know? laughs> I'm not doing a thing, but I'm doing a thing. Uh, that's not a thing. It's absolutely it's not a thing. It's definitely a thing. All right, fine. Listen. Uh Whose birthday's next? I'm not going Mine. out for anyone's birthday ever again. Uh, your birthday's coming up like August 2nd or something, right? My birthday is Here on the go. day I fly out for Dallas. Whoa. Hey, what are you going to Dallas? Yeah, why are you going to Dallas? Yeah. Uh, you know, some things. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it, was I right? No, that's August 1st. First. Yeah, first. Damn it. Close enough. Nah, pretty good. I'll give you a, a lot of credit for that. Because um, you're usually in like uh, Hawaii or something. I've been in Hawaii for my birthday for sure. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's not bad. That's nice. It ain't bad. I feel like we got a lot of stuff out here. We work. Yeah. We workshop. You said you'll a never lot. go out for anyone else's birthday. The good news is we haven't been out for anyone's birthday yet. When did I say I was never going out for anyone's birthday? Just I, like thirty seconds. Li- oh no, I'm the one who says we should go out. I was the one no, who was I know that's disappointed by the pizza. I said we should have gone to the urban whatever place next door and to uh, urban whatever place. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, called Manhattan. No, no, no. The name of the place is Urban, urban Space. space. Yes, urban yes, space. yes. We all know. Well, now they all close. It's kind of depressing in there at night. All right, fine. Wall Street. What's Wall Street de- becomes a ghost What's town. more depressing, the urban space after 6.30 p.m. or a bowl from Jersey Mike's? <laughs> on the 15th. Guys, we're about to eat Jersey Mike's. It's on, not the f- like, on the 15th like, floor? No, no, no. There's I, no one there? Listen, like I said. Wait, did Jersey you guys Mike's find out what my order was and everyone was making fun of me behind my back? Is that no. what happened? No. Nobody I gave did it tell one everyone second of thought. your reaction to Jersey Mike's. On a separate, there's a separate text thread there's without a, me? No. No, it's in-person communication. I didn't make fun of your... An uh, order. I just sort of had sympathy for you. I didn't even know they made bowls at Jersey Mike's. Not, I mean, someone I is going to Frank. Someone is going to come to the defense of bowls at Jersey Mike's. Yeah, I mean, I let's can, not slander Jersey Mike's. Who knows? Listen, I like Jersey Mike's. Passable sub. You love it, apparently. Am I going to so. get it tattooed on but my he chest? He wanted the veggie sandwich as a bowl, which is just a salad. Who me? Yeah. No, I said I wanted like the Man, you cheese just went with steak. Them. Yeah, fine. It would have been better for the bit. Um, all right, fine. Well, I'm excited about this. Is the bento box here? Yeah, it just, it's actually it just arrived. Here oh, my God. You guys are staring at it? Can we wrap this up? Um, that's been kind of the name of the game. This All right, go ahead. Go so ahead with your German picks. chocolate? You got German? You like German chocolate? Fuck. I, at, this point, uh, at this point, I'll eat anything. <laughs> I guess I, that's all like I German chocolate. I feel my chocolate. stomach sucking up against my spine. Frank, Frank thought he was slick last week. He's just like, didn't he say your favorite cakes are German chocolate cakes? I was like, I've never had one of those. <laughs> like, well, I guess we're trying one next week. <laughs> uh, it's going to be good times, though. It's, good. It's, it's nice to have Rick here for, for yeah. yeah oh, oh, I didn't get credit for that. Frank wanted to do this last Wednesday. I said, let's do it on a Monday. Mm, that was also because a good call. I don't get any credit for that. No, we're, no, adjacent. we're adjacent as well to the birthday. We're right next to it. 
Yeah. Oh, we could do a triple header right here. I'm happy to be here. By the way, this is not my. By the way, I don't want anything to do. This is not my birthday party. Your your birthday is 24 hours removed. My birthday is two weeks removed. That's all right. You're like the kid. No, the parents. This is not my party. I want nothing. (laughs) You will. I've moved on. To do with it. (laughs) What are we doing for Ricky's? Oh, we'll go to. Uh, well, he's gonna be in sand- sandwiches in the hide house. <laughs> go with your it. picks. What are your picks? Uh, let's let's recap the picks from this past yeah. week. Uh, we did pretty good on the singles. Couple flyers miss. It is what it is. We go two and zero on the parlays. Uh, that gets us to a winning week. Nice little bounce back. Couple units still down big for the year. We all know that, but up fifty four. All time and some big hitters. Got to shout them out. Oh, yeah. Some fantastic bets this week. Honestly, I didn't know if that was the song or you. I tried to time it. That was a little early. No, that was nice. All right. The biggest hitter of the week was easy. No brainer. At Maddie 39. Uh, 13 for 13. Hits them all. $5 into 2,358. I can't even imagine the nerves you had to have when Myra Buena Silva got out there and then got that choke in the second round. I would have gone absolutely crazy. Another one. Pablo B724. Shout out to Pablo. Just a single here, but man, an absolute dart. Nazim Sadikov by submission and round two turns $20 into $660. So shout out to him. Another one back-to-back weeks for our guy Prop Sniper. He makes it two weeks in a row. Had to shout him out. He goes Junyong Park by submission plus $1,200, $208 into $2,500. And then he was confident, man, on that JDM fight going long. He takes fight to start round two, fight to start round three, and the fight to go to a decision. He wins over $600 on that one. So shout out to him, man. When you're confident, you're confident. Just a couple more here. BWFC Owen. Owen, shout out to him. Plus 10649 Just three simple picks. Aylin Perez by decision. Evan Elder by decision. Jack Della Madalena by decision as well. $1 into a, or one pound into 106 uh, so shout out to him. That is some fantastic picks. And then last but not least, Michael Aquin. He goes Francisco Prado to win by KO. JDM to win in round three or decision. And Myra Buena Silva to win by submission. That gets it to plus 7,400. Turns $10 into $750. Uh, fantastic bets right there. And shout out to everyone that hit. Well done. Good bets for a uh, UFC Apex 77 card. Yes. And uh, it is on to London. Do they call it like London. UFC London like 20-something or something like that? Or they just call it UFC London. I forget. Are we counting these London cards? I, I feel like it's uh, UFC Fight Night London. That's all it is. They don't They don't number them? I haven't seen any numbers. I'm just calling it UFC London. Yeah. It's just like how do you then distinguish, right? Like what's the difference between this one and last year and then the year before? Then it would be like UFC Fight Night Aspinall versus I Tiger. think it would be cool if it was like UFC London 4, UFC London 5. I, I think it will be UFC Fight Night Aspinall type bureau. All right. Um, that's what it is. Uh, we're out of time. We have big celebrations to get to. Uh, I do want to say before we go, and I mentioned this at the very top of the show, uh, our our dear Andy is uh, is going off 
to uh, to start her growing family. And uh, I just want to thank her for everything. She's obviously coming back. I hope she's coming back. I'll be uh, heartbroken if she does. Take all the time you want. You know, in Canada, maternity leave is a year. Wow. Um, yeah. So not, not here. So, yes, uh, but I'm Canadian, so I'm happy to. I don't know if the powers that be would, uh, you know, would honor that, but I'm happy to honor that if you want so me to. This is a to. really big combo party. Then this is a Your big birthday, party. My birthday, Rick's birthday. Andy's about to have a child. My dad's birthday. Dad's birthday. My nephew's birthday is uh, Carol's birthday. I mean, there's just a lot. And what better way to celebrate it than with a couple of Jersey Mike subs? Jersey Mike and Bulls. Shout out. And it doesn't get much better than that. I don't think the Bulls coming because right. you got the bento. I can't wait for that. Uh, let me just say, been doing this show since 2009. Greatest TD we've ever had is Andy. She has added a ton. Uh, you will be very missed, but we are very very happy for you. And uh, we wish you all the best, and we can't wait to hear how it all goes down. So go get them. Thank you, guys. I'll miss you guys, too. <laughs> yes. But I'll be back. Yes, yes. I will be back. But, you know, we're just, you know, we're, 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 we're excited for you. So this is a great thing. And uh, you are the best one that has ever sat in that chair, and we appreciate you very much. So uh, wanted to end the show on that note. And uh, I can't wait for Wednesday. We'll be back on Wednesday to do it all over again. But for now, it is time to say goodbye. Yes, it is time to say goodbye. What a fun day. My wife is texting me right now. Do you think she thinks that I'm on the air or not? Um, it's just no like a, it's a stream of texts at the moment. No. Uh, all kinds of plans. Uh, I mean, Did you just, tell her that you were hanging out afterward? No, I didn't. You know, I didn't. Uh, I didn't know what to think. You know, I wasn't sure if this was like a, a quick, you know, grab the sub and go out on our way. Uh, <laughs> Sign here that you received yourself. Please leave. <laughs> Uh, I wasn't sure what the uh, the situation was, um, but I'll, I'll have to inform. Uh, five days I get to pick up my kids. No, six days. My boys. Can't wait for that. That's going to be Did they send you a letter for your birthday? It was in advance. They, nice. they weren't sure how to time it, so I got it like on July 1st or something like that, which, you know, was the thought uh, that they were trying to beat me uh, to the punch. It was very nice. That was nice. Um, anyway, uh, it is time to go. What a fun day it has been. Thank you very much to everyone who has tuned in. Uh, thank you to all our great guests. How about Francis and Ganu? Big things coming for him October the 28th. Can't wait for that. Uh, thank you very much to Michael Venom Page. How about that? Uh, a new free agent story to follow. We haven't had a fun one like that in a while, so it kind of came out of nowhere. Very exciting stuff. Thank you to Macy Barber. Congrats to her on the upcoming win. How about Rampage Jackson? Congrats to him on everything going on in his life. And what about Myra Bueno Silva, a new contender at 135 is born. Looking forward to seeing what she does next. Back on Wednesday, same time and place. Peace. <laughs>